Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! Hey, hey, this is Alexandria. I'm Jane Smith. And I'm Douglas Gale. And I will be bringing you Space News, Star Trek, Duck Space Nine, Firefly, Black Mirror, and probably superhero stuff. Dystopian fiction! Who's excited? I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space Nerds! What's up, Space Nerds? This is such a fun episode of the podcast. I'm so excited about it. So, uh, last week I had three friends over, Douglas Gale, B. Russell, and Jenny Krantz, to discuss Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. We went deep. We talked for like three and a half hours, something like that. I'm going to bring you the entire thing today. It was one of the most fun podcast recordings that I've ever been a part of. Um, I'm really stoked about it. I hope you enjoy it. We, we just went all over the place, all over Episode Nine, and all over the Star Wars saga in general. We talked a little bit about The Mandalorian, about Rebels, about uh, Clone Wars cartoons, about Expanded Universe. We just went all over the place. So lots of Star Wars talk uh, in this podcast. And of course, we have to give you our weekly dose of science fact. So to kick it off with the space news, Alexandria and I are going to talk about mining space for water. Space news! Okay, Alexandria, are you ready for some space news? I am ready! <laughs> okay, this ties into what we were talking about a couple weeks ago with the uh, the Mars, like feeding people on Mars mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. finding water. Mm-hmm, um, crickets. Okay, and eating crickets. This is from space.com. I love space.com, by the way. It's great. great. Uh, tons of water in asteroids could fuel satellites and space exploration. When it comes to mining space for water, the best target may not be the moon. Entrepreneurs' richest options are likely to be asteroids that are larger and closer to Earth. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, like a couple years ago, we had no idea if there was water anywhere else. And now, like, we found water on the moon. We've, like, found or found ice on the moon. We found ice on Mars. We found, you know, ice on asteroids. Like, we're just finding water all over the place. Mm-hmm. Where the idea of, like, you know, one of these basic things that we need, which is water to survive we could find in other places, which is very exciting. Um, A recent study suggested that roughly a thousand water-rich or hydrated asteroids near our planet are easier to reach than the lunar surfaces. While most of these space rocks are only a few feet in size, more than 25 of them should be large enough to each provide significant water. Although the water locked in these asteroids should be enough to fill somewhere around 320,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools, significantly more than the amount of water locked up at the lunar poles, the new research suggested. Isn't that crazy? But to fuel what now? To fuel satellites and space exploration is what this says. But we'll get more information about that. Okay. Asteroid mining could also fuel human exploration, saving the expense of launching fuel from Earth. In both cases, would-be space rock miners will need to figure out how to free the water trapped in hydrated minerals on these asteroids. Ah. Yeah. So they have to figure out how to milk a rock. We're back to milking rocks. Yes. Yes. If engineers could figure out how to mine water from these space rocks, they could produce a source of ready fuel in space that would allow spacecraft designers to be to build refuelable models for the next generation of satellites. Um, so water is H2O, which is hydrogen and oxygen. Two. Two hydrogen. Two hydrogen, one oxygen. Yes. And like hydrogen is fuel, right? 
Okay. Hydrogen can be made into fuel. Truth. Um, according to the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs, first of all, that's a thing that exists. More than 5,200 of the objects launched into space are still in orbit today. Wow. While some continue to function, the bulk of them buzz uselessly over our heads every day. They carry fuel on board, and when they run out, they are either lowered into destructive orbits or left to become space junk, which we've also talked about, Mm -hmm. useless debris with the potential to cause enormous problems for working satellites. Refueling satellites in space could change that model, replacing it with long-lived productive orbiters. So instead of just launching these things into space that then run out of fuel and are left to die, we could find cheap and easy ways relatively to refuel them by mining ice off of asteroids instead of going all the way to the moon to get ice or bringing water up from the surface that's cool yeah it's super cool So just like find it oh grab that rock so we can continue to go on our journey yeah um yeah and this article i mean i i suggest people check it out there's a lot more detail here about you know finding water or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to tell from Earth if these asteroids are going to have water or not. And there's like some signatures that make it seem like there would be water, but we're not necessarily sure. Or water, I mean ice, not water. Um, and then mm-hmm. if we have these space mining companies that are trying to get up into space to find these asteroids, if they, they need a sure bet that there's going to be ice on yes. that particular asteroid. And that's not necessarily possible at the moment, but they're working on it. So it's like an idea that's thrown out there that people are kind of crunching the numbers of and putting their heads together to try to figure out but not necessarily there yet yeah 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 that's so interesting yeah um as- but the article continues asteroids will certainly be more accessible than the moon of course another potential source of space-based water-rich minerals um and this is this is like the milking rocks again mm-hmm. which we still don't understand how to do it somebody please somebody who's more scientifically minded what does this mean? Water-rich minerals. Like, how are we milking rocks? I don't get it. Landing safely on the lunar surface takes more than 100 times the change of velocity required to land on an asteroid. Similarly, taking off from the moon means breaking free from its gravity, requiring even more fuel. Mm. Um, even asteroids that are a bit farther from the Earth than the moon can be reached with less fuel than the lunar surface. That's fucking interesting, too. I actually um, was watching footage recently of of like um, of moon missions because i was looking for footage for the space news video yeah um and if you haven't checked this out yet it's for the second space news it's just like a i actually found footage actual real footage of an astronaut tripping and falling yeah you did that i put in there yeah, just for like did. a split second it was great um but i and then i found this video that was you know talking about how people think that the moon photos were doctored and proving how they weren't, yeah, which was really interesting because uh, the lighting is a little bit weird yeah. in those photos, but it's actually because the um, there's no atmosphere yeah. and the ground is reflective and the actual suits the astronauts were wearing were reflective. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like a reflector in photography. You know, I have a reflector that I use and they're powerful Yeah. Um, where it's not a light source, but it's a reflective material that you can use to bounce light onto someone's face. Absolutely. And that's what was happening. They actually computer modeled all of the light sources that were there and were able to recreate the weird lighting that was in these photos. Um, so anyway, I've been watching footage of people on the moon. And there is gravity on the moon. You know, you don't just like fly off of the moon. No, it's just low down. gravity. Yeah. yeah. And they were actually saying that they almost ran out of fuel to Oof. to land because they'd never, like the first landing on the moon, you know, Buzz Aldrin and um, what's his name? 
Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Yeah. What's funny is I knew Neil Armstrong. I didn't know the second one that you yeah. just said, Buzz. Yeah. But I forgot how I forgot who he was. I forgot Neil's yeah. name. Yeah. Did you know there's a third guy who didn't leave the ship? Like they have this little lander and he didn't leave the lander. Um, or he or maybe he wasn't on the lander, he was just in the ship, the actual, you know, shuttle. He doesn't even get credited with anything. Yeah, basically. Although he was fucking there too. What's his you know? name? I don't know. That's the problem. Um but yeah, they almost ran out of fuel trying to get down to the moon because the landing went a little rougher than they expected. So they wouldn't have had enough to get off again because you do need a lot of fuel to break that that gravity. Um, so that's really interesting. If there's less gravity on asteroids trying to mine them, uh, a la um, <laughs> Armageddon, where that's we got, it. what's his name? Uh, ben Affleck and Bruce? Bruce Willis. Willis. Who are like miners from Earth who were sent to mine this asteroid so they can put a, a nuclear bomb into it also fuck that movie i hate that movie do you like armageddon uh i don't want to close oh my eyes no i don't want to fall asleep because i miss you baby i, I thought you were and i don't want to miss a thing whether or not you liked that movie but you weren't you were just trying to remember that song so I you could was. drive me crazy absolutely yeah i don't think i remember the movie it came out when I was younger. That's I don't bad. think I was allowed to watch it. We did a sci-fi on trial of that. And I actually made a parody of that song, if you want to check that out, anyone. Uh, it's at sci-fiontrial.com. Um, what, are you, what, are you, what are you looking up over there, ABG? I am looking up who was the name of the third guy. Oh, did you find it? Command module pilot Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Nope, that's nope, not him. that's not it. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Crew members. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's him. Michael Collins. Michael Collins. American hero, Michael Collins. Man, I, I don't know if I saved this article or not, but I might. this might be a future space news that I saved an article for, or maybe I didn't. I don't remember. But I did read something about how um, when you're in space long enough, some astronaut's blood is actually starting to pump the wrong direction. What? Isn't that fucked up? From Weird. being in zero G for so long, your body just forgets how to function. So that's, that's a hurdle we got to figure out yo that's probably something that we might want to fix yeah and it's like it can cause like tumors um or and blood clots and stuff yikes or not i don't know about tumors but blood clots yes yeah i mean there's just so much we don't know you know like we are we are in our infancy as a technological society if you think about um i mean if you if you compare us to science fiction or if you compare us to star trek of Mm -hmm. like spacefaring Mm -hmm. exploring the galaxy Mm -hmm. we are absolutely in our infancy and the show the expanse is one of my absolute favorite shows and they really look at what would humanity look like if it spread across the um the solar system like you have people living out of the asteroid belt uh who are called belters and they're all taller and and thinner because they live in less gravity for their whole lives. They're either in artificial gravity or no gravity for their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And it just changes their bodies. I mean, that's real, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the show's not real, but like bodies being changed by being in low gravity is real. And yeah. that, these are all things that are going to have to be solved if we're going to, you know, colonize, if we're going to like travel out into the galaxy. It's all, I don't know. But I really want us to do that. I don't know why. I want that so badly. Do you, do you want that? Like, is that something you care about? Like space exploration, travel and colonization all that stuff no in fact i'm like i try so hard to not get triggered by the word colonizing i know i try really hard i try yeah. to put on my space hat yeah. like we want to go colonize mars i was like oh do we right like because okay the history of colonization on earth is like a it's like the british 
saying Oof. we're gonna go colonize by you know yeah. destroying the native population yeah. and enslaving people yeah yeah so it definitely has that that air connotation. to it yeah also i don't i just don't think i've ever thought about these things before yeah like i've just never there's it's never been like a i've never had a desire to go to the moon i've never been like oh you know what i want to do i want to go to mars one day like i've never I'm still trying to decide what my goal roles are for theater. Like yeah. I still, I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. So it's, it's, this has been very enlightening. Like this whole space news mm-hmm. journey, just because I don't even, this is just stuff I don't think about. Yeah. And so then you ask me my opinion. I'm just like, I mean, if y'all want to go do it, like go do it. That's cool. <laughs> but I also want to be like, maybe one day we'll get to that technology. Also again, the 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 way that I got started with this podcast was because I'm into dystopian fiction and science fiction, like crosses over that with that, right? Yeah. And like that last book series that I read, I, when you said Belters, I was like, I thought about all the the characters that I knew that how and how their bodies were composed differently, and like the, the, just the different things that they did for gravity in the book. It's just very interesting, like yeah. to to read about the imaginations of people, the the imagination of certain authors, and like what could be done to live out in space and yeah. actually really th- consider it totally because to, to exist off of our planet is is like a miracle of human ingenuity mm-hmm. because space is not meant for us mm-hmm. you know it, we're not built for it so to build something to take us to it is is really incredible and for me just really exciting because i want to know what's out there you know mm-hmm. like we are just one people on this planet and there's, like, we are infinitesimal in when you consider, like, the size and the scale of the cosmos. Like, yeah. we are nothing. Yeah. And we think we're all that. Of which course. Which drives me crazy. We're, Except we're, I do love that TV show, but... <laughs> uh, all that. Uh, this is uh, all that. <laughs> Did you see the new reboot? It's delicious. No, there's a reboot yeah, of they, all that? Mm-hmm, well, they, that's the space news. Yeah, they've made that's, it for... That well, is really great. Yeah. They've made it for the, the new children these days, and it's really it's the new really children. great. Oh, the, my God, I got to check it out. It's good, and, like, the very first episode brought back our, our all that. Wow. You have to, like... I got to check The that first out. episode is somewhere on YouTube or something. We got to stop great. recording so I can go check that out. That's great. Okay, bye. <laughs> Do that. That's the space news. That's the space news. Space news! All right, this is going to be a real special treat. So, uh, I am here with space nerd Doug. Hello. And Jenny Krantz. Hello. Space nerd Jenny Krantz. Aww. Yes. Special guest. Nerd. Yeah. Special guest. Special space nerd guest. <laughs> Jenny I'll Krantz. Take I'll take it. Put you at a lower <laughs> I know. I'm I'll sorry. I'll take it. It's okay. Well, Jenny. I, I know my place. <laughs> As a space nerd, I can nominate new space nerds. I nominate Jenny Krantz. Uh, Thank you. All right. What's the word? <laughs> <laughs> approved? <laughs> approved. <laughs> Give me a gavel. Um, I want a lightsaber shaped gavel. <laughs> so Jenny is my original Star Wars buddy who used to come on the podcast and talk to me about all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> and she's back, and I'm it's back. so exciting. So it's welcome, too Jenny. Long. It's too long. Too long. We haven't done this since Rogue One. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've been... Uh, and we did this about uh, Phantom Menace also. I mean, yeah. sorry, what am I saying? Force Awakens. Yes, ah. we did a very long... Snoke in a Box. Snoke in a Box, that's right. <laughs> it was like three hours on Force it Awakens. It was so long, yeah. in, but I loved it. Yeah, in Longer like 2015. So yeah. that's in this podcast feed. <laughs> and then you were also on the first sci-fi on trial for the Phantom Menace. Right. Uh, yep. Which is on a different podcast feed. Which I think we did two different... Did we do two parts? I think that was a two-parter. I it was like remember. a three-parter. Oh, this is a three-parter. It, it, yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about the Phantom Menace for 
like upwards of six hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then I have done a talk about The Last Jedi on my YouTube page. So unfortunately, that's not on this podcast feed. Gotcha. But if people want to experience the entire trilogy sure. as seen through me, that's where that is. And then uh, Jenna and I also talked about Rogue One mm-hmm. a while back. That was a good one. But you and I have never talked about Solo or The Last Jedi. Yeah. And I think that time. something happened to both of us where we both kind of we kind of like, fell off a little bit. Yeah, we fell off a little bit. <laughs> Out of society. Yeah, totally. For a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just curious to to see how people were feeling before they went into Rise of Skywalker. Because we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. I forgot to mention right. that. Um, for both of you, I kind of want to set up your expectations about what you wanted from the movie and all that. Because you both have like really interesting points of view. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're just going to freeform talk about Star Wars for <laughs> And we're going to be joined Star by we're going to be joined by another special guest soon in like 45 minutes. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Or they're here and they're going to be really quiet for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. B Russell is here. Just <laughs> sitting and watching. Just chilling. Yeah. So, okay, Jenny, you were before we started recording, you were talking about um kind of falling out of Star Wars a little bit. Was that because of Last Jedi and Solo? Um yeah, I think it was Solo that did... Solo was actually the first one, first Star Wars movie I did not see in the theaters, actually. Uh, really? Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, given my past. Um, yeah, I saw it just renting at home, and I don't know. I just... I, I've i heard... I probably want to give it another chance, but I, I just wasn't feeling it. I can't do that character with anyone but Harrison Ford. Um, so sure. I kind of fallen off. So yeah, I think um, I freaking loved Rise of Skywalker, and... I'm guessing maybe it had to do with the same reason I love Rogue One is both things that those had in common is I had very low expectations. <laughs> I really didn't think about Rise. Like, I was excited for it. Some of the marketing they did with all the, like, bringing up the the old films and they did a lot of kind of nostalgic marketing that kind of was getting me into it. But, yeah, I kind of just went in as a blank slate. I really didn't know what to expect because I had kind of, I was lukewarm on Last Jedi and... <laughs> no pun. I, <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I'm actually super curious about your thoughts on Last Jedi. Yeah, I, well, I can give you quick because I can, I can I can ramble forever. Um, I I recently actually rewatched it a couple times um, after I saw Rise of Jet or Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered. I remember enjoying it in the theater, but I just kind of felt meh about it. Hmm. I felt my immediate reaction was did ryan johnson see the force awakens is this the same movie i just felt like and i remember actually thinking about our podcast on force awakens and all the time we spent about these theories about ray and everything and it's like mm. oh no 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 that didn't matter no no that's fine snoke's nothing ray's nothing 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 matters yeah which is kind of cool it's so nihilistic now, and I, yeah. I know yeah. and so i was just kind of like eh. And that's Doug's favorite Star Wars movie yeah. ever. No, Rogue One's my favorite. Uh, oh, you've been lying to me for months. No, no. Well, no. I the distinction also, is Rogue One is fucking gorgeous, and I just rewatched uh, it. Yeah, Rogue and One's I great. Fucking love it. I yeah, gotta I rewatch it. that one. It's also entirely it. possible that in the past I've said that uh, the Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, <laughs> with Rogue One being second. But recently I rewatched both of them, oh. and, I, and I think. It's still real close. I think Rogue One is my favorite of all Star Wars movies, but definitely uh, uh, We're Almost Out of Jedi is my favorite of the, of the saga <laughs> movies. Sure. What is it about Last Jedi that you love so much? Oh, that it defies the expectations of what was going to go, what was going to happen. Yeah. Where uh, the rise of Solo, the rise of Skywalker, <laughs> that one, it's fine as a Star Wars movie, but it does not 
that does not um, surprise you or defy your expectations. You're like, oh, look, Star Wars is happening at me in a way that I pretty much would have expected based mm. on the only time where it was unexpected was I was like, oh, this is a reversey now. Now it's like J.J. Abrams didn't watch the last <laughs> yeah. one. Exactly. It's exactly. like it's like it's in so high school, weird. no, grade yeah. school, where right. you do that thing like, I'm going to write a sentence. <laughs> a, a paragraph and then they the next person gets to see the last sentence it's like they're like, playing telephone with star wars yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very disconnected i think it that's is. maybe my one kind of gripe about this whole trilogy in general is yeah i was like i watched last jedi i'm like okay did he not see force how does this connect to this and then i saw this one and i was like wait so are we just forgetting last jedi happened like wh- <laughs> how are these they don't connect, right, they don't right. really speak to each other as well it feels like a weird tug of war yeah. i agree but for me the original trilogy is exactly the same like huh. between the first one empire strikes back and return of the jedi the first one's like this fun romp through the stars the right. second one is like wow shit got real right. and the third one's like oh we win you know and that's like exactly <laughs> what happened this time dance. they always say that yeah. like star wars Dances is supposed to rhyme <laughs> totally like the yeah. prequels are supposed to rhyme with the uh right this now accomplishes exactly what huh. you're saying absolutely because you're like yeah look at this fun romp and you're like whoa shit got weird and then you're like oh great okay little yeah. cute furball save the day <laughs> which is so funny because george lucas was the one who said that they have to rhyme but the prequels don't the yeah. prequels are like a, a bunch of weird annoying shit happens right and then a bunch of mostly annoying but somewhat interesting <laughs> stuff happens and then like oh that got dark right, which is right, right. not the other yeah. two trilogies so that's why jj abrams is a genius because he's like i'm gonna get someone who's a better filmmaker than me who does interesting <laughs> things to make the second one and We're people are gonna really, fucking wow, some people are gonna hate it deeper than we thought other people are gonna be like no that is the best star wars movie and then i'm gonna come in and i'm gonna <laughs> ewok the shit out of the third one yeah you know what i mean the thing that i keep thinking I like about it even more <laughs> i've talked myself into it you're into liking rise of skywalker yeah because now yeah. it's just return of the jedi it is return of the it jedi, of the jedi. <laughs> yeah. absolutely every movie every movie yeah. in this trilogy has been the original trilogy movie that it was yeah. based off of you yeah. know like the last jedi follows the exact same plot beats and kind of temperament as empire strikes back it does a have a long completely chase different feel. way but because yeah. empire opens with them like getting chased away from someplace yeah, it separates the characters into two paths one of which is going to seek with like a sage jedi master and the other of which is kind of going right. through romping adventures through a casino but the, yeah. but the adventures <laughs> yeah. the people that are on the adventures through aren't Monaco going to destroy space. an ultimate weapon they're just hiding they're just running and hiding and trying to stay alive yeah and yeah, that's what exactly. happens in, it's the same in both right yeah totally this um, is why I think very the, similar. The, the, the people that are like, well, the Canto Blight scene is just pointless. It's like, did you not watch Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Like, all of Cloud City could be considered a pointless side trip. How about the, okay, but how, but into the caves the with asteroid, the giant worm? You know, the there's asteroid a bunch of, field in Empire Strikes Back is one of the best parts of the movie. Because but it's, but it's, it's pointless. Like, it doesn't serve well, any sure, purpose. But it's thrilling and it's fun. Which and is that's why the point. Canto Blight is a thrilling, wonderful scene in uh, yeah. We're Almost at a Jedi. I, See, want, I didn't think about that. I want to feel that way about Canto Blight, but mm. for me... I've been dying, dying to rich, see it shows a Star Wars rich casino in Star Wars, getting their faces well, then, put into the dirt. Then why did they look so? Why did it look so much like a human casino? This is my complaint. Because it's, it's it's like the I've been waiting to see a Star Wars why casino. Why does the cantina look like a human cantina? I, I was <laughs> I've been waiting to let me finish that sentence. Damn it! <laughs> no, not if it's gonna be bad. <laughs> I've been waiting to see a casino in Star Wars since I was a little kid reading about, you know, Han Solo and Lando Calrissian playing Sabacc. And I'm like, I want to see this. They do cover that in Solo. They do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. 
you know, I like Solo. I like all these movies. I I actually like them all. Um, but except for this casino scene, which really bothered me because okay. I'm like, I want to see something a little bit more fantastic than huh. this. It's a little too human looking. But I also recognize that like, if Doug likes it, he wins because liking it, <laughs> liking it is but more I'm terrible. Fun. I'm like a Star Wars slut. I'll just like it all, baby. See, but that's the right way to be. Like, right. man, just you know, sex positive when it comes to Star Wars. <laughs> I really feel strongly that like, if you should either like it or be okay with the fact that it wasn't your preference but other people like it sure right. sure 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 yeah yeah except for, except for the prequels yeah, except, <laughs> well, except, right. you know yeah. what's surprising to me and i'm going to steer the conversation again away from the star wars yeah is it wasn't until recently i was like oh a lot of people hate the second prequel the attack of the clones a lot of people despise that movie more than any of them and when i remember being relieved when i saw it in the theaters like oh jesus okay it's not going to be as bad as Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace was just an unmitigated shock to my system. So then I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do it. They're just going to make Star Wars movies. It's going to be fine. Even though it's not what I wanted, it's going to be fine. And then to find out like, oh no, that people think it's worse. Yeah, you know I, it was wor- I, I thought think the it's consensus worse. was that it got better and better. I remember thinking Attack of the Clones was a step above. Yeah. Although I, I still like, when I was trying to rewatch them uh, in order to prepare for this, I still can't get through a moment of the love scene. Of, <laughs> like fucking sand. I don't like <laughs> sand. It's important it. like, to know that so Darth Vader cringy. hates sand. Though. Every time you and see it Darth gets Vader, everywhere. it's so cringy, and that's what you're hinging like such yeah. a huge plot. This is literally the reason he turns to yeah. the dark side, and you have the shittiest, yeah. most cringy romance I've ever seen. Oh, well, maybe life. that's what sent him to the dark side. Is like living that. Yeah, sand. it wasn't the. It wasn't him killing sand people it was him <laughs> go, living through that love scene it's what turned him to the dark side wouldn't it be fun every time you watch Darth Vader fight it's just picture him going I hate sand I hate sand <laughs> you that know, was just crazy I, I really I I want to like the prequels so bad I really want to really like them I really do too but it's so hard yeah I just there's little things that have grown up like I, I actually after we did the Phantom Menace podcast I did I remember finding one thing that I liked in that movie, and it was the lightsaber battle between Qui-Gon and oh, Darth Maul. Yeah. And it's the amazing. the soundtrack and the music and the moment where yeah. they yeah. take a break. Incredible. The little, like, I love that. Going yeah. up and they love it. Take a, they meditate yeah. first, they do some yoga. Loved it. That surprises yeah. me that Absolutely. that has not been uh, sort of reworked or made paid homage to oh, over totally. right? Because it's such an iconic it's so good. scene. so good. Right. I like... Phantom Menace more than Attack of the Clones because of that scene. Oh, like, interesting. That's one of my favorite scenes in yeah. all Star Wars. I like it's Attack so of the Clones because of the it. tall, wispy aliens. Woo, we made the Kaminoans. Oh, I like the Kaminoans too. were cool. Yeah. Just, they just seem yeah. like, I don't I like know. It. And there's a lot that I like about uh, of uh, Revenge of the Sith also. I mean, yeah. yeah. All the oh, Obi-Wan yeah. stuff in Revenge of the Sith is great. Yeah. I love Obi-Wan. I, wanted, so I want to see more of Obi-Wan. I heard... We're going to get a show. Know, is that let's actually a, happening? That's happening. That's I'm happening. I'm super excited because I love Ewan yeah, McGregor. Yeah, I know. I can't... As Ewan. As Ewan. As Obi-Wan. I agree. I am stoked about that show, especially yeah. now that The Mandalorian is awesome. Oh, like, I fucking love The Mandalorian. Oh, my God. Um, my heart. Man, yeah, I, so I'm good. one. I'm one episode away from finishing the season, and yeah. I I didn't see the one today. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen the newest one today. Yeah. Hey, we're all on the same page. No, nice. Good. Okay. okay. Good. So <laughs> we know why we know why everyone hates the uh, speeder bike dudes. Wait, what? What the 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 the, the, the stormtroopers on the the speeder bikes? Oh, there's like oh. the meme going around about like who wants to punch these uh, these two stormtroopers <sighs> because of the end of the second to last one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mandalorian? No, they okay, they kidnapped Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get. Oh, well, okay. There's can we lot, all agree? Sorry, there are that... a lot of details that I'm trying to like again. Like I've been I watching know. Mandalorian. I've been watching <laughs> Shield. I just saw Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. I thought you were maybe talking about the flying stormtroopers because that. Oh, right from do. the movie. Yeah, yeah. people. I, hated I actually that too. was doing the exact same thing you were doing because I'm also watching Rebels right now. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, which Star Wars thing happened when where? Right. Yeah, because I've been rehashing a lot of it, like going back. So yeah. Yeah. Baby Yoda is an important part of my life. Is all. Baby Yoda is the best thing that's happened to me all year. You know, I when that first when I first saw him, I was like, "That's too easy, guys!" Like, Disney, <laughs> yeah, come totally, on, totally, come yeah. on! You just oh, you knew exactly what you were doing. You're not even giving us a fighting chance, Baby Yoda. And yeah. I was like, "Am I refuse to be so cynical?" I mean, the world needs Baby Yoda right now, and I love Absolutely. it. And give me all the Baby Yoda, and I don't care if they're selling a bunch of toys with it. What I love about Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, is that you have uh, the Mandalorian. Just like, oh, I have to now murder this other robot thing, who I probably would kill anyways because I hate robots, but whatever, <laughs> to save Baby Yoda. And then later on, Action Jackson is going to like kidnap Baby Yoda and be mean to Baby Yoda. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? No, I will also kill for fucking Baby Yoda. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for healing my arm. Yeah. It's amazing. I, lo- I, want, I love it. I, I want that it. to be a recurring thing. I want, now I want, what's his name? Fring. To also eventually be like, nope, I was wrong. I will now kill for baby. For baby Yoda, <laughs> yeah, Gus Fring. Yeah, and then this, then this Giancarlo becomes Esposito, yeah. the rise of baby yeah. Yoda to, uh, you know, to take Emperor over the empire. Baby Yoda, yeah, Emperor yeah. baby Yoda. I, I fucking love it. Like, <laughs> it's so simple. And I've heard people complain. I just listened to a podcast today where a person whose opinion I respect, Mark Bernardin on Fat Man Beyond, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the Mandalorian, and he was talking about how much he didn't like it. Because it's like a kid's show. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's what I do like about it. Uh, is that yeah. it's like, um, it's just simple. It's so simple right. that a kid yeah. could follow it. Yeah. But there's so many levels of detail and like emotion and all of this stuff. It's like really interesting yeah, going on. To it. Yeah. That I feel like it's really engrossing in the way that the original trilogy was. Yeah. I, I just love like the simple storytelling. I love you know spending time with jawas made me so happy oh, yeah. yeah i just love, <laughs> oh, love there's it there's so yeah and they i mean they're doing a great job I, mean, I love the fan service moments seeing the little yeah. salacious crumb being barbecued oh great no and the and um the guy uh, quill quill's his name right quill 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 yeah, yeah yeah he is um i i actually didn't quite I place him at first yeah but he's one of the creatures working on Besden on the cloud. Um, cloud he's an Ugnaught. That's yeah, right. I, just, I didn't place I, like, that either. Did not place uh, that. You had to turn on subtitles because for most called, of the show he called him that. It was yeah. just Ugnaught. Oh, oh, see, I just didn't. I didn't like him. I knew I'd known him. I figured I'd seen him in the cantina scene or something. Yeah. Or, but I just couldn't. And I was like, oh my god, that's Empire Strikes. The subtitles are weird because you're like, oh, they've decided to spell it K U I L L. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is why I love subtitles. Right. Wheel. Because you see stuff yeah. that you would never really think about. Yeah, oh. what, the Mandalorian called him Ugnot at one point. I was like, "Oh my god, that's fucking yeah. awesome!" Yeah, I it know. totally is an Ugnot. I just didn't see it. See, and they're good with their, their hands. They make stuff. Yeah. They're like little dwarves. Oh, he's so great. I have spoken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much. Instantly iconic. You know? yeah. And I still don't and hear Nick Nolte too. In Instantly that. iconic. Yeah, they've done. They've done a great job. I mean, I I feel like there's so much. There's so much darkness in the world. There's a lot of really mm-hmm. great shows that are really dark, really complicated. Yeah. I mean, you got Antiheroes and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I we need what's wrong with having something right. that's fun and simple messages and things that 
children would also relate right. to. Like, yeah. I want more of that right now with how things Absolutely. are in the world. It like, brings balance to the force. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yes. you, Baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've just been watching, like, I've just been rewatching all of Survivor with my girlfriend for the last, <laughs> like, two years because it's just mindless and fun and interesting yeah. and, like, just enough to, like, Keep us focused, but not too much to take too much mental energy to watch. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I need right like, now. So I, I li- felt really overwhelmed. Like, I know everyone is obsessed with Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. I love a lot. Of- I thought that I should love Game of Thrones, but I just, I couldn't, after like two episodes in a row, I couldn't, I had to go like shower and hug a puppy. Like, <laughs> I can't I imagine like, binging it, because I watched no. it as it came out a week at a time, Ugh. and I feel like that would be a rough one to binge. Yeah, like The Watchmen, which I'm looking forward to binging. Oh my god. I feel like that's going to be another one, like, I'm going to find heavy. out, oh, this is heavier than I thought, watching it's, it as it drips It's incredible. I'm halfway through. It's incredible. Oh, it's so good. It does not, it does, it's it's stunningly it, good. It sticks to the oh. landing. That's the thing. Man, So many good. of these things just don't. They just fall apart, or they yeah. go too long and never come to a conclusion. This one is like, oh, if you liked it up till now, then and I feel like you can't n- not like how it ends. You know yeah, what I, mean? I hope so. I mean, it's, it's not, Damon it Lindelof, lose, so it we don't know because he did write Lost, so who knows? Yeah, but I'm but, telling uh, you, like that. I've heard that it, it sticks the landing. From so now it makes me wonder, like, okay, who was Lost's fault? Not this guy, <laughs> on his own, he's proven <laughs> well, he can close how, the deal. How did Colony end? Did Colony end? I'm oh, behind. Colony got cut short because of oh. a, like a lack of audience. But even their third season, where they get constrained, they were filming in. Um, LA originally and then they weren't doing that well I think it was on USA and they didn't have a lot of money so they're like well if we yeah, continue I don't, it I don't even I didn't even hear oh, that it's show it's so good it, the first season it's like brilliant. resistance porn it's oh. amazing yeah exactly like this it's called Colonies yeah, yeah it's the it dude stars from Lost. Josh Holloway from oh. Lost oh yeah and was written by Carlton Cuse the other half of the writing team that wrote Lost oh, okay. and he also wrote Briscoe County Jr. oh so, yeah okay you gotta feel like He's a lot a good of the good stuff there. is coming from him. Yeah, I loved that show as a kid. I haven't rewatched it since I was a kid. But and I then sh- season I three of Colony is like, okay, I well, we'll slash yet. your budget, but we will renew it for a third season, even though yeah. no one's really watching it. So now they have to film it in Canada. So there's like a shakeup of the cast because if you're in LA, you can get certain people. If not, uh, if you go to Canada, that's why. What's her name left um, in Supergirl season two? Cat. Uh, oh yeah. Um, um, Calista Flockhart. Calista Flockhart, right. Yeah. She leaves Supergirl in season two yeah. because they stop filming in LA, they go to Canada, and then it's more expensive. So yeah. Colony season three, in universe, they steer the characters from LA to Seattle. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Colony's oh, cool. going to get even better. <laughs> yeah. But then, because yeah, that's what you do if you're filming in Vancouver. Uh, and I thought the third season was really good, but then, yeah, yeah then it just didn't get, can- it got canceled. That but sucks. I, I, I didn't make it through the second season. I, I want to, and I plan to go back, but it really slowed down plot-wise. Right. It has a lot of flaws that these ongoing sort of mystery shows have. Yeah. We were like, oh, quit fucking teasing, or uh, don't make everybody switch sides a hundred times. Like, you know, it does stuff like that that I think is a little eye-rolly, but it still held me. For a USA show, it's pretty good. I I thought the first season was, like, expertly made. And the basic premise is that there is... Uh, an advanced technological race of something, and we don't know what it is from the audience's perspective. Right. They're never shown. Who have dominated the earth, and now humans are basically living as slaves to this, like, outside force um, in different colonies. And, like, L.A. is a colony. To some purpose Everything between, like, L.A. and, let's say, San Francisco is just... Like, we think it's just completely destroyed. We don't right. really know what's out there. Oh, right. Okay. So, really interesting premise. And the way that they develop it is so interesting. But it's what it is, is Hulu now or like but Netflix or anything? Or? It's on Netflix. That's how yeah. it is. Yeah. But yeah, see, I didn't even make it through season two, though. So. And they do, it's occupiers that are running the government. So now it's right. like 
humans that are basically traitors to humanity right who are serving the aliens that conquered humanity right so and Carl Weathers is in it and he's oh, Carl Weathers, really right? good in it yeah yeah so you get yeah. some back and forth where hey, it's Mondo. like well you know you do work for the occupying force but are you sabotaging from wind to thin or are you making it not as bad as it could be so they do get into some interesting moral dilemmas yeah well, we've successfully not talked about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker for 20 minutes. What does B think? What does B think, B? She's okay, still watching and thinking. We'll, we'll hold off on Star Wars talk for a little bit longer. Okay, so I think Mandalorian is actually not a kid show. Uh, even though it is kid friendly, I think mm-hmm. it's a Western. It is a Western, and it's not. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's what makes it feel like a. It's like a classic Western, like a TV oh, Western. The music. So that's why wins. I think kids. Oh, the music. The music is yeah. so good. I I listen to the end credits all the way through every time. Yeah, because I did too. So in, the, good. in the artwork that they the show, I love it. Like that's I love so it. brilliant. The whole style of the show. The, I mean, from the very first atmosphere. episode, mm. it feels so Star Wars. But I also love it because. It's just to like contrast it even to Rise of Skywalker. Like mm-hmm. one of the criticisms I understand about Rise of Skywalker, it is a lot going on. There's a lot. It's so fast paced, right. and so it's the Mandalorian. I really like the pacing of it. Like it's mm. got some quiet moments. It's a little bit a lot of Tatooine, a lot of desert scenes. Yeah. You know, mixed right. with awesome action. But it's a, it feels a little calmer or something or a little quieter yeah totally i 100 yeah, yeah. agree with you it's going on a leisurely stroll through star wars yeah, yeah. And then shit jumps out at you yeah you know but you're a badass so you take care yeah. of that shit then you go back to strolling with your cool yoda buddy <laughs> back in like i don't even know when did episode three come out like the mid 2000s 2005 or something yeah it was 98 uh, for fan 99 for i think phantom it was Menace. 99 was phantom Menace. that's right 99 Right. So sure. then six. So, so yeah, two thousand five. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So around that time, George Lucas had announced that they were making an hour-long live-action Star Wars show, and they were going to do it huh. for like a million dollars an episode or something like that. And right. Um, I didn't even. Remember he had that. written a bunch of scripts, and that's part of what was sold off to Lucasfilm or to uh. Disney when Lucasfilm was sold. Huh. Um, so, but I don't like the Mandalorian doesn't have much to do with that. <laughs> Besides to say, it's been like fifteen years since I've been told that I was getting a Star Wars show. You <laughs> yeah, know? right. Yeah. And the Mandalorian is wildly beyond my my yeah. my greatest expectations yeah. of what this show could be. I yeah. love the Mandalorian more than that. Like, that's yeah. how much I love this show. I was totally shocked by it. I almost yeah. just watched, I really did not think, because I haven't really gotten into like, I should try. I've heard like some of the Rebels and the oh, Rebels. Clone Wars I've heard of. I just started watching really it this good. week and it's great. Really? I've never it's watched great. it. I added I've it to my Disney queue. It is great. I start it yet. I, I'm gonna and I was that. iffy on the Clone Wars cartoons. I made it like halfway through. Rebels is like wonderful. Okay. Well, that's all it, I need to know. I trust yeah, your judgment. It feels, <laughs> it feels like Legends content. Like oh, back in the day God, when yeah. they'd like really flesh out these whole crews of other people in the Star Wars universe and like mm-hmm. you get a sense of who they were as a family and all that. They're yeah. really doing that on Rebels in a way that I just adore. Wait, and is Rebels the one where Grand Admiral Thrawn actually crosses he over? He does. I'm not there yet, but I saw his picture on like the the artwork it. on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, this podcast is not remember. brought to you by Disney Plus, <laughs> but it is an advertisement for it. Because uh, I heard he This podcast is actually brought to you by CBS All Access because I am. <laughs> I'm actually an affiliate with them, but, <laughs> but not with Disney Plus. Watch Picard and discover yeah, watch three Picard. on CBS All Access. I haven't even mentioned this in forever, but I have a link. I have to find this link. I'll put it in the description. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, no. I <laughs> I'm just, just yelling at you over <laughs> about Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> no, I I just couldn't remember. I, okay, I'm gonna try out Rebels because um, yeah, I same thing. I, I just 
we talked about this on some of our earlier podcasts, though, but just think of how many years when we were so obsessed with the original trilogy, just dying for any content. Any good content. <laughs> my hands on, like, we yeah. were every, just the books were all we had. Yeah. Right. And I would dream of a day where there were TV shows like this, and yeah. it was a weekly episode of Star Wars. It was a oh, bountiful, It was bountiful. worth the wait. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I waited, because... Yeah, I mean, uh, I am... I am really my my thoughts on Star Wars have changed dramatically in the last week. You know, <laughs> because because I love the the Rise of Skywalker, I really love right, it, and right, I right. am just I do too. Oh yeah, really that's what we're talking the about. <laughs> oh yeah, and, that's why we're here. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like I don't get upset when there's a bad Star Trek movie because it's happened so many times, <laughs> uh, or like a bad Star Trek episode. And it's happened so many fun. times. Nobody gives a shit in the Star Trek community. They're like, we expect a few of these to be mm. bad, but Star Wars is different. Like uh, Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars was always perfect because there was only three, you know. Yeah. Right. And we spent those years reading the books and playing with the action figures and like dreaming of getting more. Right. And in our minds, it was always perfect because we used yeah. our imagination well, for it. A couple iterations of what. A post uh, Return of the Jedi oh, world sure. would Could look be. like. Yeah. So there were, I don't know how many individual sort of uh, paths they followed in the extra content, but there's at least two, two or three different versions of. Well, the what Legends content had one main timeline. Yeah. Oh, it right? did. They were okay. All connected. Yeah. Connected. Yeah. And I mean, there might have been like alternate timeline stuff that I didn't read, but um, but I've never seen one that was not in the main timeline. Okay, yeah. but that was a cohesive yeah. attempt yeah. at a cohesive Because you could whole. read yeah, up yeah, to yeah. like 20 years in the future. Yeah. And like, like I remember, I mean, the Thrawn trilogy is obviously, I think, the best. Well, the best. The, thing the, first, really the first and the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. And but everything kind of follows because, yeah, because you were you know you're reading a book that happens 15 years and now they've they still have the twins that they talk about in one trailer but now they've got another oh, son see, named Anakin like so the general storyline mm-hmm. I think does stay the same well that's They're impressive yeah. I thought that, authors, I thought it was like, branching so that's, that's well not, it was yeah. impressive and that's why it was I mean, f- first of all it was impressive sometimes yeah, some of those yeah. books were terrible sure. but, some of them were bad yeah but, they're all um, different authors they're exactly all, yeah. they got lucky kind of, that the Thrawn series was good oh yeah oh, I read and, that three times yeah, yeah, I've, I've read it at least twice new content new Star Wars content yeah and yeah I mean in your mind you're imagining bring back Mara Jade bring back Mara Jade Mara Jade is the best character and it is I it is so frustrating. Lose. I'm scared of what I would do if I was sitting in a theater and I see a redheaded character walk on screen and somehow yeah. Mara Jade turns into canon. I'm gonna. I know we need it. I wonder if there's like licensing Thrawn, issues. We need with, Mara Jade. We need. Mara. Do they, does Disney fully own it, or was there anything about licensing issues? I with, think they fully own it. Okay, because that was part of Lucasfilm. Right, but I'm just saying, so. like at the time that Thrawn came out, the Star Wars as a as a content wasn't at its peak. Or no. near the no, way it is now. Not at all. No, no. no that's why Star, Star Wars is kind of a niche. I feel that's like. why Star Wars stayed alive. It's because yeah. that's why we yeah. got a prequel like, trilogy because the fan, the the fan, the, the uh, extended universe was really popular. Yeah, and it's like, the same yeah. thing that happened. Drummed with... up like toy sales of Star Wars yeah. stuff, yeah. right? And that drummed up new movies, right? So yeah. I, what I didn't know, oh, it might have been the other way around. The toys drummed up the books, which drummed up the movies. I don't know. The toys have been the toys have always been merchandise. Yeah, Star Wars merchandise is is what. But if you don't have new fresh content, then the toys just become like oh these toys from this old movie like who well they were making they were making new toys of the books like shadows of the empire they made video games and they made toys oh yeah 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 oh i didn't even remember that that they made toys of yeah quite a few yeah dash Dash rengar is his name right (laughs) the 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 guy the stand-in for han solo in in shadows of the empire because han was frozen in carbonite during the when that book was read god i forgot about this is why i'm curious about the licensing things because we see it with Arrowverse, where it's clear there's characters 
even though it's a DC show where they're not allowed to use. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so I'm, that doesn't I, exist in Star Wars. So they, they could, anybody could do of. anything. Um, I, yeah. I think all Star Wars is owned by Lucasfilm, which was all sold to Disney. It's like very clean. Yeah. Well, I get, no, but I'm still getting at like once an individual project is started, they will tell you whether you could use like these characters or not. Like I'm going to make a Star right. Wars video game. So this is what I want to have in it. You know what I mean? So then it's. What that I'm, I think is up to up to Disney at yes, this point. Yes, but what, what yeah. I was wondering, without knowing anything, yeah. is if anything like that happened with Thrawn when it started. If there was like, mm. you can oh, do this, you can't use Darth Vader, you can't use Han Solo, but you can right. introduce this new person and you can mention the the twins or whatever. Like, those those decisions I think are made by the the Disney Star Wars story group, yeah, yeah, who yeah, is yeah. like in, just in charge of like doling out right. canon, right, 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 yeah. to keep it all I get contained. That job. I mean, <laughs> I would never want that job. I would love Actually, that. The, that's true. The Star Wars fandom has become <laughs> the most become toxic, really horrible toxic. thing. And that's what kind of drove me away from Star like, Trek is participating the same way. as much. Yeah, Star Trek... It's the same. It's the same. There's there's like a, a vocal I, I minority of a fandom. That, I think the difference is that the Star Wars fandom is bigger and louder and angry. Well, that's what I mean. It's by volume, yeah. but it's right. the same thing. But I feel like I with heard same quite percentages. a bit of anger over poor J.J. Abrams um, over his Star Trek... Yeah, sure. oh yeah, people hate the Star Trek, but, but I don't think it's the same level. As they're worse than the Star Wars, Wars reboots, but they're good Star Trek. You know, I, I like them. Actually, I liked all three of them. I liked them too, but I think I think the the even his two Star Wars movies are better, basically as Star Wars movies than those are as Star Trek movies, and I like those. I like the JJ. Well, uh, Kelvin verse a lot. I mean, they are basically Star Trek movie or S- Star Wars movies because he <laughs> wanted to make Star Wars and he got Star Trek. Maybe that's so why he turned I like Star Trek into so Star much. Wars, yes. which I loved because I've always loved both. Like yeah, the, me you too. know, the reason this podcast is called Space Nerds is not Star Trek or Star Wars nerds. It's because we're both. Damn it! Like you can like both. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like both, yeah. just not Firefly. Yeah. I love Firefly. <laughs> I like Firefly. Okay, it's yeah. a little too boring Western for me. Oh, weird. Yeah. I, it's what Doug, I don't like about Mandalorian. My obviously. favorite thing about about you is how different our tastes are in sci fi because it's in, endlessly fascinating to me. Yeah. Right, I like it. Yeah, I loved uh, uh, the Last Jedi. The, as soon yeah. as I saw it, right away, I was like, "Oh, this is the best Star Wars movie!" Wow. But but I tell me, I just want more. Tell me more. <laughs> tell you <Wait>. more. <laughs> like, like elaborate. Tell me more. Chewbacca almost ate a porg. That was fucking <laughs> that awesome. Well, funny. he cooked him. Luke he Skywalker already squeezed green milk from an alien Wait, so tit. Did you? I, <laughs> and just drank it with a glare. I love that. I don't know yeah. why people don't like that. I'm like, character moment, I love it. That was moof milking. <laughs> I thought it was weird, and I, and I kind of loved it, too. It, like, yeah. it, it was weird. for some, and the, Just the way he looks at her, too. He's just she glaring at, at her. her. Yeah. Like, that made me... I love Mark Get Hamill Get off my so fucking much. island. That felt like Mark Hamill humor mm-hmm. yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, just yeah, knowing yeah. him as an actor, like, I don't know. I was just kind of picturing him filming that scene and probably having a blast. Because you have to funny go... And weird. Because it may yeah. turn out terrible. Yeah. Like, Mark Hamill has done some bad stuff, <laughs> and Mark Hamill knows how to ham it up oh, yeah. when oh, yeah. need be. So oh, I, I've... Right. It makes me wonder, did he think, like, well... If this does turn out to be terrible, I am going to still sell it 100%. Oh, yeah. Well, he's always been like, he's, you know, you can even tell in the holiday, in the Star Wars holiday special, he's like, Harrison Ford just wants to kill himself. Carrie Fisher's smoked <laughs> right. out. And Luke's the only one who's just like, whatever, I'm here. I'm oh, going to yeah. do this. Doof. Like, he's like, yeah. in a, character. He's like the guy that shows up to where and always has the good attitude and just right. is like there to work totally. and like doesn't cause and is not going to be the one to complain. And, Absolutely. And I think in Last Jedi, because he was vocal about that's not really the direction he thought the character in yeah. Last Jedi was going right, to take. Right, 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 right. But um, yeah. But then so came what, around. So what did, did you like that? Because I thought that was 
that was a huge decision in the film. I thought it was kind of interesting making him this curmudgeonly. Yeah. It I wasn't what I expected. He's, he was very Yoda-like. Yoda who lives in a swamp and apparently not True. lifting a goddamn finger to do anything <laughs> against the Empire through all of A New Hope. Where the fuck's Yoda? He's off in his old man swamp. So yeah. to me, seeing Luke basically do the same thing, it's like, okay, this is like this is what happens to crusty old Jedi yeah. assholes. <laughs> I they never go live in a it. desert or a swamp exactly. or a fucking island, rain island. <laughs> and because like I was, even my first view, I'm like, this is just a remake of The Empire Strikes Back. He's Yoda now. Like, mm-hmm. right. I just didn't question the fact that he was, he'd become a hermit because yeah. that's what what Yoda did. Right. And he's Yoda now. Ray's so, future yeah. is to be like the scary witch lady that everyone in her little village knows nothing about and stays away from, you know? <laughs> Wait, what? That's what Ray's Ray future. She's going to be like some oh, weird yeah. witch woman on a planet. Oh, because she's, from now when, you, when, when we she get the is, next I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her future. Yeah, and I actually feel like Luke doing it kind of shed some light on why Yoda did it. And it was because, well, I don't know. I mean, Yoda's reasons were different if you look at uh, Revenge of the Sith. But right. like, Luke did it because his power he felt was too dangerous to be shared. And he felt like mm-hmm. he had to be alone, right? Right. Because he felt like he was, he failed these students and like he had so much power in the force. And, Fostering and he probably anyone's talent doubted that he could use it. Is risky. Yeah. He yeah. probably doubted himself too. And maybe yeah. thought like the safest thing for the universe is for me to be off the board. Right. Right. right, right, right that's right. why he did that. Right. Well, that's my, my, that's what I it. think. I think yeah. is that it's a, it's saying like the Jedi religion needs to die. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, so then, so then, what is Yoda's? What is Yoda's motivation? His was more like, well, I have to wait until my time to strike yeah. because the odds are so overwhelmingly against me now, right? Because uh, the, I don't because know. I've never. Seen, I don't think in movie universe they've ever done anything to address Yoda's motivation. So no. well, it's all just speculation. Hiding. I mean, I think you just assume. Well, he's he just he's in hiding yeah. because he had to escape because he was going to be hunted right. down and because everyone knows baby Yodas you know are super powerful. So old Yodas are crazy powerful. <laughs> you know what's amazing is that we might get this question answered in the Kenobi TV show because yeah. it's going to be the period of time where Obi-Wan and Yoda are like in hiding. Right. But okay, I've been thinking about this recently because I think the reason that they wait is to wait for these kids to grow up because the kids are the only hope, right? As in like Luke and Luke. Right. right? Yoda's yeah. keeping the so religion alive. So they're literally alive. just like, right. like letting, what, yeah. letting these kids grow up and expecting to use them to fight against evil. Right. And that's really interesting because like what does that say about them? What does that say about the they're force? Crazy fundamentals with magic powers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, when you look at it through that point of view, I feel like it takes a lot of the um, agency away from Luke and Leia. From a certain point mm. of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They said that in the movie. <laughs> it's, I would never normally be able to pull quotes at all from stuff that I've seen a bunch of times, yeah. but I recently watched. Um, uh, but yeah, I like the choices they made with Luke in The Last Jedi. I, it yeah. like rang true to me. And I feel like... That fight on crate is also amazing. Oh, that I is, love that it. Is, I love it's, it. It's one yeah. of my favorite fights in all of Star Wars, and it's they're not even fighting. I know. One person isn't even there. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Crate was one of my most favorite things. Yeah. About that might be my Jedi. favorite Star Wars fight. Yeah. That it's also have a to give perfect example of the light side versus the dark side. Like, the dark side dude is there just like, I'm going to murder this fucking asshole going crazy. And Luke is like, yep, and I'm not even going to let you touch me because right. I'm not here. Little, yeah. Little his shoulder brush. Yeah, yeah. just going to be, I love you. Yeah. Control your dumb ass. And the I fact agree. that he showed up appearing as his younger self, yeah, yeah. like, really <laughs> threw me like, when I first saw it. I, like, literally thought that he had stopped to cut it and dye his hair <laughs> on the way to the fight. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I felt like it was so powerful that he's like, I'm going to look younger to be more intimidating to you. And it 
ends up being just his projection of yes. the self that Ben knew. Yes. Like, yeah. that's mind-blowing. I that mean, there was, was a level of detail there that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, so I liked that little that little twist. It's making yeah. me realize that I do like something about that that was a little weird, where it's like he has the, the dice that he gives to Leah yeah. that are like a physicality, and then they later on disappear. Yeah, I but didn't notice that till the most recent viewing that yeah. the dice disappear too. Yeah, because it's sort of like this is like a force thing that right. he came, but he he had them physically on the island because yeah. he got them from Ray or for Chewie, yeah, and so he now he's Falcon. projecting them with him. Yeah, I thought can, that was a little. It made me now thinking about it like in rise of skywalker they go further down this like oh shit yeah. what can you do with the force yeah. i like that force teleportation yeah, i'm into but, it but also so, so it makes cool. me wonder if uh kylo ren grabs that necklace and yanks it will it just also wind up disappearing in like an hour no because oh. they have a different bond okay yeah maybe they take it to another level or something i i think well they called them what a dyad of the force right something yeah. like that yeah yeah which i loved because it's like you know, uh, Anakin was like a virgins in the Force. Mm. Like there's this old. So now there's types of things that can. <laughs> yeah, there's like types of things that can exist, and we're getting these you know trilogies about what they are in the Force. You know, <laughs> like uh, like Luke is kind of the like the general hero's path. You know, right, right, right. But right. then like the idea of the virgins being Anakin and then a dyad being huh. Ray and and Ben, I think is really yeah. interesting. And then now there's an adorableness in the force yeah. <laughs> that has arisen, a giant uh, mutation in the fabric of the force centered on Baby Yoda, who just dreams <laughs> so ador- an adorableness has arisen. Yeah, Baby Yoda is powerful you in a lot of ways. You could just sucked into yeah. his orbit. Yeah, totally. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> well, Do you think that's a he or a she? Also, it was, well, I guess we don't know. We don't. Yeah, I think, th- I don't, I don't know if they've ever referred to Baby Yoda as anything other than it. Dude, that was child, another yeah. thing, though, that I kind of loved. Because um, this is one of the things that I love about Marvel, the way that the TV shows talk to the movies. And mm-hmm. the fact they released that last episode seven of The Mandalorian a couple days earlier right. because so they could show Baby Yoda doing the healing, like the force healing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Be yeah. kind of a show you like, because, and that almost- Calm also, down, it can also, happen. I know. Listen, Baby know. Yoda did it, so yeah. it's okay. So it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I love that. expecting people to complain about it. I was like, no, 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 here, look, we're putting a precedent for this. I loved it. I'm like, okay, yeah. force healing. I'm into it. And then I saw it again a couple days later. I was like, force healing. Oh, yeah. that's great. I accept this. It actually totally. made me think, they haven't done force healing? Like, yeah. Am I thinking about video games or something? But I was I would have lost money on a bet if people could heal each other with the force proven through the movies prior. Yeah. To yeah. Movies. Well, so and that was one of those changes that surprised me. Why in Rise of Skywalker with those new things? Okay, like the force. What what are you, what are you calling it? The transference or whatever when they're sharing props and force stuff. Bond. Yeah, force sure. bombed. Yeah. Force bombed. And the healing things. Because so I remember one of the things that has been a big problem is the inconsistencies. You know, when we watch the prequels and all of a sudden R two D two is flying and spitting fire out, right. and you're just like, what the? What? He's right. never he done got, this before. And like, this seems interesting. Yeah. Where is this coming from? Right. But like in this case, I just I accepted that these are yeah. new things. They're new developments. There and it it my my little nerd mind it accepted it and now it's. This is this is the way. This is how this, this is. Yes, works. I'm with you totally. <laughs> like, I was just okay with. That. I was like, I loved cool. it all. Yeah, because I could also see. I'm like, you're just opening up for so many more cool things to add into different stories, and you have to, you know, you can't, you can't stick so if you're so bound by everything that was, you know, done only before. done in this movie from the 1970s. You, 
just it's going to get boring. You need to be. The Last Jedi is so good. I know, which is why I'm 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 the Last Jedi has grown on me, and I am appreciating it more. It's an acquired taste. I well, I also. I'm trying. Well, I don't know. Are we going into Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> yeah, we should it. talk about it a little well, bit. Because <laughs> okay, so I guess just to start, like one, I think one of the things, one of the reasons I loved Rise so much um, was the chemistry between the characters. Like I loved seeing Ray, Poe, and Finn together, and yeah. with the droids and everything. Yep. And I think that was maybe the biggest reason I just kind of fell in love with it and was able to like, kind of forget about all the flaws. And I think that's why Last Jedi was a. I wasn't able to connect to it as much. And again, I know yeah. you could argue Empire Strikes Back is the same, but because I know I, the first trilogy all is one thing, right. I wouldn't have picked that out. But in Last Jedi, with like Poe's over here with Rose, Ray's over here, Finn or sorry, Finn and Rose, everyone's all kind right. of separate. And yeah. I love the chemistry, the yes, bantering totally. of them all together. So, so for me, Absolutely. that doesn't make a difference. It's I didn't even notice it in. Uh, uh, Last Jedi, I didn't notice that they were separated and was like, why are they separated? I didn't notice that they were crammed together in this one and was <laughs> oh. like, why are they now crammed together? I didn't notice the pacing of either one of them. Hmm. So to me, it was just like, yeah, they, that was that doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. Those, th- those things matter a ton to me. I noticed yeah. them very distinctly. No. Yeah. I, because what I, remember I care about is what kid. happens in the things where they are together. Yeah. Well, I remember being a kid and being like, there's not enough of the group together in The Empire Strikes Back. That's so so it was my least favorite as a kid. Yeah. But then as an adult, it became my favorite because I'm like, wow, it's just so well Some made. alone time, so finally. Well, for a while. I honestly, like, I can't pick a favorite of those three anymore. I just think of them as one movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like The Godfather. I've, yeah. I've actually come around to just accepting that I'm going to say it. Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. Ooh. Nice. I love it. Even and more than Rogue One. I love it more oh, than... Yeah, he's well, here. I'm so sorry. Hold that thought for oh, one second. Yeah. I got to let her in. <laughs> All right. Everybody say hello to B. Russell. Hello, hello B. Russell. Hello, y'all. Hi. Uh, B and I have been talking about like recording a Star Wars podcast or just hanging out and talking about Star Wars for <laughs> what, like a year. Yeah. And yeah. Every time I see you, just like every time I see Jenny, it's like all we talk about is Star Wars. Yep, that's it. Um, so this is the first time I've had all of my Star Wars people in the same room at the same time, and I'm hey, very nice. excited about it. Um, B, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. And I also, I've never recorded you before. Your voice sounds really good in the headphones. <laughs> yeah, you. that's very exciting. Um, okay, we have to hear about last or <laughs> Return of the Jedi being Jenny's favorite movie, because that's where we're <laughs> yeah. at. But before we do, can we just hear a little bit about about how much you love Star Wars. So my mom introduced me to Star Wars at seven years old. She's really the reason why I love sci-fi so much. Hmm. I laugh about it because I'm like, I was between the ages of seven and 10, I had seen Alien, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, like all these classic sci-fi and like fantasy films. And she just completely um, engrossed me in all these amazing movies. And really like, not just the special effects, but really the story over time has shaped my view of society mm. and it's shaped my view of storytelling mm. um and i just love intentional storytelling and then add any kind of sci-fi or fa- sci-fi or fantasy right, to right, it right, it's right. like magic and gold <laughs> and all the things and then just the nerdy part of me i'm very much a details person so anytime uh, new characters introduce anytime new um 
like any kind of lore is introduced, right. I'm always like jotting it down. I'm like, okay, that's a rule. Okay, that's a rule in this right. universe. You like that's world building, yes, and yeah. internal consistency. I imagine it's, in world yes, building. Yes, yeah, I yeah. love consi- like consistency for me is like it's like oh, I remember that from you know episode seventy five, and right. then they brought it back, and I'm like, yeah, my brain is blown. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm that person that's paying attention. So Does it make yeah. it feel like fuller and realer, or is it just yeah. that it's like oh, it makes sense and that you could wrap your arms? around I would say it. both because yeah. I feel like I really enjoy people who are smart writers. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're going to take the time to write it and you're going to expect me to consume this content and like be a smart viewer right i'm going to remember what you did right. so like if you that's ever, what you mean by with yeah. intention storytelling with intention yes yeah. okay. exactly so um <laughs> so i grew up kind of just wa- watching star wars over and over and over um return jedi was my favorite forever yes! all right past tense yeah Sorry, I'll still girl. take yeah. it. <laughs> Return of the Jedi was my first favorite. Yeah, was the first time I watched it. Yeah, we talked journey. about this. Yeah. So, like, Return of the Jedi was my first favorite as a child because, like, that's the end. It's the victory. Like, we, right. this is yeah. the, the satisfaction of all that's happened, you know? And then New Hope became my favorite for a while just because it gave me the most nostalgia. Like, mm, anytime yeah. I watched it, I just got all the feels back like mm-hmm. oh this is why I love it here comes the scene where he's looking at the two suns and they're setting right. and like the music and I can hear like, the music I can hear yeah. the music like, like, the, the suns I heard it like <laughs> da, da, da. you're seven years old again this is like <laughs> like I literally cry when I watch New Hope I had the thing oh, yeah. where for years when I would hear the beginning the 20th century Fox music yes. I would get excited yes. because I was just oh, a yeah. kid yeah. And I was no like, matter what the movie was yeah but then when Star Wars doesn't start it's so disappointing. Every movie yeah. is in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, life is hell. <laughs> so yeah, right. because the, the fanfare here. was on the soundtrack, and I had all the soundtracks yeah. of the original trilogy, yeah. and I listened to it over oh, and yeah. over. The soundtrack is just gold. It's, it's just yeah. so good. Yeah, but so, I mean, yeah. I feel like the Mandalorian is the music in the Mandalorian is like meeting that bar yeah. for me. I love it. I love it so much. And it's the composer from Black Panther. Isn't that Wait, incredible? Really? Yeah, because Black Panther was probably my favorite score Aww, of the year. Yeah, so good. that, that score is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want that music that plays when you come into Wakanda to yes. play whenever I walk into my front door. <laughs> like, it makes me feel powerful, yes. you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, if only. Yeah. Um, but now, as far as the original trilogy, Empire Strikes Back is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Like, yeah. as far as, like, cinematography direction like the storytelling all the things that happen mm-hmm, the plot the amazing like plot points that really drive the rest of the story like character development relationships like it's just packed with so many things that i want to see mm-hmm. in a star wars film like it has the the sci-fi plus the like the storytelling and the and the the character driven like it just feels it just feels it's my favorite one like I yeah. don't even know how, what else to say <laughs> and then Billy D. Williams comes and then, yeah. he's oh. now he's in the fold and it's like and it's complete now you watch you know? Rebels right oh absolutely I just bef- today I saw the episode from season one with Lando yeah. and it is Billy D. Williams yeah it's his voice I, I'm in love with Rebels like you've been telling <laughs> yeah. me to watch it for a long time I, I just started it like two days ago I'm almost through season one and I love it it's yeah. really great then you're gonna be in for a real treat oh, I, I think can't it's, wait I think it's fantastic. I will I when we start start talking about Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I will be bringing back Rebels, bringing yeah. back things from that show, only because 
I have very strong opinions about the new movie and what right, I thought right. would have been a good I choice. I am so curious because we haven't talked about this yet. Oh, we haven't. No, I've, I really want to know. We've barely talked about it. We've I mean, yeah, know. we're forty five, forty eight <laughs> minutes in, and we, we've been here we, for an hour. But <laughs> we keep, we're talking about we're here to talk about the Rise of Skywalker, but we're referring to it as this thing that we will do and keep. And we just <laughs> we talked about colony for twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So <laughs> that being said, Jenny, tell us about. I really want to know about Return no of the Jedi being your favorite. Like we were. We're just about to hear that, and I oh, want to hear. Oh yeah, it. no, I, I've, I've kind of similar to you. Like I've gone back and forth. Like mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi was my favorite as a kid. Then I, as an adult, I'm like, but I just have to admit the Empire, and I still will say the Empire Strikes Back is the most well made. But I've just come around to uh, Return of the Jedi. Just has my whole heart. I don't know if mm-hmm. I just like, and maybe that's part of why I actually loved Rise of Skywalker so much. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's the one that I go back to the most. I watched that scene with jo- them escaping from Jabba's barge mm-hmm. um, sometimes and just watch just watch that. that. Yeah. yeah, I just watched that. I love the scene where he flips around bum, bum, and does his jump. Bum, and does bum, his bum, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's kind of a mini, like a little mini series in yeah. itself. That yeah, that movie. This week, I've decided to start referring to the original trilogy as my favorite Star Wars movie, just like yeah. as a whole. Yeah. yeah, because now that we have three trilogies, that's what it feels like. It's yeah. very true. And they all have their own shape and their own directory. Yeah. Di- directory? Yeah. That's not the right word. Trajectory. There Trajectory. we go. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, he says sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. But the, the original trilogy has a, a peculiar texture that is so wonderful like yeah. every detail of it just feels right yeah and i think of those three the most detail accurate one is the empire strikes back because that feels like it's the best made yeah. i think yeah. because of the director i would yeah. guess yes exactly. it is the best but who knows the writer, yeah, the, the only one yeah, yeah the only one directed by irvin Kirshner. right exactly yeah and you really feel a difference yeah yeah um but that's part of why star wars is fascinating because you have this you know original one because george lucas directed episode four Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he directed all of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he didn't direct episodes five or six. No. Mm-hmm. So, but you have this one vision for six films, and right. you get to see, like, you know, how a man's vision can change and turn to psychosis as he <laughs> grows older. Oh, you know, gosh. I mean, just because I don't like the prequel, I'm, that was mean, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry, okay. George Lucas. I don't I mean, want to bag on George Lucas. I love George Lucas. Like, yeah. I love yeah. him. But he's judging we the... all have feelings about the prequels. Yeah. Like, sure. That's not new. It's... Right. So if you if taking Jesse's, uh, combining the, the original three into one, yeah. so taking each set of three, yeah. uh, where would the prequels rank for you? Would third. It be, yeah, for you, it's third, <laughs> obviously. But that's going to be... Um, it would probably be third for third. me as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Nice. There's yeah. no... Yeah. Third There's five. Not- <laughs> What's up? Third <laughs> five. Uh, so I feel all, like that's We just literally all held our hands up. Yeah. Are at that point. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be a real... I'd love to talk to someone who comes by the opinion, honestly, of liking the prequels in total. Yeah. I feel like those it would, people it would involve being I was gonna say raised on yeah. them as your people. first three, yeah. you know, that's your nostalgia. Yes, exactly. those, those people are beautiful people. Right. Like the yeah. people who like the prequels more, they're probably a little younger than we are. They right. probably mm-hmm. grew up with those movies. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So can you imagine how like cool those movies would be yeah. as a kid? Yeah. And they right. They'd be own, incredible. And that's why I think like, 
I'm kind of trying to just own that Return of the Jedi is my favorite because I, I was saying after we stopped recording that like I felt pressure that I wasn't going to be considered a serious enough Star Wars if I don't like say that, that Empire yeah, Strikes yeah, yeah. Back is my favorite because right. that yeah. has to be. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that it isn't genuinely anyone's, but I just realized like I just freaking love Return of the Jedi. I don't even quite know. It has it's just the character moments, but it has right. my heart. It's the one I'm closest to. And so in saying that, like I also don't want to ever... I've bashed on the prequels a lot, mm-hmm. but if somebody loves right. the Phantom Menace, like I'm not gonna, you know, it's like life is too short. There's too much shit going on in the world to like bash somebody for. If you want to tell so me right. why Phantom Menace yeah. is exactly, your most favorite yeah. movie, then good for you. Love it. Like I, it's yeah. just mm-hmm. like love what you love. I love it from like a distance in the sense that I'd like to. I like the weird flavor that it adds to the subsequent movies. Hmm. Where agree. like every time I watch Star Wars now, every time I see C3P on the screen, I'm like, Darth Vader made you. Yeah. Darth Vader made uh, you. Exactly. And that's yeah. hilarious to I, me. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't distance myself from being like th- thirteen or fifteen or whatever I was yeah. when that came out. Right. And seeing Darth Vader made you for the first time and feeling like sick to my stomach. Yeah. I barked, laughed out loud multiple yeah. times at the theater yeah. when I saw I was like what is going on? Yeah. The inconsistencies and like world building, like it felt like George Lucas, like no better example of that is the prequels and you felt like, again, did he watch his own movies? Did he like, why is R2 flying, spewing fire? And that was, that was my most annoying scene was R2-D2 flying and spitting (laughs) oil and fire and I was like, I laughed at that. Yeah. The whole theater, yeah, yeah. You never, you could have used that a long time ago. Been really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Obi Wan could have force healed Qui Gon Jinn, and it would have been fine. Yeah, like those moments strike me as like uh, just so false and gimmicky. Like you're trying to just get yeah. a moment out, of, uh, which yeah. is so funny because I hated that, and yet there's so many moments like that in Rise of Skywalker right, that right, 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 bother right. me, and I well, love that, them. Well, that yeah. so that's I what Star Wars why. has become yeah. is like. Yeah. It's a franchise now. You know, yeah. it was never a franchise before. That's yeah. Real. It was it's, like a trilogy. It's not a movie and then it was anymore. another trilogy, but it's now like, it's a franchise. Yeah, right. It's a major yeah. franchise. It's, it's and a, not absolutely. just that, it's Disney. Yeah. Right. Which is an empire in itself. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so you add that. Like, <laughs> Disney is the empire, y'all. Dun, That's a whole dun, other dun, conversation. For an evil bum, empire, bum, pretty bum. bold of them to make a movie about defeating the <laughs> evil empire. Yeah, totally. Put some guts on there. We are pacified. Okay, they have a secret army somewhere. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> so it's fine. We that don't is know chilling. Yet. In the sewers underneath Disneyland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, uh, you don't know what they're building. You don't. Know. <laughs> genetically engineering. It's funny because in, in regards to the prequels, they are not my favorite, but I did love watching Clone Wars. See, I like Clone Wars a lot. I really I, love I, Clone yeah. Wars. And I was just saying to them earlier that recently seeing friends rank stuff, I'm seeing Clone Wars consistently show up at the bottom, yeah. which surprised me because I would have thought it would have been Phantom Menace. Like, objectively speaking, it seems like the majority of Star Wars fans put that at the end. Yeah, but yeah, know. Clone Wars surprises me when I see people put it Are down you talking so about low. the movie or the, the show? The movie. Clone Wars. Uh, you're talking I'm about the talk, show, right? I'm talking about the show. Uh, yeah, because oh, yeah, I thought cause I've never seen the, the clones are cl- yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about the in series. which the Clone Wars take place. It's very okay. confusing. Yes. Yeah, I'm it aware is, of the TV shows, but I've never watched any of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen I the TV feel like it shows. Adds, for me, I, again, I just love, I love 
all of the things. So like there's comics, it. there's books, yeah. Yeah. The, all the different mediums. I want to consume as much as possible. Sure. <laughs> like I don't. I want to know as much as I can. So like it, it just adds so much to Clone Wars. I yeah. think Clone Wars is a better movie to me because of watching the uh, Clone Wars series. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it it literally ends sort of like right where the movie starts. Hmm. So Be- it sets it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. in a, but the series was canceled. So like. It ends kind of quickly because they knew that they were being. How many canceled. seasons are there? Six. Oh wow! Wow, I didn't realize it gone on that long. Yeah, um, it contradicts itself a lot. Yeah, sure, ways, sure, sure. But it just there's so many things about the characters and about what happened during that war because there is a big gap between yeah. Clone Wars and then Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. It's yeah. like all these the war happened basically, right, right? And we're coming to the tail end of the war in the third. A prequel so for me it just filled in it made me love all these other characters too like all these different bounty hunters that they mm. introduce and like mm. other um sith characters like my literally my favorite star wars character is asajj ventress she's yeah. my favorite like extended universe character that doesn't really get a whole lot she gets some time in uh the clone wars series and then there's a book called dark disciple um mm. which is fantastic that is about the rest of her story but she was dooku's apprentice and then she's she's from um, Dothamir, so she's a, a oh sister. I've seen pictures of her. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's super fierce. She's bald and she has like the blue. Yeah. I think my friend uses that as her profile picture. <laughs> yeah, no, she's so fierce. But like, she went from being a Padawan of a Jedi to being the apprentice of a Sith Lord to being thrown out because Darth Tyrannus could not have another one because he's like, there can only be two. So right. he had to like chuck her aside and then she went to Dothamir back to her witch sisters and then they got killed and she and then she became a bounty hunter. It's like, she just has like the most like, amazing different lives. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I could talk about that forever. But I'll, but, <laughs> that would be a good Disney Plus series then right? about yeah. that character. Yeah, bounty hunters in general, like Aura Singh and like, oh, so many. Yeah, I mean, seeing IG-11. Oh, yeah, IG-11. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Taika Waititi. I I know, it's crazy. I love it. The original was IG-88, right? Correct. Because I remember, I mean, The Mandalorian is like a a visual adaptation of Tales of the Bounty Hunters, you know, like from the old Star Wars Legends. I love that shit. Yeah. Okay, B, you were just, you were just referring to the rule of two. There can only be two Sith at (laughs) a time. And I feel like, can we let's get into Last Jedi? It's been an hour. Um, <laughs> in the Last Skywalker. Jedi, why is Skywalker? Thank you. There we go. <laughs> Last Jedi. Doug just right. accepted it. He was like, "Yep, let's talk about Last Jedi." It's my favorite Star Wars Okay, in Rise of Skywalker, they explain the rule of two for the first time. They they talk about how like all of the Sith live in. Emperor Palpatine, right. or wh- whatever he's calling I himself these days. That. Sheev, good old Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> uh, so Sheev has all the Sith, and then he has an apprentice who has none of the Sith. And then at some point, the apprentice becomes the master by killing them and taking on exactly. all of the Sith. Right. And that's the rule of two. That's why there's only two Sith at a time. Mm-hmm. It's because one is all of them, and one is getting ready to they're, be all They're doing, them. like, Highlander rules, but they're like, listen, one of us is going to have it for a bit. Yeah. If right. you ever get powerful and, enough to take it, good on you. Right. If not, I'll find another one of you. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And how fucking cool is that? Because then you watch Return of the Jedi, and the Emperor is trying to get Luke to right. take on all of the Sith by killing yeah. him. Right. I. That's when I was like, okay, this movie has yeah. really got me. Like, that... That's what I want is to kind of tie back to what I love about Star Wars and give me more of it. You this know? is why Darth Vader was yeah. pissed, because he's like... This guy doesn't think I can do it. He thinks yeah. my son can do it. Well, you know what? Fuck that. Exactly. I am going to kill this asshole. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. That adds a That's layer so of detail. Real. So then Darth Vader the gets all of the Sith powers and then dies and then 
No, because the emperor doesn't die. Right. That's it. That's why Darth Vader didn't win. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that does leave to. I mean, <laughs> he just was like, "I'm out of here." Yeah. Electricity. Would I not have my throne room right next to this if I thought it was a problem? <laughs> but obviously, you know, it's not a problem. That's how I leave. <laughs> That's where the shitter is. <laughs> just, 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 just this escape pod real quick. And go. Everyone's like, just, we killed him. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. It's, just sent him directly to where he needed to go. Yeah, I mean, like when Luke fell out of the thing in Bespin, like that's right. what happened. Yeah, he just yeah. fell down a long tube and then yeah, slid and then yeah, came right. to a stop. He's like, oh. all right, I'm going to leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to go. Yeah. But, but you know what's board. amazing? Like Darth Vader dies right after that. And Luke doesn't know that the Sith rule of two exists, right, so he right. doesn't know that the Emperor's still alive because the Sith ghosts yeah. are still yeah. contained right. somewhere. Right, yeah. I, it really works. Like yeah. it's such a great story beat, and it makes me forgive a lot of the flaws of the whole yeah. movie because it gave me something beyond my expectations. Right, right well, that's right. what remind me why I liked Rogue One so much. Is Rogue One to me added and made me love A New Hope Absolutely. more, and totally. that's what, this was a detail that I could connect. Oh, yeah, and made me understand added a new layer to the original trilogy yes. and that I love that and it I, did for I, me the that. thing you like of the adding to the world yeah the Rogue yeah. One felt like, like oh here's a story that takes deeper. place in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. like and it's not just this little contained thing yeah. but it's like the Star Wars universe is that much bigger and more real now because of Rogue One yeah. I agree I'm just like pushing so, this mic into Doug's face it's okay, okay. <laughs> so like to respond to what you said, Jesse, because I, I told him that I was disappointed by the film. Yeah, the new um, one. Okay. The new film. Me too. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I was waiting to get to that point. Mm, I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of what happened before we got to Exegol, I, I was like, why is this important? Like, there was a lot yeah. of times where I was like, there was an article I read that helped me articulate what I was feeling. And it just felt like they that jj Abrams and whoever else was, you know, working on this, who had sway about what the final product was going to be. It just felt like they were trying to directly respond to fan complaints. Yeah, right. And it felt like a waste of film. It's like, I don't need you to be swayed by what everybody else didn't like. I mean, it was such a big deal. Right. The response of from Last Jedi and the res- like all the trolling that happened to a lot of the actors and like... Mm-hmm. There was, it was such a big deal, but it felt like the script was a direct response to trying to make people feel better. Mm-hmm. And it all and it there are times I felt like he, there was a contradiction of continuity within this trilogy itself. Like mm-hmm. like each director in each film was like, I'm going to do my own thing yeah. and kind of acknowledge what the other person did, but I'm really going to do my own thing. Right. So it almost felt like. It, it felt like it disrespected Last Jedi, even though I wasn't also mm. a huge fan of Last Jedi. There were things that I didn't didn't sit well with me as far as how they wrote Luke and how, even though that final battle is so amazing, mm-hmm. like there was so many things about his character that I thought were unresolved. Since especially since we haven't seen him in such a long time, mm. so this is how you're going to use the time we have with him, okay? And he's kind of a force ghost in the new film, but we don't actually hear him really say it. like he doesn't have a lot of sway, right? Um, it was just like I don't like why why are we seeing Zorly Bliss like I mean I love Boba Freak Boba Freak was hilarious Boba Freak. but like why I just felt like and then like we're we're not well, gonna I mean, talk about he's cute but he stole C-3PO's memories and I'm not happy about it right? <laughs> he's I mean, kind of the villain of the just piece you know? not steal just them. respecting C-3PO but like I know yeah, okay. throughout the movie they were shitty to C-3PO I mean, yeah. and then oh, yeah. like in a new at a new level 
it became yeah. cruel and mean. Yeah, and in a way like, that. Where's R two D two again? It's like, Han Solo was busy when three PO was bugging him. They were just being dicks to him all the time. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And the, it's Sorry. like the whole lot. Him turning around saying, "Oh, I'm taking one last look at my friends." Your friends, like in the trailer, the, that was, was like, like you made you want to cry. But in the movie, yeah. it's like, "Oh my god, they're trying to kill him." You know? Yeah. There's got to like, be another way. Are these your friends, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, this is the only option. And then I just bad. thought it was a little bit. Things were just too convenient. Like they. When they got to, um, what is the planet with those weird, what, what is the planet they get to where they fall through the sand? Oh. They th- fall that, through the quicksand? There were a lot yeah, of planets were that, like, in this one. Uh, K- that Kijimi, celebration? Kajimi? That, that sounds, or no, was Kajimi the I think base? No, Kajimi's the one where he, where he, he meets pose, the, pose bounty hunter. That's where they go bounty see Boba Freak. This is a different. Is she a bounty hunter? I don't even know. I call her, but she, she looks she like should. a Carrie Russell. Enemy, she but, looks like yeah. one. Yeah, Carrie Russell. <laughs> yeah. I just figured Carrie I just learned that. Oh, just real quick, also, Baba Freak, the voice of him is the same girl. I don't know if you guys are into Harry Potter that was moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 oh yeah, she's awesome. Just that doesn't surprise little, me at all. Yeah. Yeah. She did such a good job. He's so great. But it was just so, way too convenient. Like, we're yeah. going to we're gonna die. We're going to fall through this quicksand. But actually, it leads us exactly to where we need to be right. to find the thing we need. And then, oh, is is uh, is he dead? Is, is the Wookiee dead or not? Like, is Chewbacca dead? Oh, my God, I think we killed him. No, yeah, we didn't. Like, outs. it just felt like a lot of shock factor without really, like, I didn't need to be, go through this emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then what just to find out that oh the Emperor Palpatine is not dead <sighs> but we don't have time to really think about why that makes any sense we just have to continue with the film yeah and I really wanted an explanation for why he how he came back uh, like I thought I just as far as like smart s- storytelling and bringing back like the nostalgia of the original trilogy I would have loved to see even going back in time even just to like show us hey by the way this is how Emperor Palpatine didn't die right. or like he like just something like I just I don't like when they just assume that the audience is gonna accept things as they are yeah. and move forward like maybe we didn't have time for it but you had a lot of time to do all this other stuff but I sort of yeah. wonder if they'll address that now that there's such this like oh this there's gonna be a book you know coming. there's gonna be a book there will be there will be because like I was like well I guess I was okay with that because I kind of, I'm like, well, we get a hint of it. We figure, I mean, he's got all these contraptions to him. Yes. So maybe uh, they're saving that the story. For I didn't mind it at all. Another, I was like, I always yeah. assume that motherfucker lived. You know, why are you all assuming he's dead? I, I yeah. always believe that it's hard for evil to die. Evil, yeah. it's right. always hard for real evil to but die. The, yeah. only reason, back. the only reason I thought he was dead is because like in the canonical... Well, like George Lucas said, he's dead, you know, mm-hmm. but like in the canonical universe, he, the original Legends one, he actually does survive. And like, mm. there's this comic book where a bunch of clones were made of him, yeah. um, like right. Dark Force yes. Rising, I, I think. Learned, yes, I just learned, I exactly have that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just I totally whole... spoiled those. <laughs> no, 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 because no, no, I read this too. That, that wow, I didn't even think I had to say no, spoilers, no. but I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I just, yeah. I was surprised and happy that I'd forgotten. I have this whole um, graphic novel oh, yeah. story and now I'm just excited to read it because I forgotten about it I, I should that's the yeah. first graphic novel i ever read and i didn't understand how to read graphic novels and i didn't love it mm-hmm. but then i read Watchmen. i was like oh i understand graphic novels now <laughs> but i haven't reread that so i should go back and reread because yeah, I, I, I like read it i found i read graphic novels like hardcore for a while after that but then never went back and reread dark Wars <laughs> rising i should um, Maybe I like totally it. I don't, what is it called? Dark Force Dark, Rising? No, Dark know. Empire. Dark Empire. Dark Force Ra- is. Rising is the second episode of the Throne trilogy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dark Force Rising, yeah. Last Command. Way to look out. <laughs> forget the first one, though. 
Um, I just wanted there to be because like and then Snoke it's like yeah here's like 50 of them in a tube we yeah we had we were in charge of that too that I did like as much as I didn't there's a lot that I didn't like with the new one but that was a particular detail that I was like I can accept that I can understand it totally and it helps fix some of my feelings that I because I loved uh, the where I almost had a Jedi, but I didn't. I didn't like Snoke, and even him dying yeah, and getting Snoke killed, I was like, "That's good because I'm sick of him." But yeah. I don't know anything about it. Right? We don't yeah. know who this was. We don't really yeah. know. Although his outfit was fucking banging. Like he looked, <laughs> he looked so like so, so what you, good. What like, you're he's saying wearing is that, that beautiful gold robe has an eye for ostentatious. Well, okay. Now that we know that that was Palpatine, yeah, he just really like. He likes his luxurious spaces sure. yeah, like absolutely. he did back in like the olden days, you right, know, back so sense, like true. in Revenge of the Sith when he's got this swanky office. Right. Yeah. Sheev is a fashion do-back. He's got a, a, an eye <laughs> an eye for fashion. Did you say a, fashion do-back? Instead of horse. <laughs> oh. Instead of a fashion horse. Yep. I, like, I, I appreciate yeah, it. I love it. That's going, going so is he explaining then that like Snoke was a puppet essentially? Like he's yes, literally animating him? Literal puppet. Like, yeah. He's yeah. literally not a real being at yes, all. Right. He's no. literally being animated. It does, by he's like grown in the lab and then his consciousness is just Palpatine. I well, guess. that's what I mean. Like, is it that's like an guess. AI? Like you right. put into a machine where Snoke thinks he's Snoke? Or <laughs> is it truly Palpatine continually controlling him like while he's hanging out in his tube, tube thing. I think that he's using the force to animate this other body. That's my yeah. guess. But what's its consciousness? Is right. it its I don't own think it separate- has one. It's doing stuff and it's talking and it seems. But I think that that's Snoke using that's the body. Awesome. To talk. So it is remote yeah. controlled by. That's what like, I'm getting. That's what like, I think. Yeah. But remote controlled by Palpatine. No, the eventual no book Snoke will explain it. From yeah. right. So whenever Palpatine, Snoke yeah. talks, it's Palpatine talking through the. Yeah. Puppet. Yes. Gotcha. And okay. I th- I like that. I don't I thought, agree like, with you, but as I'm a, accepting it. As <laughs> the moment I saw like the bucket of Snokes in the vat, I'm like, oh, it made sense to me. I I immediately accepted it. Oh, buy Snoke in bulk because you will save. Yeah. Okay. If you think everything you said, I agree with. Like I do all the complaints that you have, except for the Snoke one. I do agree with. Well, okay, uh, I so that that didn't bother me. Right. I was just like, okay, that we're answering these questions very quickly. It was kind of like, okay, yeah. boom, and it's boom, so convenient, boom, boom, yeah. And and then I felt like there were things that were answered very quickly, and then things that were kind of brushed over. Like, is Finn's force sensitive or not? Right. Like, I really yeah. wanted them to honor that a little bit more, especially because last Jedi ended with that boy bringing the broom to yeah. himself. I right. Was, I was like, some, I was talking to somebody like, yeah, we thought we were, that they were going to bring in like more force sensitive people mm-hmm. that weren't acknowledged yeah. before, especially mm-hmm. when we didn't know Ray's lineage. Right. It was like when we thought it was. I know, and that cool. was also like, <laughs> yeah, they were nothing, but it was because they chose to be nothing. I'm like, well, yeah. that was a convenient line to write. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, great. That's how we write. That's how we dismiss everything Ryan Johnson did. We just say, right. I was trying to do something else to not right. reveal to you your true your true lineage. There's a great yeah. tweet that I saw that was, um, JJ, uh, no, Ryan Johnson, anybody can be a hero. Right. J.J. Abrams, absolutely lot. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I actually that. read an article. <laughs> I read an interview from J.J. Abrams where he kind of addresses that directly, and he says that, to him, the idea that like anyone could be a Jedi is appealing, but he thought it was even more like powerful to make the statement of like not just are you not a lineage of a Skywalker, but you are from the evil side. Like your lineage sure. is like the most evil man ever, and you can still choose to be who you want. Right. And I actually really like that message. It's I not the message that yeah. I, that we got from the like last. Decided Jedi. to repeat one of the messages of Return of the Jedi. Fine. It's yeah. true. It's, well, it's, it's all it's all Return of the Jedi. It is. 
we were talking about this earlier how it's like totally a remake right. of but the I'm just saying yeah. like that excuse is weird because Anakin was Darth Vader who was just straight out evil and Luke was not evil and then Anakin became good at the end it seems like we've kind of already addressed this yeah. like coming this from an evil lineage yeah. doesn't mm. make you evil Exactly. You know? yeah. I think J.J. Abrams is Correct. fudging it a little bit there. Correct. Well, I do Thank think you. that calling the movie The Rise of Skywalker and then having the last moment of the film being Ray choosing the name Skywalker. I did like that a lot. I love that. I, I love think that's that really, really cool. It was really nostalgic powerful. and beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. it's sort of yeah. like she is making the choice to, to reject the Palpatine right. name. Yeah. And yeah and I love that, that you can choose who your family is. I mean, and that's yeah, this is absolutely. like, this kid, like Star Wars is kind of about simple stories that like a child could relate to. Like right. they've got to make, it's for adults, it's for kids too. And I, I love that. Like I could see kids watching that and feeling so free from whatever they're going through in their life that they get to like choose their and just be whatever hero they want to be like I, I love yeah for, okay so for me what I liked about her being a Palpatine because I'm all about like the poetic justice of it all like as far as bad blood and the choices of your ancestors because it's like how do we redeem Palpatine? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do we redeem the choice, the, what he did to create the empire and affect the galaxy as much as he did? Someone from his own bloodline has to be the one right, to, right, right. to rectify it all. Hmm. So for me, that that's what grounds it for me. It's like, yeah, if your great, great grandfather was Hitler <laughs> and you, now you're here and maybe ever since Hitler, you, there's been, so, you know, you've, you've, everyone's followed in this evil lineage, right? But then it comes to you and you choose to end it. You know what I mean? I feel right. like there's something beautiful about mm -hmm. the only way this war is going to end is if someone connected to the person who started it right. finishes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, for me, yeah. that's, I feel like the beauty in, oh, you're the one who's going <laughs> to Throw everything back, like throw everything in this empire. Somebody from your bloodline has to end it. So, and I think that's something that I can come to terms with in the movie. I'm slowly. I know my opinion of this movie will change right. for the better over time. It will. Right mm -hmm. now, I'm still grappling with what I wanted the follow up to be yeah. from mm -hmm. uh, uh, last, last, last Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted the message to be that it that it is basically that anybody yes. that the force right. is a thing that who knows it just is a right. random thing that some people have, some people right. don't, and then. Once you have this power, you yourself can choose to which way you're yes. going to go in the world. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That would have been an equally decent message in someone's hands. But the what the what the point you're articulating, I think, is also an equally beautiful, wonderful message. So I just have to get past that. Like, yeah, yeah. I really, I have really struggled with this over the years because of the midi chlorians thing. Oh my but, gosh. but what if I've we think about this? Ironically. What if we think? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what? what <laughs> wait. Like we have to. Okay, go ahead, Jesse. I have a Chlorian theory. What if we think about the Force the same way we think about magic in Harry Potter, where there are people who randomly have it and people who are born with it, and sometimes you're born with it in a family that has it and you don't have it. Yeah. Like, and you're a squib. You're a Force squib. Right. Like, what if both are true? And maybe that's the idea behind Finn being Force sensitive. Is like both are true. Yeah. But they yeah. never really said well, you, it, which was yes. so. Right. I agree. Yeah. I would. It's there for Maz. you to think yeah. about or for future I mean, I storytellers to explore. I would have loved for Finn to pull out a lightsaber like he did in Force Awakens and like yeah. really use it or something. I, I mean, right. sure, that would have been incredible. And is it disappointing that they just allude to him being Force sensitive and don't say it explicitly? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But is it cool that he's Force sensitive and that they address that in the movie that's like jam packed with stuff? And that's the the, the time that they allotted to it absolutely i like mm -hmm. it you know i i 
there's a lot about this movie that's like that's not how I would have done it, but I'm not making Star Wars, you know. Right. I, I also a lot of different ways it could have gone. Absolutely, and like this is one person's idea of what Star Wars should be, yeah. right. and there's no longer a holy Star Wars, you know, like that doesn't exist anymore because it was broken by its creator when he made the prequels. <laughs> yeah. So now it's just like there's a lot of Star Wars, and we either yeah. like it or we don't. Yeah. And we don't have to we don't have to treat it as holy anymore, yeah. you know, because there's so much of it, and there's going to be so much more. It no longer has to be what it once was. Also, mm. just real quick with the Force stuff, because Maz Kanata, too, right. she's got, like, a Force sensitivity, so sure. I thought she still also represented that kind of... Right. It's kind of ambiguous. She's like, I'm not a Jedi, I don't understand, but I just, I know that I understand it, but I don't. Yeah. So I think they still left that window open, but I think also by... For me, why I loved Ray being a Palpatine, too, is just how it connects to Kylo, and I just thought that mm. was really interesting how he's... A comes from like Leia right. and it I guess technically Darth Vader, but yeah, he's coming from he's right. coming from good trying to be bad fight his and like they're just an interesting mirror and kind of um mm-hmm. I don't know I just I it made the dynamic between the two of them I thought more interesting. I agree. I think it actually built off of the Last Jedi really well because yeah. they had those. I mean, I for me some of the most evocative stuff in the Last Jedi was their scenes together where they're like yeah. seeing each other yeah. yes. in different mm-hmm. places. Yes, and the fact that they and built on that each other through the Force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love like, that. Look at my super wide yeah. chest. You put a I love it. Sixteen nine, baby. I love it. I love it. I mean, whole screen. I was into it, and then the fact that they like built on that, and then it led to that kiss. I'm like. Fuck I yeah! I love it. I said yikes out loud when they kissed. I, I loved I went, it. I went okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, kiss her, kiss I, her, I, yes, yeah, he kissed her. I was into it. And I was so surprised because I <laughs> I called him force cousin, so I'm like, no, they're totally force cousins. Is, I thought yeah. it like I did think it kind of built up, and I felt a lot of people are saying it wasn't earned. It made no sense. I don't know. I liked the kiss. What I didn't like was I thought it could have been executed better because I did yeah. laugh out loud when I like did. when yeah. she when he picks her up and then they kiss and then he's just like. He gave his entire life force to her. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like what happened. I didn't, I just, something about the way it was the way executed. It was okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy to be the only one who loved it. She's a rag doll. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to give you my life force and I'm going to kiss you and die. I'm like, yeah. are we just going to, like, literally out loud, I was like, are we just, just going to trade being dead? Like, I'm just going to go back and forth. I, I heal you. I heal you. I heal you. <laughs> no, 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 you die. No, you die. <laughs> like, how many times yeah. is this going to happen? Yeah. The oh resurrections were a lot. Like, my cousin walked out. Oh it was the first God. thing she said. She's like, so... So everybody dies, at least, or we think everybody dies. <laughs> right. At least once. Yeah. Like, it's like just, but it was yeah. just that, like, t- I don't know, the up and then, bleh, like, there's just something really, <laughs> even though I was okay with the overall. Yeah, and I love it. she kills him and then heals him, like, yeah. in that one scene, which I actually really loved that scene. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, with the, with the old Death, the Death oh, Star. Was that yes. so cool. That's I love the broken text. I, I, will so say, cool. I will say that my first viewing, the first hour or however long it is, I was like, wow, this is all moving really fast. I think I like it, but I'm going to need to study this later. But then that that moment, because I'm such a nerd, but that moment where like on the bridge where they're fighting or like over the water and she stabs him and then heals him. Like that's the moment where I emotionally connected to the story. Mm. And that for me, held throughout the whole first viewing Mm. and the payoff was like really powerful and really rewarding and that's more than enough for me like the rest of it is kind of just gravy for me or I mean there's a lot of things that I really didn't like and I'm sure we're going to get into those because (laughs) one of them is is Rose like what they did with Rose is is kind of despicable and terrible it set me off on the wrong path that made me actively 
go it made me go into the movie uh, within minutes now i'm like now i'm mad at this movie like you're gonna right. have to earn yeah. it back and, and then i was like right. don't try your fucking cute tricks on me <laughs> yeah. right. this is not gonna earn it back right. Right. do something good and that right. is the you were saying earlier b about how this felt like it was kind of apologizing for the last jedi yeah. to the angry fans it did. i think that's the number one uh, example of that is yeah. like writing her out of the movie as if she were Jar Jar Binks and making her basically <laughs> say I'm sorry I'm gonna hang out here I've got other off screen shit to do yeah. well let me propose yeah. a theory here is that that happened to the third movie in all three trilogies same thing and I know we're all mad about it now and it feels gross but it's because we're living through it wait who was in the Okay, the first movie, Jar Jar Binks gets written out. Like, by the end of it. Uh, The third movie, in Return of the Jedi, they changed that movie based off of the way that, like, fans were reacting to it. And George Lucas was, like, going through a divorce at the time. Yes, he was. That's exactly right. Yeah, and he, like, wanted to wanted originally Luke to go darker and he actually wanted to kill Han Solo in that movie. Yes. And then he kind of started to pull his punches because like under the weight of the expectation of the fandom and also going through this divorce where he just like, you know, there's an element of of Return of the Jedi that feels like exhausted to me. It's like Mm. a group of people who've been making these movies for a long time and they need to be done because it's the weight of the world crushing them. Right. Um, And we just lived through that and we saw that happen to the actors in the current movie and it's very similar in a weird way. Yeah. So like the, when I watch this movie, for the, when I watch Rise of Skywalker, I'm reliving this weird nostalgia for rewatching Return of the Jedi and noticing some of the weirdness that I then learn more about when I dived into the fandom. Right. And that mm. excites me because like I feel like I'm back in with Star Wars. Right. You know, like know, I've been too. reading articles nonstop. I started watching Rebels. It's like reawakened like the deep Star Wars nerd that I used to be that was kind of killed by the prequels. That's real. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me feel embarrassed for letting it kill my fandom, the prequels, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, but I was young. I, I have to forgive myself. Yeah, I think I was in my 20s. I'm feeling a little guilt over, I mean, just knowing well, like what, late 20s. what happened to, I mean, I, I think back, like, again, like I, bash and beat on the prequels i mean the kid that played oh, um anakin yeah. Yeah. i think he had to go into like years of therapy yeah. like he was Poor destroyed kid. even hayden christensen like stopped acting he did yeah. and again right. i never like went on tv and talked or tweeted about it so maybe i guess that's the right. difference in this age everything is so amplified and so vocal i guess i did record a podcast about it i know i feel much I, I hated all believe of me i've i have been <laughs> wrestling with that guilt for a while like it's right. weird it's well it's tough because yeah, I don't know. It, it's something you love so much. It's hard right. not to tear it apart. But I've that's thought about why this I'm a trying ton. to come around to like just again why I'm, I'm trying to redeem myself and just be like, if you love the prequels, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I still ha- I'll always have my complaints, but I'm not gonna. Bash Man, there's yeah. a difference between like attacking Absolutely. an actor who's been paid to do a job, yeah. right, right, and like attack and like having opinions about the storytelling itself Absolutely. and like what yeah. was put on screen. Like I'm not gonna blame right. an actor right. for doing what they were asked to do, but I'm also a performer and an actor, so right. <laughs> it's like they didn't do, they didn't make these choices. They just did their job. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm, it's like I'm well, talking to the like writers and people who like actually had the power to do something about, yeah. like right. who chose who said this was what we want to say about these stories. This is the story we want to tell. That's um, who I'd want to talk to. It's like, not yeah. the actors. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. people that get 
go really far with it goes beyond a critique yeah and now it's yeah. it's you, you're feeling like you're defending a lifestyle that yeah. someone has stolen from you right yeah okay, and you know the down. only time in my life that i felt this was during the prequels where i i i mean i admit this shamefully but i was mad at hayden christensen yeah <laughs> the, oh, the man too. and that's, that's not fair because like that's what george lucas told him to do right. and i saw him in in what was it called jumper it was yeah, great jumper, yeah. Yeah. it was great yeah. i loved I it jumper. i thought he was he great was in it and i'm like man i'm like upset now that we don't get more hayden christensen movies because the fandom kind of ran him out of the room right but can you imagine if the prequel trilogy weren't star wars and it existed like as it is but wasn't star wars right and they just didn't use the force but everything else is the same it's like some new they called it like the the dow or whatever it is you know um but it's not star wars i think that those movies develop a cult following based off of the weird campiness of them yeah um but when you take them in the context of star wars it's like almost offensive to like the fan who grew up on it right Right. but like why you know like that's the thing that i that's what i felt that offense like i felt that that way, and I have not oh, felt sorry. that way about the new movies at all. I don't get it to except that for level. like yeah. the Rose thing and I just the C three PO thing, them. and then I don't, yeah. I don't feel offense at the what it's done to the franchise. Yeah. For me, it's like, ah, oh, well, I wish this would have been a better movie. Yeah, right. it's not yeah. what I wanted. But also, I'm in line for the next one they make. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been a, a rabid fan long enough to recognize that like the current what the fan the fan direction or whatever like the franchise is currently doing is not representative of the whole and will change and right. you might like what they do next even if you don't like what they do now right so like if i like i hated season one of discovery so i just kind of like ducked out of talking about that right. on the podcast besides a couple of times when i try to go like i it. well except for you like <laughs> steering me back to it during love Doug's it. Space I love season one of discovery. um but uh, like season two i was overjoyed with and now i'm like really better. excited to like dive into it yeah. hardcore but there are people who react to Discovery the same way people react in Star Wars, where they yeah. don't want to have an argument about whether they liked it or not. They want to argue about whether it is Star Trek or not. Right. right. It's like, fuck you, right. Phantom Menace is the worst Star Wars movie, but it's a Star yeah, Wars movie. It's right. true. You know? <laughs> right. I happen to like Discovery. You could think it's the worst ever. It's still Star Trek. Right. right. The J.J. movies are still Star Trek. Mm. They're even right. better than well, some yeah. other things, because they clearly define themselves right. as a separate timeline. Like, right. they do an in-universe explanation. They do. Yeah. For a reboot, which is brilliant. Uh, yeah, you know, like, I used to be slavish to details. Like, I used to just love, like, reading all the details. And if one script didn't match the other in another movie, I'd get mad. Right. And I've had to, like, learn to not let that bother me We talk much. about this a lot because I have a different approach. Yeah, I get so nitpicky and I keep telling myself not to get upset and I always do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't help it. But, but I do try to tell myself it's okay. Like, it's okay if the Klingons look different. It's a yeah. different group of storytellers trying to tell their yeah. version of the story. Correct. And Why I can't they just... make them look like they do in real life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. is still being made. It's like, no matter how much I dislike a particular Star Wars movie or whatnot, I'm just, I'm still happy it's still around. I'm still happy it's still Poor a world and that it's being... Poor Star Wars content. Yeah, yeah. it's still being made. I'm afraid that the fan backlash to these last two movies is going to prevent them from making I, as many. I it still makes me mad about that too. Solo stuff. Because I thought Solo was perfectly fine. It's not yeah. a great Star Wars movie. Oh, but it's oh. not so bad that you need to stop making Star Wars I stories, mean, you know? The, the money they lost in that movie, though. Uh, like, mon- sad, money yeah. talks. Like, but I also... Yeah. The thing. It's, like, I, it's the only Star Wars movie I was telling that I nev- didn't go to see in the theaters. Like, I... I still wonder. As I am, I didn't see oh, the universe. The people that that got taken off the movie at the beginning because they got afraid of what was going to happen. Right? Did we wind up basically 
by committee, having them make like a mediocre bleh, Star Wars movie yeah. and miss out on a chance for something that was different and interesting and vital as Maybe, a movie. but that's the same process they applied to Rogue One and look yeah, how that turned out. Exactly. Like yeah, that's yeah. what got us the Darth Vader fight oh, at the end of Rogue yeah. One was right. like last minute rewrites. Right, 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 right. By a different director, I think, or a different writer or something. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I wonder about that because Rogue One, yeah. What, but what did they not like? What was the direction it was going in that was bad? Because I can't imagine they're yeah. like, let's make it darker. <laughs> I think that <laughs> that had what to have I, already been there. From what I've read, they were just missing something. Okay. Like they needed something more. Yeah. Like they felt like it wasn't quite enough. And they they added in like the Darth Vader stuff and yeah. um, found some new story beats and recut some things and like really made it work. Right, right, right. They right. hired another writer to take a look at what they'd done and kind of polish it. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's why it's so good. But with <laughs> with Solo, it sounds like like Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of the people at Lucasfilm are like, this is not the movie we want to make and we got to get these guys off of it. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was going to be, it felt like it was going to be a comedy, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to yeah. see. I have so, I could, t- I have like, I feel like I have a thesis on Solo. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually would like for you to share it because <sighs> I really liked Solo until I talked to B about it. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, you know, I feel you like know, I'm the Solo killer. I'm fair like, warning no. here, but she has like some really, well thought out points that made me reconsider Solo in a much Better more negative way. Better menace. <laughs> uh, you know. Well, so if you don't want Solo to be ruined for you, <laughs> get out. Get out <laughs> pull, pull the eject button. Well, you know, you pull a lever or push. It doesn't matter. See, these are the details. It's important. <laughs> That I'm obsessed with. And to me, I just go, it depends on what model year it is. Some have a check button, some have a... Well, can you pull a button? Right. They've switched the button because the lever kept sticking. I mean, I guess you could, but it'd be a really weird button. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, solo. Um... So I saw this movie twice in the theater because I always see a Star Wars movie at least twice in the movie theater because I feel like yes. it is a it's different experience on a big screen than it is <laughs> in your, on your phone or sure. on your on your TV, whatever it is. Yep. So I was hopeful. Like my, I love Ron Howard. Like I think he's an amazing uh, artist, storyteller. But it was very clear to me that this movie was made by two different people. Yeah. Like I felt like the vision shifted as soon as they had that they were the night where they had like the campfire. Like after that point of the film, I felt like that's where he lived. Like it was very clear to <laughs> me where the movie began and ended with the two different visions. Right. The thing that was the oh my gosh, there's so many things. So with the actor who played solo and the way they wrote Han, they are trying to get off of off planet, right? And he has that big scene where he's like all upset that she's left behind. Like, I'll come back for you. Right. Like his whole like agenda is to get her back, to get right. Kira back and to be with this woman. When they finally meet on the ship, he's like, hey, oh, you're here. Like, yeah, how are you? Like, yeah, so what have you been doing all this time? Like, dude, like your whole objective that you were sc- willing to like die for. You're just gonna be chill on this boat. You're just gonna be real chill with her. Like, what the hell? And like, I'm gonna go on this job, and I'm gonna make this money, and I'm gonna win her back. And like, he has a whole talk around the campfire about this girl. Like, this basically, this is his, this is his focus. And when he finally sees her, it's like, yeah, it's all close, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's fine. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you got no, no more motivation. And then the way that they treated every minority in this movie. Uh, Tandy Newton, who's an amazing actress, there was no reason for her character to die. Like, really, they could, yeah. they didn't need to. Mm-hmm. It felt like they didn't un- know what to do with her after that point in the film, and they just needed to get rid of her somehow. Right, yeah. So they killed her. Yeah. And, and like, alien characters, too. Like, the alien character at the beginning, he's super charming. Killed off. Yeah. Like, gone. And then when we get to... <laughs> To um, 
to Lando, he is disrespected from the moment we see him through the entire film. Yeah. So, like, if there's going to be the one black man in space, besides mm-hmm. Mace Windu, rest in peace, <laughs> we see him, he lo- like, he loses, right? We, right. He, he get like, we're going to, we need your ship. Oh, we're going to talk you down. Like, you, I want this much money. Well, actually, you're, we're only going to give you this much. So they don't honor him. They give him less money. They get on his ship. They're making out with his capes. Disrespect his capes. Put all the capes on. They get to, they do the job. There's L3, also, like, disrespecting the minority, who's a female voice, plus a robot who's, like, a, a droid who's fighting for rights. Right, right. Who also dies. Right. And mm-hmm. what is hinted that is a romantic um, figure for for Lando. So everything he cares about gets taken away from him. Like, he loses his ship. They bang up the ship. He also is the only one that gets so impaired that he can't fly. Like, mm-hmm. he he can't actually do anything. So, like, they're going through, like, you know, his, his famous, the famous run. Right. And he, it's not actually his ship, but it's like, oh, he's finally, like, this this big, the music suggests that this is this iconic moment that right. we've all heard about. And it's just like, and... Lando's bump, bumping around the ship like he's helpless. Like peop, minorities are always seen as less than or un- incapable, mm. and so they've literally stripped every di- all the dignity that he's had through the whole film. And then when he leaves, he doesn't even get paid. Doesn't get a ship. <laughs> right. Doesn't get paid, and has to hobble off. Like literally, like he's lost everything by the end of the movie. And then even at the very very end of the movie he completely loses everything. So it's like how we've established that, okay, this movie's about Han and you've completely, like this white man is the one that's important and they're not really, they're frenemies, which we always knew. Right. But like the way that they wrote it and the way they presented this man, everything that he had of value was taken away from him. Every Everything. And it's not addressed within the movie itself. It would be one thing if they were trying to say, look, this is how bad Lando gets treated, and that's why he sells Han out to the Empire. No, it's in done the for laughs. Right. It's, it's not yeah, it's right. Done. It's not done in a way that is no. in service to the story, which in itself would be a, a, a complicated way to approach it. But they don't even give it that due. They don't even try to yeah. make no. it. Yeah. So, like, I, as a person of color watching this film, with Tanny Newton being killed, the way we they compl- like just every scene he was in, something was taken away from him. And then in the final scene, he loses his ship. To like, granted, he's he's lost in his own game. Like he found out how he cheated, right? Which was a clever thing. Like, oh, you can't cheat. But like for me, by that by the end of the movie, I'm like, wow, you don't like we've just disrespected this man through the entire film, right? Um, and I just felt like there was such a lack of focus for what Han actually cared about. It's like if you're like we know who this character is, so like there's so much we can do to establish what drives him because he's kind of apathetic when we meet him in New Hope. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trying to get money. Like I don't believe in the Force. Like he's just this you know dude surviving in space. Even the way he meets Chewbacca and the fact that he can speak Wookiee is really cool. But like he is he's like the savior who stumbled through right and it's like what is your actual drive he didn't even get his own name which i wasn't super like bummed about right but as far as owning your name and like why like i feel like a name is so important like wait lando didn't get his own name uh, han solo han solo didn't even get his own name i gotta watch this movie again i don't remember anything about this he's he's like just lost kira he's trying to get off world and he's like what's your name he's like i don't know what's your surname basically like who are your people or something your people yeah like i don't have any people it's like oh, okay so solo, solo. Yeah. Oh, and like God, this I yes. did not remember like any imperial I, like i must have blocked officer this out. gives him his name it's like yeah. so he didn't even pick that name 
name? Like, doesn't I, even have a family name? I kind of liked that. <laughs> well, I don't. The thing is, I don't mind that. Yeah. But like, it didn't feel like he was really claiming it. Like, it yeah. Was kind of like, I also, okay. I for me, it was like he's young and doesn't know who he is and doesn't know what he wants. He thinks he wants to be this like big time smuggler, but what he learns throughout the course of the movie is that everyone will betray you and you have to shoot first, or you're gonna get your ass handed to you out yeah. out in this galaxy. And that's why he shoots first, and it's like confirmation that he shoots first. So <laughs> the whole movie is like a confirmation bias for me in, yeah. in this weird way. And that's also fair. Darth fucking Maul, come on, oh, so yeah, cool. I do remember that. Like, that yeah, but it's pointless me, because then they don't do a follow up. It's part of the movie. It gives for me. me chills every time. I love it, and that's like the that's one of those moments of like act, not, it's not even fan service because it actually really serves the story in like such a great way. So even though it is technically fan service, it feels like to me it felt like organic you know it kind of felt like it fit oh i agree i that was the only part of the movie i liked was yeah <laughs> was darth maul at the end i'm like this tracks this makes perfect sense we've just entered the world even like um what was it an emphasis with all like oh. the, how they treated the native people it's like yeah y'all just gonna we're just gonna hit everything right we're that just was- gonna make every minority just put in their place. We're just going to put them all in their place throughout the whole film. It just felt very like there's just this unawareness and this take it like mm. they're taking for granted things in storytelling that don't fit in a, in 2019. Like, or, right. or like the whole this... room was probably white. Yeah. Oh, obviously. It. Yeah. And the, even if it wasn't like the, the, obviously the dominant voices in the room, it's just, it felt very, um, it, it just, it felt like just a complete unawareness of how they were presenting the all different types of minorities, the aliens, droids, and people of color. It just felt like, yeah. what are you doing? And then a character who's bumbling through. And I, I agree with you. I think it, it's a coming of age story, right? So he's not supposed to know where he's figuring things out. That's why we watch these things, right? We want to know how did he get to be the Han that we recognize? So I just wanted it to be, I wanted it to be a better movie than it was. Yeah. Like, um, and and you yeah. made it worse. Like <laughs> you, you did. I I honestly like. She made you see how much worse it was. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what's disappointing about it is that I Hope felt like see, Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One did like a. I'm gonna make you. <laughs> like like Rogue, Rogue One is like almost exclusively minorities yeah you know the whole cast exactly and yeah. and you love that cast you know every character i mean cheer at imway is like one of the best characters in star wars he's just incredible and uh, that whole thing like i am one with the force the force is with me i mean I, like oh, yeah, I love that. instantly iconic like incredible moments mm-hmm. and uh, so you know anyway I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked by how much I like the, the franchise can but do the better. franchise has done better right. and knows right. that it needs to do better right. and like this movie because of the development hell and like ending up firing the two white guys who were writing directing it and hiring a, a third white guy to write and direct it like something got lost and and it's that is a real shame you know like that's a real and honestly like what I'm talking about is not new like it right. happens in most films absolutely right. yeah and I could I mean I could break it down for you for all of the Star Wars movies if right. you like right. Right. I, mean, right. I was Just gonna like, ask about for Rise of Skywalker if you felt that was addressed better the, with the minority the, characters my biggest complaint about Finn is that one of the things that especially black people who are dark skinned how we get portrayed in films is barbaric like right. we're barbarians and my biggest complaint about what they write for Finn in all the films is that he's constantly yelling and screaming right mm-hmm. like he is the barbaric black man the screaming kind of is like low-key ah, obsessed with Ray. Ah, yeah. like he's literally screaming things all the time and if you watch when you watch rise of skywalker again 
watch how many times he's screaming things. Huh. Huh. Like I never thought of him as a screamer. Frantically yeah, screaming yeah. things and emotional and irrational and just I just feel it. Like I just think this. Like hmm. hardly anything he does, almost everything he does is impulsive. Yep. Um, which I don't care for because he was a stormtrooper. So right, like right. even though he is, you know, he's not that life is not he he did not choose that life. He he chose to go away from that life. I feel like they're not making him as smart as he actually is. Right. And he from the minute we see him, he's stumbling through. But I mean it makes it makes sense because he just defected and like it's a big deal. He's running for his life. Like it's war. Like that makes sense. But as far as like how are we developing this character and making us making him a full flesh person? Right. And he just it bothered me how much he was just screaming through the whole mm. film. I'm like, I, yeah, I I always felt like he was the shell of a person. Like, yeah, he he has a backstory which was that he was a stormtrooper and now he's a rebel, and he gets no character development beyond yeah. that. Like none. I wanted a little more. Absolutely, and, for, yeah. Like, I think yeah. I wanted a lot. Well, we got a little bit more with him meeting with Jana, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, Jana, who, who like, I loved. I loved her and like yeah. having. The, the the nod to maybe a potential future movie or TV show or something about her with Lando. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yes, like, please. Just yeah, more stormtroopers totally. who defected. Because I feel like right, that's yeah. something that's interesting. That was shared really bond that they had. Like, like, the, that was good Her story that she told about, like, yeah, that they refused to firing on civilians in this right. big moment where they all, like, yeah, kind of like, right. that, like meant that. And I think that's from The Last Jedi. I, I was wanting a little more of those moments between like him and Rose. And that's right, I didn't right. just like their side story. I just didn't feel a lot of connection. Yeah. Like it, it was so fast paced. They're going, it's cool. I agree. But I just didn't feel that moment. Like I did in rise of Scott with that. I really like kind of connected with, with him. I, I hate to admit this, but I did not feel connected to Rose's story in last Jedi either. Yeah. But what I wanted desperately was for them to do something fun with that character because yeah. the actress is awesome. Like, her. Kelly Marie yeah. Tran is awesome. Like if you've seen her in other stuff, more from her. she's got this like bubbly warmth to her that yes. they didn't use at all in the movie. And I'm just like, please in the third movie, just have her be fun. You know, like use that actress in a yeah. fun way right. and, yeah. and they, and not using her at all or almost not at all. Right. Feels like such a slap in the face. It and does, if we're like yeah. talking about representation, it is like such a huge step backwards yeah. to say that, um, racist bullies can actually convince yeah. studios to change their plans Ooh. to remove the person of color that they didn't like. It like that icky. is it felt really, really upsetting, like beyond <laughs> upsetting. I mean, terrifying. Yeah, it was bad. And I don't think yeah. that that's like, I don't, I think this, this is a lack of awareness. Like I think that maybe he, they just didn't know what to do with her and like, yeah, they just, that's just I, lazy I, or bad storytelling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. yeah. No. I mean, and sure they're mm-hmm. making this like really complex convoluted movie and that, was one thing that just didn't make it in. Maybe they shot stuff that they didn't use. I don't That's know. That's what I want to know. I'm I can like, give you 10 minutes to take co- it to that movie, no problem. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I want to see the footage. Like, I want to see the uncut version yeah. of this yeah. film. Oh my God, an extended so version would be bad. awesome. Like, I want to yeah. know what didn't make it in. Yeah. yeah. This Whoa. is like a two, uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers situation where I think the movie would be better with more. Right. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just heard that in the uh, prequel number three, Sith one, that there was footage of Padme basically starting the resistance. Yeah, I've seen with it. Bail Organa. It's on oh, the DVD. Oh. It's great. Is it? Yeah, okay. It is, yeah, it is great. I haven't seen that. Uh, oh, there, not there's seen a, a fight with a Jedi Master, a female Jedi Master. Which one was it? Oh fuck. What do they look like? Remind I don't remember. Because were, were they an alien or human? Alien. I think maybe a blue a Twi'lek. Maybe color? blue Twi'lek. What's uh, her name? Is that Ashoka or, or Oh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka. She's in Clone Wars. She's awesome. That's the only one. I, but she's a Twi'lek, that, that, right? Twi'lek, right? 
I think she is a Twi'lek, isn't she? Yeah. I think she is a blue Twi'lek, but not the one I'm thinking of. (laughs) She's Um, she's not quite blue. (laughs) Um, No, she has, she's like dark blue with the, with the long, she dies. She has a scene where we see her die in Revenge of the Sith. Like once that they might or, the once they do Order sixty six, I don't remember. Well, anyway, there was like more stuff with another Jedi that was cool that got cut out, and anyway, there was some like uh, I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're never gonna yeah. get through this movie. Um, but yeah, real. anyway, I, I am curious like what was shot and cut out because yeah, I love that there was just like a five minute segment of, of this podcast where like which blue Twi'lek was it? <laughs> <laughs> like that, that is, whoever's so listening things. to this, thank right. you. Always yeah. like back. Is it Twi'lek? Is it Twi'lek? Like, I go back. I, was, I know. I'm like, which Twi'lek? Because you're usually reading these, some of the exactly. car- uh, alien names like right. I've never even heard on screen. Right. Oh, right. totally. There was like a day and age where all my Star Wars friends all pronounced everything differently. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know, like, yeah. if it was Coruscant, Coruscant. Oh, Coruscant. Yeah. Coruscant. Coruscant. No one Coruscant. knew how to say that until yeah, the movie. I, yeah. Because yeah. I first read it in Absolutely. Thrawn Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. the first time I read it. But, yeah, for a yeah. while. I, I feel like we always call it Coruscant. Coruscant, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting because, yeah. like, Coruscant was a well-known planet that was never in the movies, just from the books. Right. That and then, then they, became essential. Yeah. Like yeah. figure in the movies yes. before those books were thrown out of the canon. Like right. what a well, weird they, fandom. And they added yeah. that yeah. shot of it so in Return true. of the Jedi, even in the special right. editions. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I was so stoked about as a kid. Oh, City I know. planet. I did. I liked that little. That was like probably the one thing about the special editions. Right. I, I like that all the different last worlds. scene with the yes. different glimpses. That made me really excited. Oh, me too. I was like, oh, new Star Wars again. So many new right. possibilities. And it was right I before episode one. Edition. It was right before episode one came out. And we're just yeah. like, it was like a preview for episode one. It's like, yeah. these are the types of CG worlds you're going to see. And it's like, oh my God, we've it's never cool. seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. But then you get into the theater and it's like, it's literally just all CG. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. For, and, I mean, this is my personal opinion. When I, when I can tell that a whole movie is shot on a soundstage, I tune out. I just don't like it. Like, even, even like, the death scene in The Force Awakens with, like, Han Solo on the bridge and Kylo Ren, it's just so obvious that all of that is, like, huh. on a soundstage that it really kind of affects my... You. Yeah, it distracts me. Yeah, I, it takes you out of the world for a moment, I, I would say. I prefer the balance, yeah. having more of a balance of practical and CGI. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm starting to get a little used to it. Because, again, I've... I'm so obsessed with Marvel lately and I'm yeah. so in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. that I yeah. just... So that was actually another thing I was seeing just real quickly, something I've come to appreciate the prequels more. I kind of almost see the prequels as like the awkward middle schooler or something. <laughs> they were like... They, yeah, they helped great. move across like... Because honestly, they were... I mean, they that's a big step towards these big giant multi-universe like the Marvel right. franchises, yeah. the new Star Wars. Right. And that was the first time they were trying to do it. The special effects are... Mm-hmm. janky but that paved the way for a you're lot totally of other, 100% right like yeah, the, the the next generation of movies after Phantom Menace was all like CG stuff it's like, very true that was the first it's of what better came. and better and better and it's, that's mm-hmm. fascinating because mm-hmm. Star Wars was also the first of what came in 1977 yeah. as it's, far as yes. like right. showing space battles for the first time yeah. ILM right yeah this is just like I grew up in the ILM era and like studied ILM and like had books and wanted to be a special effects artist when I grew up and then that just went away Right. And um, but bringing it back to Mandalorian for a second, which we talked about before you got here, <laughs> to me the Mandalorian is the balance that I want, where it's yeah. like ninety percent practical effects with some CG thrown. Well, right. that's not accurate, but whatever. Like maybe sixty or seventy percent looks like it was shot, and then yeah. some like special effects thrown in. I totally agree with that. Yeah, and that's that that's balance when you don't notice it. 
Yeah, it's my favorite it's balance that I've seamless, seen. Yeah. I feel like in yeah. Mandalorian. Like, like yeah. Lord of the Rings is like perfect. Like why I love the Lord of the Rings and I hated the Hobbit. The Lord of the Rings, the CGI is oh yeah. yeah, seamless. Totally. Within, like, yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't paying seamless, attention and so distracted. Yeah. Not I just felt like I was in this world. Yeah. The Hobbit, I was like, oh my God, yeah. it's so much. And it's Legolas so is fake. jumping like, everywhere. Like, like, we're, yeah. we're not really But here. nothing is realer than Baby Yoda, right? That's the most real alien creature that we've seen to date. Yeah. It has so much life in it. It's so uh, incredible. And it's a combination of CG and and anima- and puppets, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's most of the mix. time it's a puppet. And my mom was looking at it, she's like, God, that CG's incredible. I'm like, that's a puppet. Yeah. yeah. Like that shot. I didn't it. even realize that it was a puppet the first time I saw it. I thought it was CGI. Yeah. It, yeah like the, when he when cradle, he walked. I thought yeah. it was CGI at first. Yeah. He's so it's expressive incredible. and emotive and yeah. adorable and so real cool. and alive. Well, and like Bobo Frick too. Like sure. yeah. Yeah. that thing, yeah, I wanted Frick. to pick him up and yeah. put him in my lap and like <laughs> pet him. And I, I, he was so real okay, to me and did, so much character. Just I'm still just mad note, at him. Like, did anybody else catch? Like, I gotta watch this again just to know. When Boba, Boba, it's Boba Frick. I think it's Boba Frick. Boba B A. B-A, is it B A B A Baba Frick? When he first starts talking, it's in an alien tongue, yeah. and then all of a sudden he switches to English. I think, he, I think yeah, he, no, I, no, I think that. he speaks English the whole time, the whole time, and you just don't catch it. Great, until it, that's my Wait, theory. Really? No, 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 that, no, because she was no because the um um pose pose lady Zoli Bliss. Zoli Bliss, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. she, when she comes in, she starts speaking to him in, in the a language. language. Okay. No, he yeah, definitely does. Like I thought okay, that was cool because okay. he talks. I, like, it reminds me like my family. Like my mom was born in Costa Rica, and so they um they grew up there. So they just go in and out of Spanish yeah. okay. kind of seamlessly without it noticing. So it. That reminded me, me of that. I mean, again, yeah. it made it feel really real that he I kind like of would put in words of but English, like, but then in his <laughs> native language, it I loved made it. He laughed so much because he's like, we don't really know what he's saying besides hey, the context hey. of like what Zoli Bliss is responding to, and then he's like, the droid is ready. I was like, oh, okay, okay, so now. Oh, you speak I it? loved that. All right. Yeah. I thought that made him <laughs> oh, made me laugh. Uh, so I love it. I honestly didn't react to that character at all because really? I was like, "How dare you do this to C three PO?" Uh, I was yeah. so distracted. <laughs> I, I was uh, my jaw was open. Like yeah. I was I like, him. "What? Like no? Yeah. Like no? Yeah. Like we can't do this?" Yeah. I mean, they kind of fix it with like. R2 had some memories. I didn't like they, them fixing it. I didn't. Yeah, I was like, it, it was another I, fake death out. It was another fake death. Fake absolutely. Death. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like it either. I was like, yeah. I'm never going to do it or right. we're yeah. not going right. to do right. it. And they fake killed Chewbacca. Yeah. And, like that I could have like, been the most shocking moment of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. like, because I always appreciate when the danger is real. Like, yeah. I yeah. think good storytelling, because one of my, another sure. like sci-fi, I love, um, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. probably my one of my favorite new sci-fi shows ever. Like mm-hmm. it is amazing. And the third season, the danger is so oh, real. The third season right. was great. And I'm like, I, okay, people are dead. Like, yeah, like yeah, there, yeah. like there is no sugarcoating it. They are dead. Like yeah. the and innocent people are right. dead. Right. It raises like, stakes. It makes them meaningful. It makes a state. It yeah. makes it more real because it's called Star Wars. Like it's right. like war and people do die throughout. But like when it's a like that's a significant death. Yeah. And like right. if Chewbacca dies and then we wipe C three P memories and our 2s not doing anything, it's yeah. like 
what? Right. This also war has been going on forever. So like yeah. there are casualties. Like yeah. when um in Last Jedi, when Leia's ship blew up and all those amazing characters died. Right, right, right. I was like, but he's been yeah. a, and hold those sacrifices. In the Force yeah. Awakens, we watched the sacrifice. we watched sacrifice. the entire yeah. Republic be destroyed. Yeah. yeah, I always forget about that. It's and is true. that Coruscant? Oh, that's right. They blow up like they eight do. Planets. Yeah. Oh, it's go- yeah. They blow up like the Republic that. planet. I don't think it's Coruscant. I don't remember no, where it is. I, yeah, oh, there's some no. Yeah. Oh no. In Last Jedi, um, I forget. Oh, I forget where I don't remember because the, they're the on planet. a planet I think in that same like Starkiller right? base yeah it, the first time it's used it's one shot yeah, like, yeah one yeah. system yeah. just gone they Alderaaned because yeah, it's the remake of <laughs> right. A New Hope yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the whole system just gone. yeah that's why in Last Jedi it's basically like this is it We've got it's thirty of us now right and we're like why Rogue One again was had such a wallop because yeah. Rogue One, right. like, you mm-hmm. get to see Star Wars it's a meaningful characters sacrifice, die. Which is another, it's meaningful. Exactly. Oh my god! And that's and the part momentum. of the part of the oh, yeah. like Ooh. cathartic, yeah. like <laughs> intensity of that movie is that yeah. all those characters are only in one movie, right. And, right. and they're all dead. And they are they're making a Cassian Andor spinoff they TV are, show yeah. with K two S O with Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah and I'm stoked yes. about it. I'm stoked. I mean, I'm most excited for Kenobi because if the Mandalorian is this good, Kenobi's gonna be great. Right. You know? Oh, keep so watching Rebels. Keep oh, I'm watching stoked. Yeah. Rebels. I, I'm i surprised by how good Rebels is. <laughs> I'm going to start now. I, I know, me so, too. Okay, y'all, I'm so going. I did not like the first season of Rebels. I was really? like, I thought this was for children. Oh, I don't know I, how I'm I can get into it. it. Right. And the animation's so weird. And I love yeah. Clone Wars, the series, so much. It's also Dave Filoni, who I love. But when I committed to season two, I didn't regret it after that. Nice. And now it's oh, on wow. Disney Plus. So I don't have to. I was able to like just watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I added Clone Wars and the oh, uh, Rebels it, to my queue because I want to watch those after I got done with all that. I movies. feel like if you really love all the like the extra characters, like you, if you like the like the different alien races, you get to see so many other planets and mm-hmm. like. I, the, in Clone Wars specifically, there's a lot of stuff about Mandalore, nice. which I love, and I told you about was informing yeah. my understanding of the Mandalorian. Right, and they talk a little, and there's some content in Rebels too about Mandalore. Nice, um, but they, I have to go back and watch Clone Wars because there's so many things that happen on Mandalore in Clone Wars that I didn't really bridge in Rebels. I'm like, okay, how where where is the timeline of what's happening? But there's just <laughs> so much, there's so much content that they. That from Clone Wars, I felt like was so well written, and it's the same dude who's doing Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Like Dave right, Filoni right, has Dave his Filoni. hand on Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Rebels, and Mandalorian. Nice. So right. He has a consistency in his own right. mind. It's showing that yeah. there's a positive and, future for their TV endeavors yeah. if that's what they're doing. And he it, did the original Clone Wars tar- cartoon, also, didn't he? Yes, the two D one. Yeah, he which does I most think of is the best. Stuff. I think the best of all the animated shows I've seen was the two D animated. Mm-hmm. Although I should rewatch it and make sure that's still true. But it was like really beautifully well done. Yeah, it's the only thing that was done in the prequel style that i liked yeah because i don't like the way the prequels look just in general you know i don't like the fact that jedi robes are just what ben kenobi wore because that doesn't make sense he's out and hiding in his jedi robes like that doesn't make sense <laughs> it does um, because that's the thing is that it's all dead at that point in time it's what man it's what mandalorian gets right we're basically so far there's only been one character that actually knows what the force is mm, that's right. shown yeah. up and he's just that said us assholes don't know what but you it'd have. be like the mandalorian trying to hide out in his Mandalorian armor, you know, like Mandal- I think Mandalore but, and Mandalorian armor is far more known than Force powers. I agree. Is yeah. supposed to be, you yeah, know? Well, uh, yeah, totally. I'm just saying, like, just aesthetically, I don't care for the prequels, right? And right. even the Clone Wars cartoon, I couldn't get over it because it looked, it reminded me too much, too much of the, the thing that I didn't sure. like. 
and I didn't want more of, you right. know, but then I, and then I didn't watch rebels because it was like the same team. But then I started watching rebels and I like, no, this is, this is the star Wars that I like. This is yeah. like yeah. more of the star Wars that I like. Even season better. one, I can't, I can't wait. I, I'm really digging it. Well, the Rebels is like, it's like Pixar, right? It's like 3D animation? or Yeah. yeah it's the similar to the Clone XD Wars. XD is what they called it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's great. We, it's face. weird. Like, we made up a new dimension for it. Did. <laughs> People's faces look like they're made out of a weird substance yes, that moves they strangely. Hmm. They, and, it looks kind of gummy looking. It's yeah. Like, like their is hair this? is like one huh. solid block that moves in a block. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> Uh, it yeah, took me a while. Weird. The animation was distracting to me at first. I was yeah. like, what yeah. am I watching? I think yeah, that's what and stopped me from trying. It, yeah. like, it just doesn't feel... Like you said, Star Wars has a feel or there's something that you... And right. I wasn't really right. drawn to the cartoons. But I'm going to try. I'm going to give them a shot. In Clone Wars, a lot of the voices are done by sound-alike artists. But right. in Rebels, so far, the main characters that have shown up, it's been the actual yes. people. That's really cool. yes. And that makes such a big difference. Yeah. Like, such a big difference. It re- it adds this incredible dimension where it feels legit. Um, like and- the animated series of Star Trek. Well, you just ruined my- everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> it does not feel legit they in bring that back, case. They bring back everyone. They it do. Makes- they yeah. do. And I've, I've seen the it. The like- legit, my man. I- the animated series is fine. It's just a little boring, you know? <laughs> well, TOS is boring, so. Yeah, sometimes. It's boring in the same way. Yeah, similar. <laughs> but more so. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. For me, I'm very much about continuity. I said this before. Yeah. So, like, the last time we saw Rose, she we didn't know she was alive. Like at the end of Last Jedi, she like kisses kisses uh, Finn, and then she faints. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's oh, like, I forgot that they don't show the her again stakes, after they that. Do they? They don't, they don't like. They didn't take any time to really like because it was the explosion, right? She made she made sure he didn't die, right? Yeah. But like, she's like, you know, she has this amazing like little speech to him yeah and then she faints and we don't know if she's okay she, her speech not to derail you is one of like the hearts of the movie yeah it's such a exactly. great message in star wars in general it is remind and me of like, the, that's how we win it's not, it's like, it's not fighting what, what we hate, hate yeah. but fighting for, for what, what we love, we love. Mm, right. exactly yeah. such a, mm, okay sorry and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like they gave her such an amazing yes. line and then when we see her she's like oh yeah she's just doing things yeah. on base and, and there was, was like, no reference to the love story no. Well, the one-sided love story. I see. Okay, but I didn't. That was the one. The kiss made it kind of made it, made it awkward for me because I didn't. I didn't. I I liked the message. That's a very Star Wars. Like I like those universal messages of community and all that. But the her reach up to kiss me felt out of nowhere to me. I didn't yeah. see any of that. I didn't sense a. I mean, I thought more chemistry between him and Poe was like. I oh, know. Yeah. Which is, I, I was disappointed. so disappointed. I was, I was disappointed about that. They don't have yeah. the guts. They, they built that the up. Cowards. The only thing I thought they did to like, respond to fans. I know. Yeah. It was like, we're going to make it very clear that Poe likes oh. girls. Well, that How right. can we say no homo in Star Wars? Because that's what we're I doing know. in the third one. Oh, that, that, that was deeply disappointing yeah. to me. Oh, man. Well, one of my favorite podcasts, you know, the, you know the Pod Save America guys, like the, John Lovett and. Have you guys heard oh, of I've heard of of that. So they haven't listened to it. They though. do a lot of political podcasts. Anyways, um, this one guy on there that was like he does these rants and he's gay himself and he so he's ranting about like in Endgame how they made this big deal that it's going to have the first like gay character in a in a Marvel <laughs> right. movie and he's like it's just this one dude in this one throwaway line right, and he was like right. so he literally was like I swear to God if in Star Wars if it's just some little throwaway moment <laughs> yeah. like, I want a gay Jedi I want Poe yeah. and Finn and Finn and I was like yeah. So you get a throwaway kiss. Yeah. You got a throwaway oh, kiss. Man. And I'm so glad kiss. that there was a kiss. Like, I'm oh, so yeah. glad, I'm glad that we there. had that one 
kiss at the end like two women kissing at the end like i love that that was a part of it so much Mm -hmm. but it's so frustrating that they have two actors with chemistry yes that want to have their characters get into a relationship that feel like they should get into a relationship that don't just because of like what disney higher-ups being scared of putting like a gay couple on screen yeah yeah. it's really disappointing Mm -hmm. it should have happened this is the only thing like this and Rose are the only two things that I feel like should have been different. And I have been trying to get myself away from using that terminology of like things that should or should me shouldn't be different in movies. Yeah. Cause like, that's not my place right. to say. It was disappointing. I but disappointing. Say. But yeah. in these two situations, I feel slightly justified. Well, that's what I mean, though, like, that made more sense to me. Like I saw, I felt like a cool, like chemistry between those characters, but I didn't, I just, for me, like Rose reached to, kiss him like that fell yeah. out of nowhere and it kind of took yeah. me out of it for a moment uh, yes. so it made it kind of for me it lessened the impact of that yeah i, I felt like he... her speech is like a friend like no like we're in yeah. this together not and i was like wait what, what she just kissed him and then my impression okay. was that she was into him and he wasn't into her that yeah. finn, finn just wasn't into rose but rose was into finn and i think there's yeah. something interesting story-wise there unless you throw it away in the third movie right in because, which case then there's not <laughs> because there could have been a cool especially if they included rose more in the main mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. of a love triangle yeah. because yeah. i was confused okay sorry so i gotta get this other thought out of my head mm-hmm. as far as all, all what we know about rose from all of her track right so for last jedi there's this epic scene where her sister dies right yeah. she's, oh, she's the pilot scene. in the first yeah. in the beginning of the film right yeah. so for me like that is an amazing like motivator for this character to totally. either yeah. completely deflate or be even more motivated to do be a part of this fight right right so for her we get to see her like be so passionate about you know and then really impressed by finn because of his status and who she knows him to be and realizes that he's trying to escape and then she like you know stuns him and it's just like yeah. i feel like we get a great introduction to, to who she is and how like where her alignment is mm-hmm, right. and then where her where where her mind and heart are she just lost her sister right like there she has an amazing like foundation to why she's in this right. fight so like the fact that yeah. they did not someone who has that amount of like that that is that much in it like why would yeah. you not want them to be a part of the main group and she moves right. his she does move his story along to i mean because he's yeah. trying to escape he's trying to cop out and yeah. leave like be, and like she, bounce yeah she's the one that yeah it kind of puts him, him back in well i mean she yeah. actually stuns him and, and he yeah. 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 and you know she was like <laughs> she stops it from physically going in last Your jedi in a different direction right now <laughs> in last jedi she's like so depressed because her sister was killed and she she could be like happier in rise of skywalker and we could have seen a different side of her like i right. i really wanted her character to be like a a, a joy focal point because that's how yeah. i felt like they could use her mm-hmm. um inside of this group is like maybe she's like the bubbly one because we don't really have that right. um i'm just like projecting what i've seen of kelly marie tran outside of star wars right. and like her right. you know she has this like wonderful personality that they didn't <laughs> but uh, you know I, I like use any part of the heart of it, of it of exactly what, what we're fighting yeah. for why we're fighting for right. stuff yeah how important right. it is and the meaning of true sacrifice so then right. to, to have her sidelined like really undercuts the last jedi i sometimes my comfort myself by saying at least that it, they didn't turn it into like now she just becomes a way to for finn to tell more of his story right through a relation through a one-sided relationship yeah. with him right but like, all of this can be fixed could've... easily yeah. easily give me like a rose tico disney plus streaming <laughs> tv show like that would fix this i just well, want more rose now i yeah. felt like they were lazy and unintentional about the love 
in the story. So, yeah. like, I will tell you right now, when I first saw, because we didn't really see Ray or Poe interact until the end of Last Jedi. Right. right. And there yeah. was, like, a chemistry moment there. And then they had a lot of chemistry in that first scene. The, yeah. Where it's like, oh, is there something going on between them? Because it was, like, that right. fighting, but it's, like, that fighting where it's, like, Couple you know, like, I was oh, scared my God, for I can't a moment that you were going to do like, a Ray yeah, exactly. Poe thing. Yeah. yeah. It was so like a too strong, easy. Like, yeah. It's that's like too Ron and Hermione for me. Yeah. Oh, it is. No, they, they made a, for me, the way they filmed it and the, like, the way that the actors interacted with right. each other in that scene, it was like, oh, they're going to put them together. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I thought. And then they're like, Ray, there's something I want to tell you, but now we're going to fall through quicksand. Like, Finn right. says that to Ray, and you think, oh, I'm in love with you, but no, I'm force sensitive is what they're trying to say is what he's going to say. I, I disagree. You know I, what I'm saying? Wait, I'm like, is that what so, he was, I just realized, I don't remember the, what he was going to tell her. I have we, read J.J. Abrams. We, we, we don't know. know. No, J.J. Abrams confirmed but, this, no, that it was the force sensitive thing. I call BS on that. Thank you. You can't, JJ can say whatever he wants. He can also be lying to people. <laughs> yes. well, we've known him and, to do so. Like, yes. yeah. I know that JJ wrote the movie. I'm going to tell you right up. here now. He's wrong. Yes, Finn no was way. going to confess his feelings to oh, Ray. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he he's had feelings for Ray. Ray knew yeah, it. Everybody knew Ray's yeah. been waiting for Finn to do this, and she doesn't want him to do it. She's right. all but telling him, "Don't yeah, confess your feelings." For absolutely. Me. That's in the. I think that is in the movies that like Finn is into Ray and Ray's not into Finn. Right. Yeah. And then how much better would it have been if Rose was actually part of the group? That's an amazing. Into Finn. Yeah, yeah. And then guess what? Okay. No, yeah. Poe and Finn are together. The end. Yes. <laughs> that is it. That is it. That, that is it. So that is it. Like yeah. that's what they set up, and they didn't fucking pull and the like, trigger on it. It's so upsetting. And yeah. the thing is, Poe still could have been fluid, even if he had a relationship with early Bliss before. Yeah, sure. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. But like, yeah. They've established pansexuality in Star Wars. Sure. Energy. Like, like, exactly. Right. Are you kidding me? Go anywhere. Like, yeah. Well, I'm gonna. My mom's gonna kill me for this. So when we saw the. Force Awakens for the first time in the theaters. The minute Poe came on the screen, she said, "Oh, my boyfriend." Yeah, you know, okay. Oh, I love him. Well, we, speaking of Pedro Pascal and the Mandalorian, his character was sexually fluid in Game of Thrones, so yeah. it can be done. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right, right, right. It can be done. Yeah, it can be done. And People it have is done, done it. Like it yeah. is real. Like, yeah. come on, y'all. Like, it's not that. It's not that hard. Right. Representation matters. You know, <gasps> yeah. like if you have kids feeling like they're so alone in the world that they're killing themselves like right. representation matters you know uh, yeah so, they yeah. miss an opportunity yeah absolutely well, Rose, 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 Rose. but i mean ben and ray come on no so good. the better story is that chewbacca and maz katana knowing that those two fuck i was like those two fuck and they fuck a lot yeah this is great I this love is the greatest Maz untold love story of Star Wars. She's one of my favorites. I want I, a little she more. She is Maz. so underused. Oh, I want more. Maz. I, yeah. Another, another she, she minority who did grew not on me get. Yeah, right. Instantly I mean, loved her. I thought I'm, she's. I gotta such say, a I would have vastly Lupita. preferred to have Lupita Nyong'o on screen. Like, like I'm sorry, we so want much to more. See her. Yeah. I know. I want to see her. Lupita's face. Are right. you kidding? I would be fans of just taking people who play CGI voice face double characters have a physicality in the movie as well that's like, the kind of fan service that I would love I love you know? that too yeah. Anthony Daniels being somewhere in a bar as himself you know mm-hmm. that would be awesome I oh, would sure. love that. like John Williams was in the bar he yeah. was the bartender yeah, 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 yeah. that was yeah. super cool yeah. yeah yeah. okay can I tell you something weird though I actually thought that 3PO the Anthony Daniels had a cameo I would have sworn oh. down that I 
Oh, it, maybe. It, I would no. I don't think I'm right. I think it. I was seeing Wedge. Oh right. Oh. Who's this old guy? He's got to be from Wedge, early movies. Oh. I thought he had a British. <laughs> for some reason, when I first saw Wedge no, Flying Swing, I thought that was Anthony Daniels making a cameo of his right. face. Oh, that's funny. I don't mm. know why my brain went there and didn't <laughs> pick up Wedge, of course, which was awesome. Oh, it was so good. That's amazing. But I don't know why I thought it was Anthony Daniels at first. I just Ooh. love how we see like, oh, you've survived the war this long. Yeah. yeah. It's like this is. Yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, staple. Oh, yeah, one of my favorite have, series. There was awesome. One of my favorite series in the old canon of books was the Rogue Squadron series. I'm a big Wedge Antilles fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like that's one I of those like those. gasping moments for me in the first viewing was yeah. like Wedge popping up on screen. Like that awesome. is exactly what I want to see. Right? Oh, can I? Kind of fan service. I, love I have random headcanon I want to share. Please do. In mm-hmm. Last Jedi, they're at the Battle of Crate and everything's awful. And then Poe Dameron's like, "I'm gonna go try and get some people." And then basically everyone's like, who's Poe Dameron? Right, right. What the fuck are you talking about? And then they get to the, the batter of, what is it, Exegol? Exegol, yeah. And then Lando is like, we need people. And everyone's like, Lando Calrissian? Yeah. yeah. And everyone is like, I will be there for Lando. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so real. Yeah. I mean, they that, chose that the wrong shows you, ambassador to go. It shows you the power of how you deliver a message. Yeah. 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 I, okay. Let's talk about the climax on Exegol because yeah. I loved it. Like, I that I, whole it's, sequence. It's the best part of the entire film. Yeah. Okay. Great, Come on, like you have the villain scene. dangling from a weird Dude, apparatus. That, so that is classic cool sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Absolutely. No, I thought like, Exegol <sighs> itself was amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just like the spirits of all the Sith. Yeah. Like, and okay, yeah, I think they were make spirits. Any sense. I, I like, felt like that was not real, not yeah. real people. Or I thought even like Roman, almost like. Yeah. Oh, so uh, that's a good question. Do you think those are real people? Do you think they're I holograms? Do you think they're called spirits? I thought that was the spirits of all the Sith. I would be the person who thinks they're real. I didn't think they were real people. Well, I think it could it could be either. I honestly like <laughs> no. Those real? are like the evil workers. They're like the evil sanitation like guy. The robes. Yeah. The robes. That's because the they're... workers get to wear the robes. <laughs> no, when they're at their secret <laughs> evil people meeting. This is just like Illuminati shit, but for the Sith. <laughs> Okay, I questioned it. I came down on the side of spirits, but as I was watching it, I was like, I don't care which one it is because I like. Yeah. Oh, I'm also fine. They I like robots, and I'm still there. Yeah. I think it's yeah. kind of cool because it could be. Yeah, I mean, the workers. Did people <laughs> feel? <laughs> it's a vacation for Sith. Oh, I get to go to the convention. Those are the people that have had to keep Sheev alive. Yeah. They're all like changing his bedpans. No. <laughs> he's just dripping shit when he's like dangling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Those but... are the double diamond Siths God. who have sold more people on the Exegol timeshare. <laughs> so they get to go to the convention. Oh. Like, I cannot wait to watch the movie again to see that sequence again. Yeah. It was seriously. And then, magic. Like, when she realizes it. that she can give... That was one of my favorites. Was your friend? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, that was my favorite. Seeing him come like all D Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, that is so symbolic. So good. I'm done with my goth phase. Yeah. I'm not a wet goth anymore. And then finding out that like Palpatine had been the voice in his head, you know, that was telling him to do the wrong things. Like that he'd had like his tendrils of the dark side into this man, and then when they're pulled out, there's a there's another yeah. man there. There's Ben it, it Solo, was, the was, son of Han like, Solo. Um, so cool. Rohan, um, the king, when he's possessed by a son, he gets exercised. And all of a sudden, he's like, I see your face. Like, you're right. back. Right. I, that that was my favorite scene. Because yeah. I, I was not a big Kylo Ren 
fan. I don't. I could not separate Adam Driver from his character on Girls. Sure, fair. I was just That's, couldn't I had, like. It took me a couple viewings to was, get past that. Yeah, mm. I just I couldn't. Know, and but this yeah, was the most. I like the his whole face, the way his eyes softened, his face. I was like, oh my god, that's literally a different. That is Ben Solo. That's not yeah. Kylo Ren anymore. Mm-hmm. And he comes with all stripped down with just his little white and starts. And their little connection. Those last five minutes. Of really, the movie. They so were, good. They were the and that's, part of the that's why the kiss worked for me is because yeah. like Ben Solo loves Ray and always has loved Ray yeah. and yes. hasn't been able to express that to her, mm-hmm. but has tried. But well, Kylo Ren loves Ray, let's say. But Ben Solo, who Ray. also loves Ray, knows how to express it and knows he only has a moment I and think, he like, takes it. Kylo Ren wants um, an empress by his side. I was gonna say yeah. that's wants, what I was about to ben say. Ben loves it's a her. Like, oh, absolutely. Say, yeah. Kylo Ren sees the the power that she has and, yeah. and realizes that together that they, they yeah. And it's not bad that yeah. she doesn't look like Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Kylo Ren a, will recognize that. So. Yeah, I think but he's attracted to her. I think he's attracted to her also in a way that he doesn't know how to describe. Sure. Yeah. But I think he's like bottling that up. But but yeah, I mean a that performance because they there's don't let so Jedi's much. Boy. That's a there's huge so problem. much in that performance. <laughs> that very true. Like, I nominate Adam <laughs> Driver for best performance in Star Wars. I, you I, know? I, I it's top notch. Yeah. I, yeah, he's amazing. That is, I think, so and that good. is why I bought the kiss too. Because I yeah. normally that wouldn't have probably run, and for some reason in the last five minutes of his scene made it believable for me. And I bought all of it. I bought that he loved her. I bought him. And it's like, I just absolutely loved it. It got to me. I saw uh, the movie with a friend and we both are people who talk out loud in the movies. Awesome. <laughs> and like, I think it was when they were battling on, um, when they were by the old Death Star. I think that's what it was. And they like circle each other kind of before they say something. Yeah. And my friend, his commentary was, hey, bae. That's kind of what this feels like right now. <laughs> oh, so was like, I was like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Speaking of just while we're on that, in that scene, I mean, that was my other favorite part of the movie. Freaking Han Solo coming in. Okay. Which okay. could have been. See, yeah. I, okay. I think I, I know some people. Very strong thoughts about this. I, I keep forgetting that happened. I will just say that I loved it. I didn't find it. I thought it was a fan service moment that, that served the plot well. I loved it. I loved the little him trying to say I love you him saying I know I cry I fit, that was the first time mm. I've actually cried in a Star Wars movie I don't know why it's where I am in my life but that moment sure. got yeah. to me that was, was a good moment beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful yeah. Ugh, very strong <laughs> <laughs> okay tell us so okay y'all even if this is not true this is what I'm deciding is true for <laughs> me <laughs> so the scene right before that Maz has this moment where she's like where we see Leia struggling right she's declining right and she's like she's gonna take all her strength for her to do what she needs to do whatever the line is Mm -hmm. and the minute we see leia turn her head in a silhouette and say ben the next second we see han in front of him and my my i've decided that from that moment on she is using whatever force power she has left to redeem her son and she presents herself to him as you oh, are a genius wow. so it's not his memory of no, it's his her. father it's, it's her the, projection oh, of you're, you're her right. husband I'm 100% sure you're right and I'm so that's sure amazing and because she knows that that, that is what he needs I love it that explains turn. it I was confused oh, in that moment and that's God. also okay so we we should talk a little bit about <laughs> she's like oh my, but yeah. no, no that is, um, I was like no, oh, that's, that's, this is well it is so good and maybe that's what they that's did to good. like deal with you know the death of Carrie Fisher like that's how they rewrote it is like we'll have 
Han oh Solo speak for her. You know? I can't believe and it. also like because there's no way that because yes, so they establish that he's the memory oh right of in his mind. But the only person who really can get in there, who's mm-hmm. force sensitive enough to know yeah, yeah. what he's thinking, what he needs to be redeemed, mm-hmm. is his mother. Oh right. my like, god, they had so, so many right. little force oh, connections even last Jedi, and so like she is saying everything that she knows her son needs. Oh, this yeah. is interesting because it lets this flawed man right. work out his toxic dynamic with his father yes. through oh the God. love of his mother. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. It's a podcast, but I am the head-blown emoji right now. <laughs> She's making the head-blown head hands. Like, that, honestly, that is what I believe. That it, I, solid, I actually solid. think that you're right. I'm it. like, Feeling very, very. And if yeah. JJ says no, that that is JJ right. Once again, yeah. is wrong. This is, this well, is, no, it makes the scene. It makes the scene make more sense. Yes, it makes the scene work better. The rest of the movie makes sense I because yeah. when he dies, her frame disappears. Yeah, she disappears. Right. She turns into a force. Exactly. Oh That's God. why I was confused. They die, yeah. they die at the same time because right. I believe that she is with him right. from that moment to the end of the film. Because yes. I, yeah. I could see her yeah. kind of reaching out to him, but that that, that fills in because there was a slight disconnect. I was like, again, I was like, okay, I buy it because it's an nice way to send you know carrie fisher out but i didn't quite connect it that and this yeah brings it yeah. full circle it and also it makes me love it 10 times more yeah it ties into the last jedi because that's what luke did yes he projected is. his yes. younger self on crate oh and God. it killed him right so then leia does it and it kills her right. yes so maybe wow. the original as planned it would be her there herself Carrie Fisher as yes, the actor that was. performing the role and then you know circumstances Correct. don't work that way but then they come out with this nice workaround that, and I think it works even better, that is a nice I subtle that, version of that that yeah. she would have known that that was the way like seeing her maybe wouldn't have even had as much and it was the relationship with his dad because that was that defining moment he where killed he killed tried to kill he, he needs absolution to that yeah. like, otherwise it'll always that's be the doubt the only of way. what he did right because that's oh, what haunts yeah. him yeah. Did you, and you just thought of this yourself that's what, yes. Because, like, that's honestly, what I, that's what I thought. Were you on Reddit before you came in here? No, that's what I thought when I saw it in the theater. That's, awesome. that's amazing. I, I yeah, haven't seen that or heard yeah, that, I but not, I'm like sure you're right. That. And I, I think it's intentional. And I yeah. 100% believe it. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's all. Like, if, yeah, anyone, if it wasn't and, the intent, it's better than the intent. It's be, yeah. Right. It's a beautiful <laughs> reading of the scene. In my mind, yeah. now, that is the reality. Yeah, absolutely. No one can change my mind that that's what happened. Yeah. We now have B's theory of the redemption of Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yes. That's incredible. Um, Wait, I'm going to stop and save to make sure that that (laughs) doesn't get lost. Hold on one second. (laughs) That's Patreon content, baby. No one one gets that for free. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh. For me, what solidified that in my mind was seeing Maz, the way that they panned to Maz after Leia's body disappeared. Right. Because she was the one who said it's going to take all of her strength and they put the cover Mm. over her so we think, oh, she's died. Right. But she's focused on projecting all of her force energy to Ben. Yeah. That makes sense. Through so the end of the film sense. and then her body yeah. doesn't disappear cuz like there's no way that she wouldn't be a force ghost. Like yeah. she's yeah. just as strong in the force. Yeah. We, we see her as a force yeah, ghost we see her at the very end. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean before we see that yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. like they they put the cover over her. Like she's yeah. died and right. like oh we have to tell Poe that he's now in command. Right. And they have like a little mini funeral for her, a moment of silence for her, but they allow us to see her body disappear. So, right. like, I feel like they wouldn't do that right. unless she wasn't still present somehow. Right. And the fact that she they wasn't did in it, just like a coma. No, no, die. yeah, she went she and lay down. Intentionally, yeah. like yeah. that. This is the plan, and like Maz knew because as soon as her body disappeared, they panned to Maz, and she makes this like little smirk, like this little smile. Right. Like she knew all along. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, that is then it could just confirm in my mind. Oh yeah, that was her the entire time. Yeah, I totally got it. That she had reached out and touched Ben and 
helped him become Ben again. Right. You thought it was unlocking yeah. a memory. I I didn't know what I thought it okay. was. Yeah. I thought it was just like uh, something that w- that yeah. was like felt but not seen. But yeah. I, I'm like now 100 percent sure that you're right. I that she it was just, like, like her to, like, projecting calm him himself down or something. Yeah, or, like, I felt like he felt moment, her, but I did not. He like felt her death yeah, or something, her, and that I like that pulled him out of it. Him and then Ray stabbed uh, him. That was oh, my memory of it. Yeah, oh. true. But yeah, I was you know. I didn't feel overwhelmed by the movie, but I could definitely feel myself drifting out. Like I started to nod off a little bit towards mm. the end. It was starting <laughs> really? to be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, right. Yeah, I'm just gonna really finish this so I can time. watch it again. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think like I'm this. way wrong. I think that I disconnected time with those scenes. Interesting. And that it that it is yeah, yeah, yeah. I that makes wait, all that much better for why me. Why not have her body disappear immediately? Right. Like, right. Why right, right, wait right. for that moment at the end? I it took me halfway through that to realize Han wasn't a force ghost. I thought it was like Han as a force ghost. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, why is he blue and glowing? And I just got like mad. I'm like, they're not even doing force ghosts. Oh, well, not no, that I'm would. wrong. It's <laughs> right, because he's not. Right, because right. he's not. That's why. Yeah, I thought he was be, a memory. Right? I thought he was like yeah. in his mind and that the struggle. I thought that it was all in, in Kylo's mind and that the struggle to like break free and do the right thing right. was Personal playing out in his mind yeah. and his mom was trying to help push him over right. and that he mm-hmm. won that battle. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yours is so much better. It's, yeah, it was like, <laughs> yes, it's force yeah. therapy. Well, thank you, force, force yeah. therapy. But, you force know, I, therapy. That actually also helps me kind of, that also helps me force accept therapy. how they used the footage they had of Leia. Because yeah, that's yeah. never To me, it felt very like written around what they yeah, had and I, so I was fine even yes. though I was like oh I wish Leia had sort of better things and I was like but they had to do what they, they had couldn't to do. I mean yeah, right this is such limited. a tragedy it, like, I can't fault the movie for saying really, boy yes. it sucks that they let Carrie Fisher die yeah and also like <laughs> right. I, we haven't ever talked about this on the podcast but Peter Mayhew passed away this year oh, which yeah, was yeah. so sad yeah, yeah Chewbacca mm-hmm. I was in the same room as him once yeah. I, I was at a I was at a Star Trek convention in SeaTac, and they had like all the booths set up, and you go around for autographs and stuff. And he had an autograph booth. It was like selling autographs, and like I, there was like no line, so I could have just walked up and right. talked what? to Chewbacca, but I like couldn't. I didn't. I don't know. Oh. I felt because the thing is, like, I went up and talked to Marina Sirtis there, and I ended up buying shit that she could sign. Right. I bought like action figures and had her sign them, and it was it was like really cool. And you have to like pay for a signature. Yeah. And I knew that I would do that with Peter Mayhew and that I just didn't want to put myself in that situation because I was out of money. And I was like, and I feel weird kind of engaging him if I don't have money to buy buy something because like that's what he's there for. But I just walked by him and and like I I got to like be next to Peter Mayhew for a second. And like his presence is just massive, you know? Um, But yeah, I never spoke to him or anything. But I was so sad when I heard that he died because I heard about it like months late. It just wasn't in the media, you know? And that kind of broke my heart. Um, And then Renee Abergenois just passed away. Odo uh, from Deep Space Nine, which is super sad. And Marina Sirtis' husband just passed away. Damn. Yeah, which is horrible. When I met her at that comic convention or the Star Trek convention, she was telling me that I should... I was telling her I was a musician. She's like, well, you should play in cover bands because that's what my husband does and he makes a lot of money playing music that way. And I was like, man, I got some real life advice from <laughs> Counselor Deanna Troy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was super sad to hear her husband had passed away like fairly young as well. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. we got to pay our respects to the, yeah. the sci-fi greats and their loved ones. Yeah. And not fault the editors for the of the movie. <laughs> right. Didn't have enough content to... <laughs> Absolutely. And I think yeah, right. what they did with Leia was probably 
I mean, uh, probably one of the best things they could have done, you uh, know? Yeah. Like, I think the best thing they could have done is to save Haldo and make it the Leia maneuver in, in The Last Jedi. Yeah. I mean, I thought... Oh, I think right. we all thought they were gonna... I was like, they're really gonna... This is how they're gonna kill her off, shoot her out of a window into right, space. That's what I and thought, like, right. yeah. No, she came back as Superman, apparently. <laughs> I, okay, I, I love that scene. I don't know why I everyone hates that, that scene so much. Oh, I love it, too. I think oh, it's great. I, I, uh, flying I Leia, I love it. I, oh, yeah. so I have a lovely relationship with it because I, I'm a rules person, so I'm like... Uh, Humans can't live in space. Like you um, can for a couple with of seconds force, with the force for power. a couple seconds. Yeah. She just has yeah. to put yeah, a bubble a lot around more herself. More time than a couple seconds. I think it was like dramatic pause. Like that wasn't real time. That was just movie time. It was like in slow mo of her floating know. away. I don't know because no gravity. I don't think it wasn't. I don't think it was half time. Okay, but you can't transport matter over great distances. I mean, it's force magic. It can do all <laughs> yeah. kinds of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Like yeah. well, but see, I, that's why I'm like I was on board 100. Uh, percent I was. I was like yes. Yeah. I was not just on board. I was like oh my god princess leia is gonna die and carrie fisher just died and i'm devastated and then she didn't die it's like oh thank god i was picturing like people having lightsaber fights in space with just like the force around them (laughs) oh yeah like the star Star trek animated series they have these like energy suits that they wear outside that are super cool that we've never seen on the the galaxy Mm. oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's right yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy does a lot of exploding into space and surviving. They, they sure do. do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were such a Marvel buff. I love Marvel. It's I'm great. So, it's so good. So in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My world right now. What's next with Marvel? Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, oh, right. Black Widow movie. Yeah. I'm so right. freaking excited for the Black Widow trailer. And it then looks TV. So good. And then there's Black. Hawkeye. So I'm actually really curious what Marvel because okay. This is, I'm going to kind of relate to Star Wars. No, yeah. no, but going back to Star Wars. So how you're saying how, you know, Star Wars gets very trapped in this kind of canon and this very like formulaic thing that they have to do. And Last Jedi kind of started breaking away right. from yes. that. Marvel has a similar formula, obviously, that works. Right. But I'm really curious because what's coming up next with WandaVision and with Doctor Strange um, uh, universe of, no, on the multiverse, multiverse of, of madness. madness it's supposed yeah. to be a horror film which yeah. I'm nervous about because I hate horror but of course I'm oh, still going to go stoked. see it it's going to be like horror light you know if they're yeah. able to do what Star Wars hasn't been so great at so far but like switch being genres. able to switch genre yeah. and right. yeah and do something really unique I think they've really proven unique. that like, many times I was going to say I think well, Marvel is more successful at yeah. that yeah. I mean, Ant-Man is a heist movie Captain America Winter Soldier is like a crime thriller yeah I think they switch tones like very effectively even yeah. Black Panther really does totally. have its own. Yeah. Oh, Black but Panther. I they still is... stick to a kind of a, like the quips, the like uh, I don't know. So I'm just imagining like sure. they haven't done something that or... is, that's full dark without yeah. it being light. Yeah. Ultimately a light tone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm kind of it is a, okay. Just that. like they haven't done a flat out comedy. Yeah. I don't know why like a, this like... made me think of this, but I have to share this. Um, before the Force Awakens came out, I had a dream that I saw it. Uh, I talked about this in like the fourth podcast I ever did or something, fourth or fifth, I think. You had a force dream. Johnny Unicorn. We were talking about like. (laughs) I had a force dream, and it was like a bunch of young teenagers who had heard of like this Jedi Master who needed training, so they sought Luke out, and they found him at like a like a quickie mart, like quick stop, <laughs> and then got into this like lightsaber battle with like all of these, you know, products like flying around. And then Luke like came around the corner with his lights, like, and then his lightsaber was off and we haven't seen him yet. And he just like lights it up and it's like, everyone <laughs> freaks the fuck out. And then he saves all these people. And he's like, you need a master <laughs> uh, or something like that. And anyway, so in my mind, this trilogy was going to be, uh, 
like I thought that this is what was going to happen. I thought that the trilogy was going to be about a bunch of young upstarts, um, like force sensitive upstarts who seek out Luke Skywalker to get oh. trained, and then in doing so get like stuck into some sort of adventure with Han, Luke, and Leia, and Han, Luke, and Leia would be on screen together at the same time. Oh. That's what I wanted from these trilogies. Oh. I got none of that. Right. But I still really liked what they did. You I would watch that series. I, I, was watch saying, I would series. totally watch that. That's my yeah, pitch. Han, Luke, and Leia don't end up on screen at all in the new ones, huh? Together. Isn't that... Together. Well, that, that feels like such a mystery. Han and Leia do. Right. Han and Leia do. In The Force Awakens. And Luke, Luke and Leia. And then Luke and Leia do. Hologram right. Luke and Leia do. But the three but, of them... But doesn't it break your heart? And then Luke doesn't never that break gets your heart? to see Han. No. And Luke never gets to talk okay, to Han. That was another weird... That was one thing in Last Jedi that was weird to me okay this was something we talked about thinking about how the force awakens had a lot of um kind of convenience things and remember how like r2 all of a sudden just comes awake Mm -hmm. and shows the map and we were thinking oh like luke must have sensed han's death and understood and that's why he like acted and that gave it a reason and then last jedi he's like where's Where's han like he had no idea oh right right, right. i feel like he would have felt that and i felt like that then I don't know. It broke something for me. Right, Force right. Awakens. It, yeah. like, I don't know. It undercuts I mean, a theory. Yeah, it undercuts. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Head, I, uh, fa- uh, what do we call it? Head cannon. Head cannon. That sure. I, yeah, yeah. Used to I mean, make this stuff keeps me up at night because that's all I wanted was them three together. But mm-hmm. I will also say that I kind of like it. I and it's kind of goes to like the nihilistic tone of the Last Jedi is like this is like. There was this, I even heard J.J. Abrams talk, or read J.J. Abrams talking about this, is like, this takes place after the great generation, Mm -hmm. and like, this is the next generation trying to pick up the pieces of what the great generation left behind. Right. And we we grew up on the great generation of Star Wars, which is, you know, episodes four, five, and six, and then this is like, well, the the great is over, and now, like, there's this power vacuum that tried to get filled, and this endless war keeps going, and these people who loved each other grew apart. And then, man, the universe just kind of sucks, you know? But then there's this one woman who is the granddaughter of the most evil man ever who finds a way to kind of balance the force again. And, like, that's Mm -hmm. the story of these movies. And I dig that. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I liked about bringing Palpatine back is I I do think I was someone who wanted... Okay, again, even with my feelings about the prequels, I like that Palpatine made it an art where it really felt like he a bookend. bookended. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Did. If he totally. hadn't been there, there's yeah. not really as much connect. Like, so I liked yeah. that about him coming yeah. back, even though it fell yeah. out of nowhere. Because again, what in Last Jedi and Force? Like, I have no problem with it but, because the Emperor was out of nowhere in Return of the Jedi. Like, he shows up yeah. and he's like, "This is the big boss," and you're like. What? This Who are guy? you? Yeah, you look exactly. totally different in oh, Empire you're that Strikes Back. Oh, that that called Darth Vader in the yeah. last movie. Yeah. Yeah. In the original. <laughs> weird yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. What are you up to? You can get my shit done. All right, all right. For you young yes, kids man. out there, when <laughs> they originally made the Empire Strikes Back, it was not Ian McDiarmid as no, the Emperor. It was a It was a hand puppet. Yeah, it's like a green... No, it was like a, a combination of like a woman and a puppet Maybe and a chimpanzee or something like or that. Something. Yeah, that they like yeah. rotoscope together. Oh, it's I see. weird. It's um, not the same character. And George Lucas put the real actor who plays the emperor into that later. In the special After, edition. In the special edition. Yeah. This is what they're going to have to do with the new trilogy. So you have to be like, all right, you know, no. George Lucas was right. Let's put some voices of emperor in the background. No. In, they, uh, <laughs> the force wakes up. There should be a law jealous. against changing a movie that's already right. out. Like once it's Tell out, cats. let it live. <laughs> I know cats had like sent out a, a new updated version it's of the, the special effects. the first patched movie. Immediately. I yeah, they sent out the movie that. and said, we're going to patch it basically. They said there's like a scene where Judy wow. Dench, you can like see she has human hands. I heard that. Yeah. 
pause or something. So I, they just like fix that real quick. I have to see this wow. movie. I do kind of want to see it. We're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. I want to see it. The trailer was like nightmare inducing. Oh, yeah. It's like all these people whose heads are way too small look like they can't fit brains in their heads. It's so but weird. But their faces are the same size as they oh, used to be. It's like gosh. really disturbing. And you yeah. kind of see that their faces are like not quite connected to their bodies yeah. and it looks and kind of horrific of you know? like the giant <laughs> but the scale of these little human cats and apparently yeah. like one of there's cockroaches that also are like little people and the cats eat the human cockroaches oh god too. it's just like yeah it sounds like a nightmare but i'm yeah. so curious Shoot. i know i have to see it <laughs> I, I have to see yeah, it I it's part of the too. culture now for good or for ill yeah right. it's 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 dropped into the ocean and oh, sent yeah. ripples out when I saw the trailer I was I mean, repulsed it, and so drawn in at the same time I was yeah, like I gotta see it I haven't seen the trailer I don't watch trailers so I yeah. go out of my I didn't I haven't watched Star Wars trailers oh, I want to wow. go back and watch those now I try I avoid mm-hmm. most of them mm-hmm. I accidentally I saw a couple for Rise of Skywalker yeah. so I mean I heard that the Emperor was going to be in it because his Google News Feed told me because J.J. Well, Abrams like, had a press conference they, did, right? they released yeah. a trailer they weren't even hiding it they right. released a trailer yeah. with a whole that first clip of his right. voice which oh, they right. have right. to do because it is I mean it's in the crawl the right yeah. I think know. that it helped I think it helped Yeah. here's my point uh, to me it feels like that J.J. <laughs> did want to have the Emperor as the go-to villain throughout them. And whether or not yeah. he was going to be controlling Meat Puppet Snokes or not, I don't know. <laughs> Meat Puppet. But, <laughs> but it seems a like... A bucket of Meat Snokes. Bucket Ryan of Snokes, Johnson it's like from any. KFC. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, you buy, like- you buy a five-piece bucket of Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> Control your sector. Uh. <laughs> Also, there were definitely other Snokes talking to other like weirdo boys with like anger issues and lightsabers. <laughs> there were. This was not was, his okay. only bet was not Kylo yeah. Ren. If, other people have force powers. He Snoke was out there pushing at a that bunch of other people. That makes me think of the Knights of Ren. I'm like, why did you? Oh, why did yeah. we even bring them back? I love to the Knights them, of Ren. Yeah. Okay. I thought I, they were cool too. I love them. I think they're awesome, and I I love when Star Wars presents you something so cool that you want to know more and you don't. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. classic Star well, Wars, wait and that's long enough why and then they'll explain it. With that's the what the expanded <laughs> universe is for, is so you yeah. can read the right. books about like who the fuck is Boba well, Fett. He you looks wish awesome. That was one of my letdowns of Last Jedi, though. Is I was so like curious about the Knights of Ren yeah. from the flashbacks in Force Awakens exactly. so to yeah. have them have zero presence right. and then Snoke died like again, it just felt so disconnected I was like well what did yeah. I was convinced yeah. that the Knights of Ren were going to be those dudes that were the badasses in yeah. the, the Last Jedi that yeah. all got mowed down yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be the Imperial Guards yeah who mm. seemed to be tougher than the Knights of Ren by far I uh, yeah. well the Knights of Ren were the other pupils the of other Luke, pupils right? that didn't yeah. get murdered by uh, yeah Kylo. I mean oh my god that is such a rich story to just right. brush on yeah like and not tell i mean it's, exactly but you know what the thing is is like there are things that i like in these movies and things that i don't like um and p- times where i wish that they spent time on something else that they didn't do but like overall yeah. it it's i i feel like it's this rich bounty of star wars and the fact that we can like sit down and talk about it like this oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. so exciting to me because i i haven't felt this way about star wars since the original since like the prequels came out and I was like yeah. oh no yeah uh, so I mean and it really took getting the the complete trilogy out now for me to really kind of understand how it's going to sit in the fandom yeah. or to even have right. like some sense of that and the fact that 
like the first and the third are made by J.J. Abrams and the second is made by Ryan Johnson yeah. and they had such conflicting views about what the trilogy was going to be exactly but one of them had the first and the last word that's fucking weird like is that is weird. a weird thing that happened and we lived through yeah. it <laughs> and we will be able to explain to our grandchildren why the the, the, the episode 7, 8, 9 is such a weird trilogy you yeah. know? and to me it maps with the original trilogy I agree I was weird shape say, it, it yeah. does yeah. Yeah. it's got the same I shape age, yeah. I does. think it'll age well I agree too. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't I mean, I I understand a lot of the criticisms. I get. I've been so I started. I tried not to read any reviews, but I read them like after I saw it the second time because I didn't want it spoiled for me. And right, yeah. I also okay. Wait, do you guys watch How I Met Your Mother at all? I have seen some of the five seasons. Do you remember the the Shattered Glass episode? Because okay, I have kind of a theory about this too about why some people. Okay, you know when you like really like someone, you have a crush on someone, you're in love with someone, you just tend to not notice their flaws. So How I Met Your Mother did an episode about this where like Ted goes on a date with this girl and he can sense that all of the other characters are like being rude to her and he's like, what is it? Like, I don't understand. And they're like, you don't get, oh, he doesn't see it. Oh, don't tell him because we don't want to ruin it. Then they flash back to the scene again and see the reality of it. And this girl is just talk, 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 talk. She's not, she's interrupting yes, everybody. Right. And then episode. all of a sudden you hear this like shattered glass and he goes, oh, and now he can't unsee it. Right. So I felt like I sat through that Star Wars movie and I was in love with it. Right. I just am. I was, oh, all the moments, the fan service, everything. I was crying. I loved it. And then... I don't know. And then you go read, read some reviews. reviews yeah. And I, again, it's, I'm not going to let, I refuse to let it ruin it for me because that was a brilliant right. moment and I don't want to let go of it. But I read those reviews and then all of a sudden, uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I did yeah. get that. I see. Mm-hmm. Ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. When I read the re- reviews, I was instantly like, these aren't canon. Like, <laughs> I, I don't accept these reviews. I don't. I, I think that they're they're wrong. I, yeah. I, I think that they're flawed. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I feel like I was one of those the first time I saw Force Awakens. I was picking apart everything. I don't know what it was about this one that I totally lost myself in it. From the beginning, from the very first scene when you see Kylo just mowing down everyone. That sets up his character so well at the top of his evil Kylo, which I think is a great contrast with how we end it to start him out that way. I agree with that. And I just, seeing all the characters together, the chemistry reminded Mm -hmm. me why I loved Han, Luke, and Leia together. The banter (laughs) that set up between Rey and Poe and Finn immediately I felt that love. I felt that like it just felt like this happy ending for me. I I don't know. I was yeah. just in. I would love say that it. that opening scene is great. I I would say that it sets up a tone of Star Wars that we recognize, especially yeah. with them being in the Millennium Falcon too. Yeah, like it does. Oh, them all it sets an together. energy that I recognize and love about yeah. like that. Even though mm-hmm. we haven't yeah. seen what's happened in the last few you know cycles or whatever, that they are still in motion. And when mm-hmm. I love when we come into things mid motion. Like right. you, we're like, oh, the action is still happening, even though I don't right. know what just happened. Like, that, yeah, that's how I felt yeah. when like Finn and Ray met each other and flew the Falcon in the Force Awakens. Yeah. I was like, man, this is energetic and exciting and Star Wars e. Yes. You know, I feel like yeah. of the three, Force Awakens is the most nostalgic and the most yeah. mirrored of like the way that the original trilogy makes me feel. It feels if I mean, in some ways, it copies. What like we all said right. like a New lot. Hope, but my argument when Force Awakens was the only movie that was out at the time was like they're fighting the same war, and like right. whenever you're fighting the same fight, even if it's passed on to the next generation, like things history repeats itself because right. you're fighting the same war. So like yeah. there were people I knew who didn't like Force Awakens because it felt so much like New Hope that it was like why didn't they do something different? And I'm like 
I don't know. I feel like it's the ghosts of the same war coming back. Mm-hmm. That was my. Sure. That was the way that it, it justified it to me because I really love Force Awakens and I think I, I need to see Rise of Skywalker again. But I think of the new trilogy, it, it will still be my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. I feel like it was everything I wanted a new trilogy to be. I just wish they would have just said, JJ, do all three movies because I'm conflicted about that. You know what I mean? I wish they had given Ryan Johnson the third one. Yeah, exactly. I think they one or the other. One or the other. Like or, or give like, him all the movies, or don't, or, or just can they like work together or someone else, something. like some someone who's not a white man. You know, like let's get a different sure. perspective in here. I just I felt like I, I guess I'll just end my thoughts about Rise uh, Skywalker with this. I feel like this a lot of the writing was lazy. I feel like yeah. there was so much that they took for granted, and like the fans are just gonna be okay with it. And I, I'm and I'm like, yeah, this, okay, this is fine, but it just felt like very lazy storytelling to where the audience just going to accept that this is the truth and we're going to move right. on. Um, and I was telling, um, I was saying, I really love rebels and I know you haven't finished it, <laughs> but like one of my favorite episodes of rebels, who else has seen it? Has anyone else seen it? I'm going to oh, start watching no, it tonight none of you <laughs> Everyone's so, had a chance, so spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't spo- I'm watching it right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't spoil it. You don't want me to spoil it for you? No. Okay. Well, they do something in the final season of Rebels with the main character, Ezra Bridger. Like they, I feel like Rebels does such a great job at honoring the storyline that we recognize yeah. with doing stuff that was happening simultaneously. Um, and I felt like they left so much open to have them be included in the in this new trilogy somehow. And one way that they do, like when all the ships come to Exegol, like the ghost is the main ship that the team in Rebels, Oh, really? The ghost appears oh, in the final I've scene. I've seen ghosts in um, Rogue One, but I didn't know that they were in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, also. so when That's all the so ships cool. come out of hyperspace onto Exegol, the ghost is one of them. Wow. Um, but they just left... And then apparently, like when when like that moment with um with Palpatine and Ray, he's like, "I am all the Sith," and like, "And I'm all the Jedi." And we hear yeah. all the Jedi's voices. Several people uh, from Kanan, the cartoons. Kanan Jarrus yeah. was one of the voices. Oh, um, mm-hmm. so he's gonna die. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> so much Whether he okay, but hold on. During there, the series or before this movie, you don't know. I totally. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that at it's a point fine. in the future. But what's interesting about that is Ballard Ahsoka was also in that. Yeah. yeah. Which a bunch of fans are like, you tell me Ahsoka's dead. Yeah. And now Dave Filoni's like, no, we're not necessarily saying that, but like, you know, keep your pants on. <laughs> but she's it's gonna also die eventually. Like that. Yeah, this yeah. is like she would also be really old. Like that's yeah. we gotta think about that too. Like right. how old. Like yeah, she like you want to get nine hundred years. That's it'll be greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but his species that makes sense. I mean, we got a fifty-year-old baby. baby. (laughs) Okay, why does Baby Yoda make human baby noises? That is my only complaint. Why do humans make Baby Yoda noises? Mm. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I mean, there's an argument that any creature that can't speak makes noise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah it's just like, noises. I wish that it had been like a Yoda-ish baby noise. Like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. of baby. It just, it's just a straight but up human baby. You know? I literally heard one Yoda talk. I was going to say, thank you. I was like, we have no real understanding of Yoda's actual species. Right. And like, well, we have a Yoda here, we could ask. The diversity. That's the same Yoda. Wait, can you hold him? <laughs> Yoda's been sitting here with us all night and we're going to ask him... A question. He's, it's like the Cro Magnon thing where we thought really Neanderthal. We Yoda, thought forever what do you have to say for that yourself? there was that like it's the classic oh, caveman hunched over I can't club. Teach you more, I can. 
<laughs> you can like you you can really hear the animatronics in the headphones. <laughs> it's this little Yoda is like moving his hands and speaking. Going it's so cool. He's got Darth Vader replacement parts so now. <laughs> but yeah, he's old news. It's all baby Yoda now. Yeah. He's old news. Yeah. But it's like we don't they're allowing us to understand that Yoda is not the last of his kind. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that is mind-boggling to me. That is such a big open door. Like yeah. they can do so much with that. I know. Yeah. We don't even know we do don't know the name of his species. I love it. my like, old coloring books of the characters. Like yeah, mm-hmm. like Did he no. just show up there home? later. Well, yeah. actually, I don't know. I assume the movies no, don't but address it. Yeah, they maybe don't. maybe he does. No. Maybe that's his. It could be. It could well, be I feel like way. if he's going into hiding, going to his home planet is not a good idea. Exactly. Obi Wan goes to Anakin's yeah, home planet, right, which right, is also like right next door to where Darth Vader grew yeah. up. Yeah, it's right. true. It's like you won't Come find me here. What do you only know? Three planets. Yes. Okay. The the prequels, which were written by George Lucas to fit into the original Star Wars trilogy, don't fit. Whereas JJ Ryan Johnson trilogy. I feel like fits really yeah, well. I feel I like think the, so. a well, lot you have of a effort. choice right there. Like you either create a whole third path of right. these, or you have to try to find a way. All Star Wars content now does a service if it tries to kind of make these mesh together better. You know, yeah, it I helps. feel yeah. I felt like not only did it fit, but it added to the original yeah, story. I think yeah. so. and I think yeah. that that's like. All things considered, that's a triumph, you know, <laughs> in my eyes. Yeah. Because the pressure of making something like this is, like, astronomical. Oh, And gosh. I hear what you're saying about the writing feeling kind of lazy and, like... Because it is. Well, well, but there's also this element, to me, of, like, <laughs> the writing being a little bit irreverent. And I know that the writing is kind of, like, fan servicey and kind right. of, like, addressing the fan complaints and that that's a huge problem. Right. But it also does say, well, I don't really care what you think about this. I'm just going to do it. And I like that, you know? I like that I like that Last Jedi did that. Right. Unfortunately, the point of The Last Jedi was throw away the old to let the new become right. something new. Yeah. Which is what they should have done with And then the they threw that one. away to go back exactly. to the old. Exactly. So that is felt- a real narrative discontent. They really yeah. even empired the shit out of that they- movie. Did right. and I was just like I was I was disappointed about that. I yeah. feel like there are so many other stories that we can tell, yeah, and and have been told. Like I feel like Rebels, the Clone Wars, so many of the comics and books, they're doing what I wanted to see on screen, right? And like part of me is like, are you even like talking to your own franchise? Like you have all this like explosion of media and content everywhere from Disney Plus to like I just said the comics the books all these things are you talking to each other because there's some amazing stuff being written that if for me as a fan if things that happen in Rebels and Clone Wars and some of the books that I've read come back into the major storyline it just makes it feel like it's worth it you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. It just makes it feel like you're actually telling an intentional story that connects somehow. Not everything... Ha- I mean, the thing is, like, the universe is a big place. So, like, n- everything doesn't have to affect everything, right? right? That right, doesn't right, make right. sense. Like, there's people who have lives that never affect, you know, on one planet that never meet people on another. Right. But, like, I just... If you're gonna, like, bring it all home, like, why not, like, engage in other mediums that you are putting money into? Right. And like wanting people to consume, why not mm-hmm. tie it up somehow? Mm-hmm. I it just felt Though they're creating a second class of, yeah. of content canon. This is a tier below this yeah, stuff here. Absolutely. This is the official real world. Right. Yeah, and this, then this is just this is for now. Yeah. Like, we're just gonna yeah. play in this. But and it could like, be overridden by a movie later. And if and the thing that bothers me about the fan service response is not that they did it, it's that 
it's like admitting that they're ashamed of something. Right. It's like yeah. we're ashamed that we hired Ryan Johnson and that it mm. caused all this stuff. So we're gonna basically ignore what he did and and fix it and turn it around. Like how? Why can't they honor their own choice? It's right. like right. Yeah. It's that, that's, that seems that's why I feel like it's lazy. And I'm like, yeah. you could like I would have been completely on board with even though there were things about Last Jedi that I felt like it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie right, to me right. because of this like I would have been so willing to go somewhere new because that's what you decided to do mm-hmm. like don't shame yourself like you're gonna literally yeah. contradict yourself and shame yourself right with your with how you're gonna end everything right. I'm like this is the end of it like the end of the Skywalker story and trust in your franchise and trust, trust yeah. exactly it survived the Phantom Menace it did it survived right? the prequels right yeah. it could survive a Ryan Johnson movie that also doesn't hit the landing yeah. I think the J.J. Abrams movie is fine but it did disservice to what had come before they could have had Ryan Johnson do it and then maybe an equal number of people have been like no this is more of what we don't want fine then we'll just make another Star Wars movie after this like we can fix this we can. We don't lose the fan base with right. a bad yeah. movie. Can I read some of a couple of these um, <laughs> mean tweets about Star Wars? Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> this one I thought was funny. I think my biggest problem with Rise of Skywalker is that the movie's only theme is you guys like this, right? Please, <laughs> uh, please like me. Yeah, seriously, yeah. that's what it feels like. like. It did feel like that, uh, like, but scene, I did like it, so I don't know. Especially, the I couldn't ending. help myself. I liked like it. Like, I feel like the ending was please love this. Look at this amazing nostalgic <gasps> moment we're giving you and we're seeing Luke and Le- like, I loved it, but it sure. did feel like a, please love me. For me, it was like, let's like, <laughs> this is the best way that we could pay homage to nine, the eight films that came before in yeah. this saga. Like we're wrapping up the whole saga. That's why we're bringing Palpatine back is because he is the mastermind of this entire war, yeah. the nine film war. And yes. now it's over. And there was finality and completion in that. That's deeply satisfying to me. Yeah. Yeah. I it just the there is a the way in which they told the story. Sure, if well, if very much felt like please like us and give us money. Did y'all <laughs> see? Like I read about like the box office, um, how the box office did for Star Wars in the first weekend. Apparently, they made one hundred and seventy six million dollars, yeah. which was like a lot of money, but was a big deal because Force Awakens made two hundred and forty. And then last year they made two hundred and two. So like yeah. the fact that they only made one hundred and seventy six million, even though it's a ton of money, was oh, like a big deal. Like right. and that's like yeah. domestically. And they made choices because they thought that it went down from the last one, so they had to get back up to the other right. ones, and it didn't still didn't pan out. Yeah, and right. some people were saying like marketing wise, as far as like when they decided to release the film was kind of funky. Like I don't they know, pushed they pushed it back it, six months. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, there are things that affect marketing in that sense of when people watch you see the film and like the holidays and it not being on Christmas day, but like right before Christmas. Like. Yeah. You, you said something that I feel very, very deeply is that that I, what I wanted from this movie was something new that this, like the last Jedi said, fuck the old let's, we're going to do something yeah. new. And like, this was the opportunity. And my, my vision of it was like, Ray training a bunch of new Jedi and yes. maybe they were called the Skywalkers and not the Jedi or something. And maybe they have this like wide array of colors of lightsabers mm. that are all kind of like retro futuristic. So it's not just like the red, green and um, blue, but yeah. you know, the sort of like neon rainbow of lightsabers and they all wear like crazy weird futuristic outfits and 
it's like like Jedi for the next generation. Like just fuck the old. Like the, she has no idea what the Jedi were. No, and yeah. she but there's no way the tech, except she, from the text, sure. Text, yeah. And but she can like filter that information out to her students, and then the students can kind of shape what the next Jedi Order would be. And like I would have made that movie is the new Jedi Order movie, mm. and I probably would have. You know, I, I mean, like I said before, I w- if I had the choice, I would have had Leia sacrifice herself instead of Holdo mm-hmm. um, to in The Last Jedi. And then I would have done no legacy characters in the third movie besides, like, you know, the droids and Chewbacca and just have it all be about this new thing that's being created and have it be fun and exciting. And, like, they this new Jedi Order, you know, maybe finds a way to work with Kylo Ren instead of killing him and, like, they're, or they're gray Jedi or something. Like, there's so much the that could have been Jedi new. The interesting to me. I was kind yeah. of, I don't know much about the gray Jedi, but I, I, I thought that would have been an interesting thing to bring mm-hmm. in. Yeah, but, there's, like, the mm-hmm. idea that you different. can draw on the, the light or the dark exactly. side yeah. as really long as you like can that. keep it in balance in yourself but like yes. baby Yoda interesting maybe yeah oh, baby Yoda yeah. force choke somebody yeah. Yeah. No, baby Yoda is, has, does not hesitate I love that, that. Is, that, is, that is some dark force shit it right there it is so like, yeah. okay. well I mean Ray uses force lightning which we know to be right. like a dark yes. uh, a yes. dark side power exactly is force lightning genetic mm-hmm. <laughs> I know they kind of like I think it's all skills like yeah. oh you can do that because you're related to Palpatine I think that it's. I think that it's like if you touch the dark side, it can come out as force lightning. It depends on where you spend your force points. You can either spend them on light powers, or dark powers. <laughs> yeah, and then each one has three upgrades, so you can buy like level one lightning, level oh. two lightning, level three lightning will let you shoot ships out of the air. You yeah. know, level two force grab will let you grab a whole spaceship. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. right. She yeah. grabbed. All, I mean, yeah. I love that. I love this. I love it. I mean, I, she, I enjoyed this movie she so much. Strong. The fourth. I yeah. love Ray. Her. I bought I, her like, character. Uh, yeah. I can't I, wait to see it again. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want from Star Wars. I want it to make me want it to yeah. watch it again. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't stop thinking yeah. about it. I couldn't wait. I'm gonna go see it a third time. Like it's been on my mind. It's been on my heart, and that's what I was missing from the Last Jedi. I didn't feel that same connection, but I. Yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. Because The Last Jedi, I didn't feel like I wanted to keep watching it over and over again, but I really liked it. Yeah. And I liked what it did. Um, and I was interested to see what would happen next. And now I'm conflicted because, like, mm-hmm. they didn't go next. They went right. back. But at the same time, they also, like, brought back this villain that kind of turns it into a nine-film story of Sheev Palpatine. Yeah. And that's yeah. really interesting. And, cool. like, the Star War is one man trying to take over the galaxy. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like they pinky in the brain that shit, you know? <laughs> like, I like that. So, and as a whole, I, I love this trilogy right. and I'm fucking stoked to be like an old school Star Wars nerd Ooh. that is yeah. being served So there's room now. for a prequel prequel, prequel that pre- follows a 20-year-old Sheev as he first gets into local politics. No. He's like, no. <laughs> he said, I don't want any more. What sets him down the more. dark path? Maybe he was a community organizer and something went wrong <laughs> and then he starts no. to set up this like... Oh, no. And he's played by oh, a no. de-aged <laughs> Ian McDermott. Right? Oh, technology oh. is dancing. Uh, he's got a Naboo sister Academy. who's a community organizer who he despises is. And oh, so everything uh, he's doing is like opposite of what she's doing. Side <laughs> note: Did anybody have that moment where, like, oh, Palpatine had a wife? He uh, fucks. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, yeah. fucks in the new Star Wars. I, a look, lot of creatures getting down between Baby Yoda and Palpatine <laughs> having. <laughs> a son. I'm my brain's really having to wrap around. Well, who who here thinks that Palpatine created Darth Vader? Raise your hands. I'm raising my hand. Oh, because they do the Vader Jesus thing. Yeah. The virgin birth. Like that was when I laughed out loud at Phantom Menace in the Oh yeah, that was a theory, right? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of explicit. But now the Star Wars story group this week, 
um, has because of... people are saying, well, if that's true, then that kiss was like cousins or something. Yeah, Horse you know? cousins. Exactly. I've said it over and over. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Um, but that like actually makes them related. And now the Disney Story Group is coming out and saying, no, Sheev Palpatine did not create. Um, Anakin Skywalker when I do feel like George Lucas intended that sure but he now he's not in charge anymore so they're like yeah. changing he's the backstory fine. Yeah. yeah he's got um, a line he's fine with kissing's anyway. okay touching's not okay. okay I have a real big important question <laughs> so given that we now have this nine film saga of Sheev Palpatine which I'm into on one hand and on the other hand we have this dichotomy of uh two directors with two conflicting visions mm-hmm. one kind of cramming in his vision in the end that he started it with and another who tried to turn in a different direction and then had the door shut in his face right like would it have been better to go in a new direction or to have this wrapped up in a bow with palpatine because i really like palpatine like what's better i don't does know it, does it have to be one or the other right. i feel like well it's either what we got or what we, what we could have gotten i guess because i don't think i feel like it's there still could have been something new with the same villain because i feel like it does bookend perfectly yeah. i feel mm-hmm. like if i don't know there's just this is like a whole i literally have a whole theory about the movie i would have written if i wrote the ninth movie but it has to do with things that were brought up in the last season of rebels which none of you have seen <laughs> oh my god so i'm not going to talk well, about let's it let's watch rebels and then we'll, we'll ask reconvene. Yeah, we but, yeah like i lit like y'all like the last season of rebels is so good and i'm like why can't we be seeing this on a big screen like right and then the character of ezra bridger is so good and this doesn't spoil it, I guess, because Darth Maul is in Rogue One, but yeah. Darth yeah. Maul is also in Rebels. Yeah, I did see Darth Maul in Darth Maul in Darth- Clone Wars, also. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we kind of we in Clone Wars it explains how he didn't die, which right. is nice. The series, I think like I saw how that. he and he's also from Dothamir. Um, that is where the men like that species, the males look like that, and then. Mm. Um, Asajj Ventress the females look like that Oh, and I the females the are the dominant um, uh, sex on that planet and they actually create these men to be force sensitive like they mm. use the force they're as the Benny Gesserit of Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they use the force to infuse like this power in their men to cool. become like warriors I like it but anyway um, so you're saying the, so- the, the force behind the Ultimate evil in Star Wars is a matriarchy. Yeah, yeah. No. and then they all get wiped out by the Empire. Actually, but unfortunately, but then they come back in Rebels also. So okay, it's like okay. they tie it all in. I'm just like, why are y'all not having Dave Filoni write wait, everything? Does, right, right. Does, yeah. is, wait, is Rebels the first place Darth Maul shows up, or is it Solo? Rebels it, was before Solo. Clone, he's in. Or of he course, came in Clone Wars. Clone Wars was first. Wait, yeah. so what? And then in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, no, I know he's. Yeah, I think that Solo was the third of three, right? That he was in, because Rebels came out around the time of Force Awakens. No, it was before. It was before. It was before Force Awakens. Uh, it came out like 2014. Wait, so I'm wondering now because so the whole like rule of two rule rule of two thing because wasn't so Darth Maul was Palpatine or Sidious's secret apprentice, and then he gets killed off, and he chooses Dooku. But if your apprentice that you've killed off comes back to life does that cause a conflict not if you have robot legs legs. i was gonna say if one of the apprentices is like wait no i'm not really gone is that i've I've actually thought about this a lot i think that there are a lot of force sensitive individuals that are channeling the dark side exactly that exist who are not necessarily sith because the sith is like 
This one man is the Sith. But I thought that he was though the apprentice. I thought he was. He that was. Sith. He yeah. was. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Was. I don't know if. Uh, he wasn't Palpatine knows his... if he's alive, and even if he or does, cares. Right. or cares, yeah. Even if he does, I think it's like, well, I've discarded you as being a useless, You're, uh, weak, so literally weak half apprentice. Used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then he takes on Dooku, and then he takes on <laughs> Anakin, Anakin. Right. and like Dooku, he never meant for Dooku to be his ultimate. Oh, no. You can tell. Yeah. No, that was Don't a total rebound. rebound. Yeah, yeah, yeah total rebound. Kill him now. Yeah. <laughs> like, rebound what? apprentice. Yeah, and also that reminds me, like, how do we know that Palpatine? had a wife we don't i mean he's doing all this genetic experimentation maybe he wanted to have an heir so he like That's made so himself real. one I believe that. maybe he did a lot of experiments with like knocking people up with force powers <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's oh, a, God. He, he born a virgin died a virgin he's a real he just used force sex yeah. magic to try and <laughs> yeah. make babies he's a real piece of shit i mean that she yeah <laughs> lots of robes dark lightning candles yeah oh, do you guys have a feeling God. on whether or not it like going if if did this like feel like going backwards or did this feel like oh i want to stop it there up? i have a theory about the rule of two oh okay. yes, is that yes. it's cultural not like force magic thing it's just like yeah the jedi is a religion but you could just have force oh, powers and yeah. not worship the jedi you don't have to be part of the jedi order because it was right. one dude that came it was darth bane, bane. or something bane. comes up with that rule yeah it's just something he decided. it's just a rule right. so you can have so plenty like, right down. that's right Sith in the old like republic that. or i think no the the old republic is in like uh Knights of the Old Republic, like the yes. video game, right? Yeah. The, what, was that like before the Rule of Two? I think, and there was like a bunch of Sith. I don't there remember for sure. There is a point where it's before the Rule of Two. Oh my God, that reminds me. Darth Revan is from that video game, and they said something about like the Revan squadron or something uh, that was a part of like that Sith army at the end. Uh, so they've like canonized right. that video game in, or, or nodded to it they like the way that they brought in yeah. Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So where is Mara Jade? That's my question. I, I want Mara Jade. I don't know if Rule of Two comes up in Rebels but by the movies it's just something that could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It could just be a, a social convention. I agree with you. I think that it is like that. And I, I love the Rule of Two. I think it's so, so interesting. It's like you have negative infinite negative power and what do you choose to do with it spread it or like consolidate it yeah very yeah. Consolidate it's very it. selfish yeah. yeah it's very yeah. selfish it's, it's very ultimate authoritarianism mm-hmm. whereas the jedi try to like spread it out it's democracy be, but yeah. but that is also like out of balance and then the force has to correct itself i think it's out of balance if the amount of like good people if there's like whatever a billion two billion whatever number that is where it's like oh shit they could definitely erase all of the sith right now if they wanted to that's out of balance mm-hmm. well if the one only- sith in his or her apprentice could wipe out all of the jedi then you were in, we're closer to being in balance you know and what I mean? I, that is exactly what happens in revenge of the sith i was gonna right. say that yeah. is literally that what, is the yeah, plot of revenge of the right, sith right 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 <laughs> that's out of balance that's yeah he did bring balance to the force. yeah anakin by killing all of the <laughs> yeah. jedi brought balance to the yeah, force right. so now what okay first of all <laughs> no one's talked about the face melting we had a straight up face melting Palpatine's face was like melted oh, yeah. off. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's that. right. Uh, that we haven't happen. had a face melting like that since like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was yeah, like old up. school face melting. Don't look into the light sheet. Why that didn't bother me, or why I didn't think about it? Like, yeah, it didn't register. I was like, I, <laughs> I was I like, a face melting. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was cool. But I think it was because like he's hooked up to all these things. He's floating. I was like, if he's dying, then yeah, that nasty flesh, whatever is hanging off of that. 
can't hang anymore. It's just gotta go. <laughs> so like it kind of just made sense to me. I was like, yeah, it, it can't. It Born can't, in a goo tube, die in a goo tube. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like whatever that your skin and body was made of. Yeah, it, you're, there's no life in it, so it's just gonna melt right. away. Right. Like it kind of just Turns makes the sense to me. Droopy clay. Wait, yeah, but so something yeah. that was ooh, ooh, story pitch. <laughs> story pitch. She struck him down. That's what she I mean. took this on the Sith. She did. The next trilogy is about her realizing she, that yeah, she has the it. Sith in her and has to excise them from okay, herself. Because oh, I was just going to say that because I that was something that kind of bothered because I was like, okay, so how does she get out of this? She can't kill him because he's literally telling her if you kill me, you will become. And then she does it. So yeah, and then she kills him. She yeah, could uh, put him into. It might be, is it because I mean, she's a, a part of this dyad in the Force? When she accepted well, all of the good maybe, force people my, in her, that so balanced it out. My was telling right. me it's because she's doing this in self-defense and she's literally just like blocking him while he's trying to kill her. That's how I was kind of justifying it. But I'm I did the I'm not touching was, you rule. Yeah, she was just like, she just held the light. So she is technically she was just self-defense. Stop shocking yourself. Just, Stop shocking whole, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But so he kind of killed that himself. Kind of right. I was like, literally, so there's yeah. no way out of this. If she kills also, him, she joins the Sith. If not, then what? He keeps living. So how's this going to be? That reminds me of something I've been wanting to ask people, and yeah. this is a good group. Um, <laughs> when he was like forced lightning fighting with Mace Windu, and his face started to melt, yes. wasn't that just his lightning melting his own face? <laughs> I thought that was going to the dark side and using your own life energy to kill another person. Like you're draining yes. your own power, like this is what it's going to do to your body. And that was probably a big first step for him. And then he just gets more and more of that. I feel but like I feel he's like, been killing people for years. But not with the force. I think that was mm. a, a, maybe he had, maybe he hasn't. A headcanon for me is like, oh, that's when he's like, nope, I'm going to kill someone with this life magic power that I have. That's interesting. I always Even thought that it was like, he was evil in the world. I always you know. thought it was like his lightning being bounced back at him by Mace's lightsaber. Oh, like yeah. that's what I thought. Forced his face well. to melt a sure, little sure. bit. Yeah. That's what so I thought this is like well. finishing the job. Yeah. 30 years. Years later, like, why hasn't he learned? Don't let it come back at you. Yeah, exactly. Just when when yeah. they bounce it back at you, turn off. You know, <laughs> build a goddamn suit. Build yeah. a goddamn suit. Yeah, but like, turn your fingers off. Right. You're burning yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Try a force choke. Mix it up. Turn yeah, your fingers off. Damn it. Well, like I don't know. That's what I thought too. I thought because Mace was pushing it back at him that the energy was doing the opposite like right. yeah. effect it was draining him yep. um, directly killing himself yeah killing himself I love the video meme <laughs> remix that people have done with uh, when Palpatine's fighting Mace Windu and then he like spins and flies away and then there's all these people have used they've done a bunch of variations off of that mm. scene and then just having Palpatine spinning through oh, other yeah. things like a like nature and a volcano and stuff like that and then it's uh, I forget the song there's always this same song that's playing in the background and it's hilarious that's awesome that's really funny if I remember I'll show it to you after can we can we like rate this movie can we go around the room and rate this movie let's give it a number can we put oh, numbers man. to it that's tough wait what like out of ten uh, one out of ten. nine because that's how I rate them is each one gets a number one through nine <laughs> the saga movies yeah it's 11 if you're gonna throw in solo and, I was gonna say uh, solo and Rogue One yeah. right I can differentiate we, can we have a scale of like 1 to 10 porgs how many <laughs> porgs <laughs> does this movie get I think it's like an 8 I, I really like I mean I feel like the the stuff with like 
not using Rose and the way they treat C-3PO is like a one. Ooh, like, I really yeah. hate that sure, stuff. It's good. But right. if I take that, I, and, but I don't know how to incorporate that into my overall rating because the movie gives me such a crazy good feeling yeah. that I feel like it takes it up from being like a six to like an eight because I'm so excited to be right. Star Warsing. Right, 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 right. But that's right. my bias talking. But I feel like I can't go below eight because that feels wrong. Okay. Get yeah. the subjective, baby. You can score yeah. however you want. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, I'm going to go one high. I'm giving it a nine because I'm only docking one point for the thing. I mean, because, yeah, the rose thing bothered me as well. Mm -hmm. A couple of things. All I know is like that was just that for me. was It was an experience. Like I said, I I had not cried in a Star Wars movie yet. And I just I don't I don't care if I was just manipulated emotionally by fan service. Like, I just know I enjoyed it and I needed this movie. It came at just the right time for me. I loved the mess. I'm giving it a nine. I loved it. I did pull out a calculator. (laughs) Simple math eludes me. I'm going to actually average out our scores because I'm a nerd. (laughs) I'm probably at a six, but I may over time find myself. I don't think I'll get to eight, but I might get to seven, seven and a half. Uh, and it's also it's what it feels to me is the way that like nostalgia affects the original trilogy and rates them higher than I think they might be because of the context and the childhood memories and in retrospect they're actually kind of slow and boring until you get to Return of the Jedi so but they still <laughs> there's other context that makes them higher here the context of uh, how great the last Jedi is knocks this down so it's something external from the movie itself affects my ranking of it in a way that it is with all of the Star Wars. Like Phantom Menace will always be the worst. Always be the worst because how disappointed, just not even like angry, but I was just like, oh man, they fucked up Star Wars. (laughs) Just, I was glad I didn't wait in line for very long. It was a long wait in line. I didn't, I lived near Cinerama and people were camping out to watch it because no one knew that it was going to be awful. It was like, you know, Finally, new Star Wars. Yeah, I did school in middle school. My I was so excited. Mother took us out of school for Empire and for Return of the Jedi. Oh, wow, it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. We have pictures yeah. of us as kids with my mother and some dude dressed as Darth Vader with like a cheap toy plastic lightsaber yeah. at the movie theater. <laughs> that, I want to see that. Awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah, the only I, time I, I wish I was older is when just so that I'd be able to see Empire Strikes Back in a theater. I have had that, that thought. Yeah. I wish that I had been. I have wished that I was alive when Star Wars came out. Star Wars was my second movie that I ever saw. My parents took us to a drive-in. Tell me that it was Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a double feature. What a night! That was what it was paired with. Yeah, what a night! So, oh my god! So yeah, sorry, giving it a six. Six. An honest six. I might revisit. I might revisit it. Might revisit it. What do you think? Going to go in order. I would say seven. Seven. Yep. Six. Round the horn. Six seven eight nine. But like we got six seven eight nine. But like. Yeah, it's a seven for me because, like, I feel like I can accept it as the final film, but I, I just, it has the, the, the aftertaste in my mouth is disappointment. Like, that, that is how I feel when I watch it. I'm just like, it, it could have been so much smarter. Like, I feel like there's a lot of great things about it that make it a really good movie. Like, I'm not, I think everything that you've said, Jesse, I agree with as far as the things that you love about it and what you've said as well, Jen, um, Jenny, Jen. I go by Jenny. Okay, great. Jen, Jen, Jen. <laughs> Just Jen. Jen. <laughs> um, but I, when I look at the trilogy itself, I'm like, if I'm supposed to take this as one story, mm-hmm. like, I'm confused. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be confused. Like, I, I want to fully, I want, I am the person that goes into a, a film wanting to be completely immersed. Like, 
I yes. am ready for you to take me there. Like, please take me there. I want to go there. Mm. So for me to be all in each time I go to the theater to see each of these films and to be confused I and like not understanding why we're choosing what we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. we're just, this is what we've chosen. And like by itself, great. That's a great choice. Well, how does this fit with the whole story we're trying to tell? Yeah. So like, and you know, then then the other things that just diminish the score for me are things like writing the way they wrote the minorities. Like yeah. that is that is the thing is like I am a minority. I'm a black woman. So like, there's no way that I'm gonna be able to go in to a film and not want to see myself represented in those mm-hmm. films, mm-hmm. or at least from my own life perspective, understand the story from like there's only, there's no other way I can watch it. And uh, the thing is, I have to realize that these stories, unfortunately, are not really written for me. They're going to write them with including people of color, but they're not written from the perspective of people that are actually thinking about being inclusive in a way that mm-hmm. actually mirrors where society is, at yeah. least in the positive. Because there's a lot right. of terrible things in America that keep telling minorities that their lives don't matter. Yeah. But um, as someone who loves sci-fi, who loves a good story, who is in love with Star Wars... I just want it to I just want it to make sense like <laughs> and I feel like a lot of their choices I don't want to have to be like I just loved it like I want it to make sense as well like I want it to you <laughs> know what I mean if it's not going to address this other thing like, it's got to at least <laughs> make sense like I, that's my that's my opinion like yeah, someone might argue well it does and like great if it makes sense to you right. and you love it then then please love it but for me I'm like I'm left with all these other stories that are in the same franchise like the Mandalorian right. and Rebels yeah. where there is no confusion like they yeah. have a clear beginning, middle, and end. They know exactly what their characters want. They know exactly where they're taking their characters and how this story affects the main this main storyline. And I am left with either I liked it or not. Like I, I'm not confused about what uh, the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's a seven for me. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as low as a five, and maybe it'll go up to an eight for me after I see it a couple more times. But it's not going to change what they chose to do. Um, and I just love the actors. Like, that is also mm-hmm. what keeps it a seven for me is that yeah. I I just think that the Casting people they chose great. to be in the films. I mean, they have freaking Carrie Russell. She's an amazing yeah. actress. Mm-hmm. I was bothered that we only saw her eyes. Yeah. Right. But I like, like that. I like That's that. So it's the same with cool. Brianna Tarth. Well, uh, yeah. in like the Mandalorian, we've never seen his face, yeah. and there's true. something about that that's the so mystery. bold. I think right. yes, there yeah. is a, like an amazing mystery to things like that. I don't know. It's Carrie Russell. It's like, like that's kind of how I felt about um, Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gerrera. Oh, yeah. like he gets more. So he gets good. way more. He's in Rebels as well. Oh, Because that was one of the things about this about that movie that I thought is this what the recut was? Because there's not enough of him. Yeah. They they're like, you want to see a fucking bold statement? How about a guy who basically looks like Darth Vader but is a good guy? Oh, but he also is like killing people and he's making the other good guys uncomfortable. Boom, yeah. Star Wars. You're like, oh, yes. And like, he'll like, throw you to the Borg gullet, and he doesn't care if you lose your mind if he gets his information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, they just, I then just they rewatched just, this like three days ago, and I think Saw Gerrera is, is an incredible character. Yeah. I would also nominate Forrest Whitaker for best Star Wars performance because yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's like so transcendent good. in that role. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, oh. when he talks to Start her to for the first time, and it's, and just the betrayal and the love and like all the yeah. layers of acting. 
acting that he run oh my in god just a few scenes that yeah. he's in yeah. like yeah. i wanted to see more of like Criminal her growing up and yeah. like how he was oh, her yeah. father figure like i was like totally. what are we doing but with that's this? what i want from star wars is for everything to make me want more yeah you know what i mean like every character i want to see more of them every yeah. backstory i wish i could see more and yeah, i so do good. feel that way about rise of skywalker yeah i wanted more kylo ren after this i, I know i want more ben solo i love you ben I know. Okay. It's like it makes yeah, I wanted sense more ben that Solo. he's gone, <laughs> but I'm like, we I waited know. all this movie to get Ben fucking Solo. Like your name is that you're named after these amazing people, <laughs> and we don't really get to know who you are, and then you kiss somebody to die. Like that's it. <laughs> like that's it. Like you don't get to be a part of the party at the end. Like no. with the Ewoks, you know. Well, to be fair, he, they're just there to party. Force like, Ghost Dance Party. You're invited. I mean, to be fair, he killed. Most of the good guys who died, he killed in these That's, movies. Yeah. You know? Oh, like Darth Vader's hands are clean. <laughs> well, he Anakin dies too. Anakin murdered children. They let him yeah, hang out true. as a force it's ghost. It's true. He got, to, yeah. he got to come back. It's true. That's very true. Yeah. Younglings. The thing is, didn't didn't his body disappear too? Did it? Or no? Um, who? Ben, ben Solo. Did his body disappear? Oh, I don't remember. No, well, we don't see his... Uh, so it's implied in Revenge of the Sith that to become a Force disappear. ghost, you have to like study to do it, I think. Like Yoda's saying, like yes. I've learned this key to immortality. Yes, then. And also, yes. why do we want to be immortal? Like, Why do these Jedi Masters want to be immortal? And also, how come Force Ghost Luke can actually lift Wait. the X-Wing out of the water? Like, Is he actually just alive? Like, What's the difference between being alive and a Force oh, Ghost if you can yeah. actually touch the world around you? Right. Those are all of my questions. Yeah, no, those are those grabs, about Force Ghost. the lightsaber when she throws it in the fire. That's the first time we've seen a Force Ghost, ghost actually being right. like right, right, right. with the, with the yeah. physical realm. And I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, I don't want that. If you're dead, you're dead. Even if you're like a, a memory of yourself that can be communicated with, like that's not like most of you is dead. You know, yeah, well, that's no, what I want. Just, well, you're just energy, baby. You're all part of the big energy flow. Has maybe just been developing. Okay, because I'm throw, one with the force. The force is one with me. I'm one with the force. The force is one with me. <laughs> a throwaway yeah. line at the end of Revenge of the Sith that I didn't catch the first time or didn't remember was they say something Obi-Wan says something about Qui-Gon coming back and he's like Qui- yeah. like there's been a voice that's awoken it's Qui-Gon yes, they do. so is that like the beginning of when Jedi started learning how to come back like Qui-Gon it's very subtle he's just a voice maybe. or something and maybe now this is the progression like it they're getting better and better until pretty soon in Clone Wars the series uh, they yeah and the Sith don't know how to do this I think the Sith just kind of put all of themselves into the next one maybe so, they like, do but they also know how it's to like, grab the force ghost it'd be like you live in me now dumbass <laughs> I mean Pac-Man that they're just like Pac-Man force ghosts the spirits on Esco can wear robes, okay? <laughs> they can wear robes and they stick on Wait, their body. I thought we determined that they were the janitors. <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> janitors of Mexico. Do you guys want to know what our rating is? Seven we and have a half. Six, seven, eight, and nine Wait, divided by four. Seven and a half, seven and a half. Uh, 24.75. I think I did that wrong. That's <laughs> on average, we gave the movie Wait. a 24. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. Six plus seven yeah, plus eight plus nine equals thirty divided by four, seven point five. Thank you. Doug can do math. So <laughs> here we go. Took me a while. Okay. I was doing it while we were So we rated it as seventy five and I think what what is the Metacritic? Like a fifty five? It was fifty seven. Wow. Oh, yeah. See that's not seven. right. Oh. That's not right. Yeah, I don't that's what is that like the critical score the fan score like what the fuck is going on that doesn't feel right yeah this one felt like the the fans liked it more than the critics yes, that is yeah, true. yeah. It, it flipped I'm what had happened with quick. jedi where it seemed like the fans rated it lower and critics rated it higher yeah 
I'm going to look it up. Somewhere in the between, the truth lives. <laughs> yeah, tis the truth. Can I read one more? Um, one more mean tweet. Yes, please. Just because watching the rise of Skywalker is like telling an acquaintance you ate potato salad once and enjoyed it, and then having that acquaintance break into your home in the middle of the night, tie you to a chair, and mash potato salad into your face and eyes for 2.5 hours. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. The rise of Skywalker is bananas. It's like a big submarine sandwich, but the only ingredients are banana peppers, and it's being served to you on an exploding spaceship, and everyone is yelling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, which I think is the critic, Right? I don't know. It's 55%. Mm. Oh, and down. It was The audience score is 86%. What is happening? That is so strange. Yeah, well, because I think I feel as someone who mirrors these numbers that it is the idea that, like, oh, as a movie, movie, Mm -hmm. The Last Jedi did something unique and interesting with a blockbuster toy selling franchise in a way that, like, no one does with their franchises. Right. And then the follow-up to that is like, yeah, we were just kidding. So yeah. I think critics are f- – that's that's where the critical uh, numbers come from. Yeah. And then the, the fan numbers are like, yeah, but it's still fan service. And it's why I think I'm slowly going to get dragged towards <laughs> a oh seven goodness. or an eight for this movie <gasps> unwillingly. <laughs> I feel like it's going to go up for me too after I see it again. Because yeah. Yeah. I think all of these will go up with time. <sighs> yeah. But like – I hated just... The Last Jedi – when it came out. I really? did. When no, I, no, I saw... sorry. Return of the Jedi. I love the last time. Oh. I hated Return of the Jedi as a kid oh. and I've come oh. to love it over time. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. And I oh, do, yeah. I do think that like relationships with these movies take some time to solidify. Like, right. I, I mean, Force Awakens, I didn't know what I thought the first time I saw it. I'm like, I don't know if I like that. And then I, I watched it like a few more times. Like, I love this movie. You, that's exactly how yeah. I felt. Too. I, felt I didn't know what to feel the it. first time and then yeah. after a few more times I really fell in love with it. I yeah. loved it because it wasn't uh, Phantom Menace. It was okay. Let's try again. Right. Yeah. Let's try again. Well, what right. is that first line in it? Like this will begin to make things right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'll be honest. The first time I saw Phantom Menace, I'm like, I don't know what I think, but I think I liked it. And then because you so get left funny. with that incredible lightsaber duel, that's just right. like and breathtaking. That score, yeah. Like, yeah. That, the but then you watch it again, and you're like, this is a fucking slog. And then you watch it again, and you're like, this is terrible oh, like, like what is I this i didn't realize like every i didn't realize how terribly written jar jar binks was the first time oh right. man and then like i heard so, people just bash on jar jar binks and yeah. i watched it again i'm like everything is his fault and he never <laughs> yeah. stops talking yeah and he's Bad. a bumbling idiot like yeah. i was like yeah. yeah everything is his fault like yeah. oh my gosh like what is the purpose of this character that was another one it, when, when i saw it uh, in the theater, I went to the midnight show of like, we're going to get to see it first kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, Jar Jar, a lot of it was like, what? Yeah. There was like an audible confusion yeah. just in his scenes. You know, you know yeah. we talked about this years ago in Sci-Fi on Trial, whether or not Jar Jar Binks is racist. No, like, it is. If, if, right. Yeah. He's a, the step and fetch it character. That's what we came to is yeah. that it's like an unintentional, like minstrel show. You know, oh, it's yeah. like yes. very upsetting. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, talk about another guy whose career it kind of ruined. Yeah, it's unfair, yeah. yeah. right? Because yeah. he's talented as hell. Well, isn't he doing something new now? Mm, I hope so. I would have thought he could have salvaged something just because since he was a CGI. Right, I don't really since know we didn't. He yeah. Looks like. I mean, I knew his face because I, I was subscribed like to Star too. Wars Insider, oh, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I unsubscribed after Force Awakens or Phantom Menace came yeah, out. I did too. We both did that, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm pulling out of this fandom, I, like yeah. pulling, pulling the ripcord on this. Mm. But now I feel like I'm back in, and like I want to read I feel back in. expanded universe novels. That reminds me, B. Yeah. Okay, 
I tried to read some of the expanded universe for the new Disney universe. Yeah. And I love the old stuff. And Jenny, I talked about this with um, Rogue One. They wrote that book, um, Catalyst. Catalyst, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's and right. And I read that and I hated it. I really? It was I terrible. I Catalyst, yeah. I thought oh, it was man. so boring. And then they like referenced things from our world. And I'm like, this author doesn't seem to understand Star Wars. Oh, like words because I was yeah I, I'd kind of forgotten about that book but yeah. I've been really excited to read that don't, because don't read it oh, no, no, no I, I really 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 didn't like book it too oh, isn't it? it it was a pretty quick read it was a quick I read okay that's not one of the big the long ones it's a I mean it's a I don't know I read it on a tablet so I'm not sure I read it on like a Kindle so I'm oh, not okay. sure how long it really was I have no reference for that anymore except for how much time it takes to read and it wasn't that long but it was a slog you know I mean it's a full length novel I think but it was a slog Anyway, have you read any of the new... It sounds like you've read some of the I new have, canon. I have and several books. What yeah. would you recommend for someone like me who wants to get into something? Um, Lost Stars, like I mentioned yeah. before. Lost so Star. Claudia Gray is one of the authors that they've commissioned. Um, they did this whole thing before Force Awakens came out in theaters called Journey to Force Awakens. And mm. so there's several... They have a lot of the new canon are things that Disney has made it. So like, these are the books you should read before you see this movie. Right. Um, so there's a, there's set of books that are journey to force awakens journey to last Jedi. And I would assume they have journey to rise of Skywalker as well, but they're literally have that little tag at the top of the book. And you can see like, Oh, this is the next movie. This is the next book I should read. These so are the lost, in between the movies, right? Books. In between the movies books. Yeah. That are supposed to all tie together. So I definitely recommend lost stars. Um, Another one that I love, oh my gosh, I need to get this name right. Well, Dark Disciple is my favorite. Um, that's Christy Golden. And that is, uh, it follows Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss. Oh, cool. A Jedi that we get to see a little bit of in uh, the Clone Wars series. Yeah. He's kind of like the like the hippie Jedi. He's like the, <laughs> like the squid head like, looking guy? No, he's human. Oh, he's human? He's human. Wait, I'm he's, looking him up. He's kind of hippie and like, Almost like he should be wearing a leather jacket. That's all I got to say. <laughs> he's like the Uncle Jesse of the Jedi. Or like, he's just like, he's too cool. Like, he's not really like worried about the rules, but he still gets the job done. Oh, and like, is... Obi-Wan does not like him. Right, 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 like, right. he just does he not this like him. Oh, from the cartoon, the Clone Wars cartoon. Yes. This is not who I thought it was. I don't recognize him. Quinlan Voss, yeah. I recognize the name, but not this face. Oh, he's, yeah, I love his uh, moments in the Clone Wars series. He's just oh, cool. like super chill like kind of hippie like almost like surfer kind of jedi but the big jedowski (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's fine like (laughs) don't worry about it and obi-wan's just like i like freaking out (laughs) um but it follows the end of asajj ventress's journey and then this journey of a jedi who is just starting to realize the access to the dark side he's kind of is you get the sense that he's grown up like as a padawan kind of in the temple and has not had really any exposure to the dark side at all um except for now being in the war so it's at it's literally right before um i think revenge of the sith this Mm -hmm. book happens but he is going undercover because they're trying to figure out how to kill dooku because that's how they think the war will end is if he dies um, and because Asaz Ventress was his <laughs> was uh, his apprentice, they want to bring her over to the Jedi side to help her, to help them kill Dooku. And it's like a big like moral dilemma because the Jedi would like the the idea of 
intentionally like seeking someone out to kill someone to end a war it's like this big mm. conflict like right. are we a- gonna assassinate someone for the for this cause Ooh, i like that right. um and then they they quinlan goes undercover as a bounty hunter um trying to get close to her and they have a storyline i just love it that sounds great, sounds great. Yeah. Um, so yeah dark disciple is my other favorite cool um there's one about Princess Leia and uh, Blood Ties, I think is what it's called. I'm forgetting oh. the name. But it's about her being in the Senate and why she left, Ooh. which is kind of like how she becomes a general is how Ooh, I fill in the gap. But it's really basically her oh, lineage cool. being exposed that she's really a Darth, Darth Vader. And right, how that right. Oh, my God. That sounds her, really interesting. Strips her of her. So after yeah. Return of the Jedi. What's that one called again? I think it's blood ties. It's blood something. Blood. Yeah. Wow. But it is blood something. Blood. I can't think of it. <laughs> what well, I love enough to find it. Star Wars sets up a universe that doesn't have the same type mass communication that even yeah. our modern world has. I know. There are people that live in like informational valleys and gaps, you know. And this, I think, is a good example if that's what it's doing. Where like, yeah, there's some people who kind of knew that she was the the child of Darth Vader, but. It's not like out there, you know, yeah. and immediately public knowledge. I never thought about that, whether or not she was like outed. I'll check that. I, yeah. We got yeah. we to gotta stop, you guys. The, we're, <laughs> we gotta stop. we're getting to oh three and a half hours. I am so bloodline. tired. Bloodline. Bloodline. Thank you. It's okay. Star Wars um, Bloodline. Cla- no, Claudia Gray again. Can, awesome. can we do this again? Because yes. this was mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Can we be a Star Wars club? Star Wars club. <laughs> yes. And if so... What do we want to talk about next? Mandalorian? Yeah, I think Because it'll have probably to. be the finale. Because the yeah. finale is like... Yeah. The so, okay. Now. Let's all, probably watch some of Rebels. And Rebels. Okay, well, let's no, all... Clone Wars, because Clone Wars earlier. Let's all go watch Mandalorian, go and we'll reconvene and talk about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I got um, some thoughts on Colony I need to share. Yes. And then, <laughs> probably get does anyone, on Arrowverse. Does anyone have anything they want to... Oh, Doug, we got to do that. I, I, we got to record that so I can keep going. I finished Whenever we talk five. about anything, we talk about everything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you ever want to do any Marvel podcasts, let me know. You know, I do that sometimes. And I, now that I know you're a Marvel buff, I will definitely <gasps> let you know. Because I remember you you did want, or you guys were talking about, I think, in uh, Endgame and Infinity War. And I was yeah. having like a menu. I just wanted to add some. I was like, yeah. And we did a Captain Marvel yeah, podcast. Yeah, you did Captain Marvel and Endgame, I think, in the same Oh, that's right. Like in one podcast. Yeah. yeah. And we've done a... Sci-fi on trial for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you did? Like, way back oh, in the I day. Didn't, I didn't catch that one. Yeah, it was years ago, before the second one came out. Um, Man. Yeah, we've talked about Marvel uh, quite a few times. Because, like, for me, if it has aliens or space in it, I want to talk I'm about gonna, it. Right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking space nerd. Does anybody have anything they want to plug before we get out of here? Performances, Instagrams, Twitters? <laughs> this is not that crowd, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really need to plug anything, I don't think. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. Come and- eat at Brave Horse Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I work. Well, man, this was fucking fun. Like, yeah. this was so fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a good Star Wars chat in a while, and I've been feeling like I needed it. My coworkers yeah, will thank too. all of you, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Got some of it out of my system. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate y'all coming over. Super fun. B, Doug, and Jenny, thank you guys. And until next time, stay nerdy out there. Space nerds. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash Sci-Fi. If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessemercury.com. 
For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!